Welcome to episode seven of the Dimensional Cascade podcast. Uh, with me in the dungeon in Shoreline, I have... Ricky. Tom. And I'm Aiden. Uh, Taylor is once again bowing out. However, the good news is he has sold his demons and ready to buy the Dark Elves. He's just on sabbatical. He's on sabbatical. Once he comes back a, a Dark Elf convert, he'll be, he'll be very happy to jump right in again and, you know, sacrifice a few dudes. Um, so or dudettes or dudettes yeah yeah that's true they don't da- discriminate da- damn bitches be crazy yeah. um so we we uh, before hose, man. <laughs> i'm not sure that's true in the dark <laughs> no, elf army i don't think i don't think well i don't know brolocks maybe who yeah. knows mm-hmm. who knows okay so tonight uh we're gonna finish off our uh review of the dwarf book um, so we're going to cover up the war machines, and that includes the gyrocopters and gyro bombers. We're going to talk about runic magic, uh, and then go into some army list builds and tactics and and various things along along that line. Um, the uh, we're going to have a, a brief uh, roundup of news and rumors because if we don't, I'll probably explode. And uh, that's a hint. They're about what else? And uh, or sexual repression, right. <laughs> uh, potato, potato. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, we're gonna start it off uh, as we usually do with the pit. Yay, yeah, woo! The pit, the pit, the pit. After the battle of Griffin Pass, Alith Anar captured 700 dark elves and had them nailed high upon the white cliffs overlooking the narrow valley, where they hung until they died. The corpses were suspended for years afterwards until their flesh rotted and their bones tumbled into piles beside the road. Such is the power of the place that these bones can be seen to this day, together with the red marks left by Alith Anar's iron nails upon the cliffs. Solid. All right, that is Alith Anar, the Shadow King. Pretty he, badass for an elf. Yeah, so he's <laughs> definitely uh, one of the less well-known uh, high elf special characters. Um, I think partially because his model is a bit crappy. Yeah. Um, although his fluff is cool and his pictures are really cool. Yeah, the art yeah. for him is awesome. And I think and the rules for him are pretty good yeah. too. Yeah, the rules are good too. And I love Shadow Warriors. Yeah, yeah. I, think, that, like, I think where he suffers is there's just so many other good choices in their there, book. There what, are. what especially yeah. sucks for that model now is that the new Shadow Warriors models are beautiful. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're like all masked and crazy awesome. Yeah, I wish they could have. Uh, awesome you know looking. how they're doing with some of the kits incorporating. Yeah, characters. they could have had. I wish they could have just make thrown in two bits to make him. Yeah, that kit. yeah, that would have been nice. Okay, well, let's go. Yeah. Uh, we'll go through his rules, and then we will uh, bring back our defending champion. Sure. So Alathanar is uh, like all high elves, always strikes first. Um, he has hatred of dark elves, um, martial prowess, which isn't going to come into mm. effect here. He can scout. Uh, also not going to come into effect here. <laughs> and Valor of Ages... Unless he wants to start way closer to Sigvold than he, yeah. he is already. <laughs> also not under effect here, yeah, exactly. So really, uh, the only thing that's relevant uh, from the regular rules is ASF. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, Sigvold also has ASF, so, oh, so that's so cancel. cancel out. Okay. Yeah. Who has the higher initiative? Doesn't matter. They strike at the same time. If you've both got ASF... I thought then it goes to initiative order. That's not true. Is that not true? No, if you both have oh, ASF, yeah, yeah, you yeah. strike simultaneously. I'm thinking of ASF with ASL Yeah, combined. then you go to the initiative. Sure, okay. Yep. Continue. Okay, so his magic items. He's got uh, Stone of Midnight, which is a four-up ward save talisman. 
And it also gives anyone shooting at him and his unit minus one to hit. So at least the four up will, well, the four be, up will be, nice, be useful. Yeah. 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 Uh, the Shadow Crown, which is an enchanted item to give him and his unit Swift Stride. So he's really good in a unit of of yeah. other other elves. That's yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and this is the most interesting part because it's the first time we've had somebody with something like this. He's got a magic weapon that is a missile weapon. It's the Moon Bow. It's a bolt thrower. Um, it's range thirty six yeah, inches. Range thirty six inches. Strength seven. Multiple wounds. D three. Strength seven. So strength it's better seven. than a bolt thrower. It's better than a bolt thrower, but it uses mm. the bolt thrower rules. Huh. Um, multiple wounds. D three and quick to fire. So he gets to stand and shoot. And with you it. don't get any armor <laughs> saves, so he stand. He gets to shoot with it and stand and shoot with it and potentially do D three wounds. Hopefully, you get two rounds of shooting then a stand and shoot. Yeah, and so you know, there's there's a very strong chance he'll just get made into mincemeat if Sigval can get into close combat. Um, well, he's, but he is a lord level. He does have three. He's, wounds he's lord level, but he's only strength four. He's not strong enough to get through Sigval. It's getting through up. the armor, yeah, yeah and uh, uh, and so forth. So. So if you can chip off a couple of wounds with the uh, mm, with the, the bow, bow. Uh, there's a strong chance he'll win. Sure. All right. So that is Alathanar. Does he have any, any armor to speak of? Oh, just he, heavy, probably? Oh, I don't know. There's nothing listed in here. Let me just It'll check. Be on his, Let uh, me check in on the... his profile back there. But prob maybe only light. He only has light okay. armor. So no save. Yeah, no save for him. Save yeah. in this fight. That's for sure. All right. Well, just the ward. Yep. Okay. On to Sig Sigvald. I will read for you now a little bit about the year 2518. It's about me, yeah? Prince Sigval the Magnificent has the Bretonian township of Schomburg raised because the wine it produced was not to his taste. Yeah, it was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> what a douche. Yeah. yeah. Yes, he is. Uh, that is a direct quote. What a well, poser. Maybe, maybe not exactly a direct quote, but pretty close from the uh, Warriors of Chaos timeline. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, let's uh, let's get this show on the road. Let's get it going. I get to roll some dice. Yeah, yeah we're gonna have uh, Ricky rolling for Sigvald. Wait, wait, wait! I I don't want to touch him. No, you're rolling, man. Oh, you're rolling for Sigvald, fine. and then Aiden's gonna be rolling for for Alathana, and I'll call the is dice. He, is he Alith or Alith? I would say Alith. 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 Oh, all right, yeah. Alith works. Whatever. Get some dice here to kill you with. Yep. All right. <clears throat> Alright. First uh, turn, first guys. Turn. Let's see him. Oh. oh, one for Sigvold. And a whopping and a six, six for Alathanar. Alright, let's do it. There we go. I'm going to get shot. I'm going to stay where I am. What's the range on that bow? 30? 36. Alright. All right. Yeah, 36. So I'm at long range, but I've got ballistic skill seven, so I'm hitting you on a two. Here we go. This is going to hurt. It's Four. A hit. It's, okay. a hit. it's a hit. Strength, Strength seven. seven. What's your toughness? Five. Alright, two up to wound. Yep. Wounds. It's a wounds on a two. Okay. Wounds on a two. Yeah. So I have no armor save with that, basically. Uh, no, it's minus four from strength. Save. Oh, you don't no, get you don't get an armor save. Four, yeah, no, it says no armor save. So I just have the four up regen. Here four we go. Four up regen. Failed. Oh, failed. Oh, I rolled a one. Okay, right. this could be over very to quickly. Finish it. How, how many wounds does he have? He has three. So he has three. Is he, is he three? It's okay. D three wounds. D three wounds. See what we got. D three wounds. One wound. Uh, one wound. Okay. Okay. Sigvald. Is down to two wounds. All right, my turn. Yeah, yeah. So it's turn. All right, so I'm gonna move forward eight inches. Okay. Yep. That seems good. Hmm. What's Halithana gonna do this turn? I'm gonna shoot you again. Yeah, shoot him. <laughs> right. Good choice. <laughs> I think yeah. so. On a two up. On a two up. Hits, hits with uh, a five. On a two up to wound. Yeah. 
Worms uh, on worms, a five. All right, take the Four regen. regen. Four, come this on, is incredibly satisfying, by the way. Uh, oh, we saved it with regen. the regen. All right. All right. Over to Sigvold's turn two. Uh, the, I, no, 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 you're not in charge. Right? Not you in just charge. gotta go for it. Another eight inches up the field, putting them at yep. eight inches away now. I'm yeah. gonna shoot again. Okay, Elothana's gonna uh, shoot. Missed. Oh, he misses on a Finally. All right. Oh, I'm right. charging. Okay. I'm going to stand and shoot. We're eight inches away. Let's resolve the stand and shoot first. On okay. Hits right. on a two. Hits on a four. And on a four. wounds on a six. Wounds on a six. Okay, right. here we go. Regen. Here. Regen. Failed. Fails. He's going to take D3 wounds. D3 that wounds. Could this could be it all over. Oh, oh no, just wound. the one wound. One wound. Okay. All right, see if you make it. Okay, you got eight, eight inches of movement for his end. He's in. Oh, right. holds into oh, combat. No. It could be over. That's... Well, he's only got one wound left. And he has one wound left. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, so, so we're going to strike simultaneously. Simultaneously, yep. Let's just resolve. Uh, so I have seven attacks, right? With this yes, guy? that's right. Seven Okay, we'll resolve Sigvold first and then. Go for it. Go to Elathana. All right, and there's no fear or anything on either. Weapon person. skills? What's your weapon skill? Uh, eight. I'm weapon skill seven, oh, so I'm hitting you on fours. Sigvold You're on hitting me on threes. I don't have uh, hatred or anything. No. No, okay, so four so hits. Four hits. And I am strength five. Your uh, toughness, toughness elf. elf. Yeah. Toughness three. Uh, three oh. wounds. Uh, three wounds on Elathana. Four upward. Oh, saved one. Saved uh, one. He's still alive. So he's going to be down to one wound, but he's still got got his strikes for this turn. All right. So I need a four up to hit. I got mm -hmm. four attacks. I get none. None attacks. Ugh. Three threes and a one. That's Ugh. terrible. Okay. Now Aelothana loses combat by three because he got charged and lost two wounds. So That's true. And I Let's not, see if we have our first uh, flea and not pursue. Not stubborn in or anything. So. In the... Uh, the pit here. All right, leadership ten, so seven or I'm less. Seven. He's oh, fine. I'm he good. Makes okay. it, but All right, let's do the next. Well, the round. fun part is I'd be swift stride, so that was probably. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He'd be off the table. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the pit. All right. Uh, All right. Second round of Simo? combat. Should we do a yeah. Simo? You want to do it Simo? Simo them at the same time. Sure. So okay, let's the go. Hits. Looks like we've right. got three hits three from Alathana, and five, five hits five. from Sigvold. All so right. rolling to wound now at the same time. Looks like we've got four from none. Sigvold and none from Alathana. Okay. All right. Four, All right. four fours up. Four boards. No. Doesn't make any of them. And Alathana's dead. Dang, I shot him twice wow. and rolled one wound each time. I, I know, otherwise you would have had him. Yeah. 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 Oh, damn you, Sigvold. That bow is pretty powerful. But it is pretty the good. rolling just that, didn't. It was didn't, didn't match up me. to the bow's yeah. power. Yeah. yeah. So. If you had rolled average, at least he would be dead. He would be yeah. very dead. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, that was cool. Uh, yeah. Shame, like Sl I said, shame Slanesh deflects but... those shots and uh, yeah, Sigvold. Yeah, I'm looking. Reigns. If I uh, if I played High Elves, I would definitely include this guy in some way. You need sure. you need to. I think you'd need to convert your own model. Yeah, though. yeah, for sure. I would suggest either the Way Watcher model with a sword glued on him or. Or yeah. something, a kit bash using yeah. some bits of the shadow warriors and yeah. some like cooler head or weapons yeah and it stuff. might be might be pretty cool but yep all right all right Sweet. who's next it do we is think? oh next in the in the shadow pit. blade shadow blade shadow is blade. Next. Oh, oh. the assassin yeah that's a cool model yep. yeah yeah not not terribly to... sneaky but still a very cool model yeah i'm looking forward to to painting that one out all right so. sweet Lots right. of black should go fast, right? Sigvald, <laughs> Sigvald will return. Yeah, I am the victor, of course, because I'm so good looking. 
news and rumors. News and rumors. Okay, wood elves, yay! Sorry, I got a little excited there. Is that news or a rumor? Yes, yes to both. So, yes. uh, there are, there have been leaked pictures of the next White Dwarf, and Games Workshop has also had a teaser video. Yeah. Uh, wood elves are going to be featured in the White Dwarf that comes out on Saturday, which is two days from our recording date. Uh, pre-orders for um, the stuff in the White Dwarf will happen then, and then they'll be released the following week. Yeah, so it should so be this is the White first Dwarf. Wave. This White Dwarf comes out tomorrow. Yes, there's, there's, Saturday. there's still been Saturday. no. Apart from the teaser, there's been no official announcement of Wood Elves, but we've seen these pictures from yes. White. Yes. People have somehow got their hands on White. Some Dwarf people early. Uh, get it a little early. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So uh, there's at least one guy in the Wood Elf forum got his today, okay. uh, which is Thursday in the UK. So I'm guessing it's normally Friday they start to get them. Sure. Um, so so we know from this one that this week's releases we have the book, the book first and foremost, and um, both the there are there's three versions: the regular version, limited edition, and digital are mm -hmm. all all going to be released at the same time. And that's kind of it's well, it's breaking the mold of uh, the kind of weekly releases so far that they did for the the dwarfs and then the imperial guard for forty k, where they've waited till the, the yeah. second week to release the book. Yeah, and so I don't know if that's because they've got their their kind of the release schedule down better, or they took feedback. Um, but either way, I'm excited about getting the book first. I think yeah, honestly, I think it's probably it's because better. they're only doing there's only going to be two weeks of releases of actual models. Which means, so obviously when the book comes out, then everybody can see all the models that are going to be available for the whole release. Yeah, because by the yeah, time so, you have the book in hand, you'll know what the yeah, other Yeah, you'll know what are. the other models are going to be but anyway. Whereas if there was going to be like two weeks of models. feasible for sure. Yeah, yeah that makes uh, sense. <clears throat> so that that's kind of a bummer that it's only going to be two weeks. Um, although I'll believe that when it actually yeah, happens. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. that's still unconfirmed. So the kits that we know are coming, uh, there is a Tree Man kit, which is uh, Durthu. Um, a tree man ancient and a tree man looks to be a ton of different builds you can do with it. Yeah. I've, oh, I've seen five or six so different builds. Options. In um, I think I think the paint jobs that we've seen so far, you know, some of them are like bright blues and reds. And well, Durthu is kind of black and blue, right? And, and he's carrying a big flaming looking sword thing yeah. and i'm like you know and that was because that's the cover of the white dwarf i think yeah. that's the picture that everybody saw first of what the tree man would be and everyone was like whoa kind of, what's kind of going disappointed on? but i think the, the pictures that have come out since then yeah they're look I, incredible i, yeah. I i'm, I'm actually excited. pretty excited about that kit and i've already got three tree man so so if we just describe <laughs> it it's kind of a, a departure from what tree men look like at the moment and gone in the direction of looking like a scaled up dryad almost very that, much so that kind yeah. of facial structure and rather than looking like a tree and and covered is, in covered in runes mm -hmm. and you know and, uh, very magical spites. and yeah. spites yeah and i think there's I think a lot of a theory like um, magical yeah. swirly bits actually holding it together and and also looks very very cool. agile and, yeah and and, and much and, more graceful than the yeah, big kind of stompy exactly. tree thing that we still going to be initiative too though sure um <laughs> Terthu has has initiative too some cool things i'm excited about uh they brought back the tree whack um from the old what yeah. else yeah. I, know, I didn't know that was an old thing. Nope. Durthu used you to be able to do this. Slap? Yeah, the beach slap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It, it's the willow maker. Okay. Uh, <laughs> keep them coming. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's a whole thread of uh, of attacks for tree men and also alternative names like Morgan, Morgan tree man, <laughs> uh, Keanu leaves, mm -hmm. Danny Treeho, uh, uh, Spruce Twigstein, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Almond Schwarzenegger. Bruce Tree. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
So anyway, yes, I, uh, that's how I've been passing my what, time. Yeah, this is what what uh, what elf players are doing with their day at the moment. Wow, yeah, yeah. and well, me too. Apparently, yeah. when you're neglected for so many years, yeah, you got to exactly. find a way to pass yeah. your time. We're, we're all a little hyper. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yes, uh, a very exciting looking tree man kit. Um, I think. Uh, like you said, the paint job kind of put people off, but there's a couple of pictures that are, have very kind of earthy, natural tones, mm-hmm. and they look fantastic. A uh, new plastic character coming out, Araloth, who is a special character. He's a, a wood elf. He has Always Strikes First, uh, which leads everyone to believe that, of course, wood elves are going to get Always Strikes First as well. Um, he's he's basically Scar the, uh, uh, Scar the Falconer um, from, from the... Uh, Old old book. Yeah, um, guy either. yeah, yeah, dude, you're not old, old school enough. <laughs> yeah, uh, Skull was basically uh, like a beast master type who had this little bird who could, you know, he had falcon. He had a mm-hmm. special attack with the falcon. Same idea. This guy has a has a falcon that'll take your eye out. Um, so uh, his special rules are kind of neat. Um, if you score a hit with the little bird, it's an automatic hit. If it scores an unsaved wound, you get minus five weapon skill for the rest of the game. Because you lost your eye. Because you lost your eye. Nice. Yeah, I, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. And the model is, is I, great. I like I the think. model quite a bit. I think the horns are a little bit big. Oh, he has like really big antler. He has really like, big antler looking things. But the bird coming off the hand looks pretty like looks very nice. natural and graceful. Yeah, kind yeah. Of. I'm excited to see the kit. And and the plastic uh, character kits uh, that they've been bringing out have been have been seamless in terms awesome. of how well they go together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. so I'm excited to see that guy. Um, they're re-releasing the, um, the War Dancer Hero uh, model. And in in, fi- in Finecast mm-hmm. and calling it a Shadow Dancer. Um, is that going to be a character then? You think? Uh, so what? We, what we? The one. What the seems one to that's be like doing the shooty. No, the no, one no, no like the War Dancer, the, the big the spear. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, okay. War Dancer. I'm doing war a dancer, crazy yeah. pose here that you. So can't almost see a, the roadkill one, but but kind of, but it's much more dynamic. Much more dynamic. I have that one. Yeah. Um, so, so this, this really follows the trend that they had in the high elf and dark elf and books. where they have a special kind of lord. Special lord. Yeah. And so at the, the moment. The anointed of Assyrian and the fleet master. Exactly. The at, the, at the moment, the wood elves can take, uh, heroes or lords and then give them a kindred. Um, and this is basically saying, well, and this was kind of suspected that the kindreds would be dropped. But yeah. then they'd put some special lords in, you know, like a, a war dancer lord or hero, sure. um, you know, and potentially some of the other more iconic ones, like yep. the wild. Yeah, the book more in more in line with eighth edition stuff. Yep, so. yep. Um, and so, uh, shadow dancers is also how they're referred to in the novels that okay. have been coming out. So, um, so that's uh, so that's, that's the, the first models. Week release. The, yep, we got the tree man, the special character in the re-release, and uh, uh, they are on the model front. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about the books, and the other bombshell is the spell cards or the battle magic cards that they're getting. Uh, it's confirmed that wood elves are getting both dark magic and high magic with their own lower uh, attributes on each one. Mm-hmm. Plus all eight schools. Plus all eight schools. <laughs> There's like ten schools More of magic. magic. Yeah, I know. Ten, ten lores. Yeah. Yeah, um, which is really what they needed. I mean, just that if they change nothing else, that alone is going to make that army well very powerful. Uh, yeah, for sure. The, it gives it a bunch of versatility, which is great. And different builds as well, yeah. which will be really yeah. nice. Right, right. That's kind of what the Wood Elves are lacking at the moment. Very well, much so. Just... Every Wood Elf army you see in, in a competitive situation is 80% the same. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, the the um, – some of the rules have been confirmed just from the White Dwarf. Um, mm-hmm. So four spirits, for example, had the old uh, demon save of, of uh, five up ward unless it was a magical attack. Uh, that's been changed now to six up hard ward. Um, 
and uh, everything else remains the same. Immune to psychology, forest rider, um, uh, magical is the, attacks. Is the tree man still flammable? Because I didn't. Tree see man is still flammable. still flammable. Well, at least Durthu is flammable. Okay. Obviously, tree right. man is going to be as well. Because I was wondering if they were like turning them more dryad like, if they would kind of take that away. But yeah, all right. Yeah, so Good he. To know I can still burn the tree man. Yeah, yeah, sure. it's true. <laughs> um, what uh, with all the different options and stuff, people are suspecting the tree man are going to have a bunch of possible upgrades that you yeah. can take on them. So the tree man ancient looks much more like a wizard than any tree man model in the past has. He has Durthu a... is a wizard. Durthu is a wizard. He's a level one on beasts. Okay. So you're going to roll and see if you can get either the Pan's Impenetrable Pelt or the Savage Beast on him um, so that he can boost himself yeah. without the, the boosted version. I mean, that's going to be incredible. Sure. Yeah. Um, or you're just going to take Wissens, which is yeah, fine well, anyway. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's tough six, strength six to begin with, and he's got seven attacks because he's got six base plus frenzy. Um, so he's going to be an interesting potential choice at 385 points. Mm-hmm. Um, that's which pretty is, good for that's like only a monster it's only a hundred more than the current tree man price yeah and with only a six up ward it's pretty well no this is the part we don't this is the part we don't there's know one rule we don't know there's which one is, rule uh, we don't know blessings of the ancients which sounds uh, like it would be a better might ward be save. Some, sounds some like a ward save, ward yeah, save yeah, yeah exactly that's pretty otherwise you know you've got a 385 point cannon fodder model absolutely so. absolutely yeah. yeah it would suck if it was just a six up ward okay um I, I could talk about what else all day, but that's not. We should save really it for, focus. for when we actually have some more solid information. Yep. Um, or, by the time, the, yeah. By the time we do the next, uh, by the time we do the next podcast, we'll either have the book in hand or potentially uh, at least a bunch of spoilers. So. But like with the dwarfs, we'll wait and and do the review when we've really play yep. tested. Absolutely. And absolutely. Given it some so. thought. Okay, cool. Um, so that is kind of GW news. Well, the I don't know, GW's release this week was like a new hobby kit. Well, a whole new line of hobby yeah. things. Yeah. Tools. Know. Yeah. Do you, have you looked at them or think I, they look? I, I mean, looked at them, but. They're expensive, obviously, but they're I'm wondering super, if they're going to be. Yeah, they're super expensive, but who knows? Maybe they're actually worth the yeah. money. Um, they look but pretty nice. The thing is, is anybody who's been in the ho- the hobby for more than um, a few months should have all of that stuff. Yeah, probably. But stuff needs replacing. And, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Um, and but there's probably going to be cheaper places sure. to get it. There'll um, always be cheaper places. But you know, I think uh, it looks like I, you know, it's always hard to tell whether they were photoshopping stuff to make it look better or not. But from what it looks like in the photos, it looks like it's well manufactured. So yep. Um, as long as the metal is good and mm-hmm. stays sharp, then we're. You know, it's a good all option for people. But so, so the full tool set is one hundred and fifty dollars. Well, that's the limited one. That's the limited still. one. Still, I mean, well, that's that's the full set. Yeah. Everything you, you can't can buy, buy this separately. You can only buy them separately, and if you add them up, it's about the same price. Yeah. Hmm. Um. So the limited one just gives you a nice uh, carry case for it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. And in that, you get um some snips or cutters, as they call them, fine detail cutters, a drill, uh, which is a little hand uh, hand drill. Um, a knife, a sculpting tool set, and a mold line remover. Mm-hmm. Um, How so, is a mold line remover different from a knife? It's, it's the shape of it. Yeah, it, it's 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 kind of more like um, it's very it's got a very fine tip, and then um, grows gr- gradually rounds out. Does to it be work wider. any better than a knife? Uh, well. I've when always I, just used a knife for that, and it seems to well, be fine. They're designed, I think, more for fine cast, where a okay. knife is too sharp. You actually end up cutting into the fine cast. This is more mm. for just scraping a little bit. And so when, when you're doing that scraping, you just want a tool that's got about a 90-degree 
clean edge on it. Okay. Because that 90 degree clean edge just kind of takes it down a bit without cutting into it. Do you use it. that? Uh, I use something similar. Okay. I use a sculpting tool that has an edge that's a little bit more squared off. And, uh, you know, so I use something very similar. Okay. But um, I do know, I've heard from some guys who uh, have used those and they liked using them on the fine cast. So. Actually, the tools all add up to 141 bucks if you buy them individually. So you're paying $9 for the for little, little carrot case. case. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think those those look reasonable. Um, uh, I was the only one that, like, I was kind of interested in was the drill because I do a lot of drilling to yeah. pin, pin stuff that I'm converting. And often I've gone through a couple of different drills now that have turned out to be kind of piles of crap from kind of third party I think the the best online. bet if you're doing a lot of drilling is to get a pin vise and a Dremel, um, just because y you can get so much more accurate um, with with those I found anyway. What mm -hmm. what are they? How are they different? So so I mean, uh, do you have a vise to keep things in place? No, for, to keep the model in place. Keep the model in no. place. Yeah. I just hold it and then I have the little yeah. hand drill. And I find that uh, a little inaccurate and and it hurts your hands and and sometimes the the bit will slip and yeah, various other things. That's true. Um, so if you're doing a lot of drilling, um, you get the vice. I, I've got one. You're, you're welcome to borrow. All right. Um, and and you know it's good. Two big rubber bushes on the side so it can kind of clamp on anything you, you need to hold. And then, uh, and then there's the the Dremel. You can vary the speed, and you can you can put the same bits into it, same depth of bits, and and just yeah. And when drill you do it, it, don't put a lot of pressure. You just kind sure. of hold it there and sure. let it slowly bite in. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it, it it goes so much faster and easier. All right, this sounds like a good hobby horse. A little, little bit of a hobby for, tip. Yeah, there you go. For for another time. So lastly, we have a little bit of local news. Yeah, so we're going to run a Dimensional Cascade Doubles Day. Uh, yeah. We have a date in mind, right? Uh, the 18th of May, yeah. The 18th yep. of um, May. It should be at Card Kingdom. I'm still waiting for them to um, email me back and say, yes, for sure, we're we're going to host it there. If excuse me, if we don't host it there, it's not such a big deal. It's only four tables. We can find a space sure. somewhere to fit four tables. Like the dungeon. Um, yeah, like here. We could fit it here. We could... Um, and there's no like yeah, a, official sign up like there's for Sparkle no Party, but sign up. anyone interested? Yeah, just jump yeah. on Get the on forum, forum yeah. find a partner. If you can't find a partner, just show up and maybe we can rotate you into a team and play. Yep. You can play a game and somebody else sits out for a game. The idea is just so. to do something a bit different from yeah. kind of one on one tournaments and yeah. get everybody together. Rolling dice. Yep. Yeah, so each team has 3,000 points, each player has a 1,500 point list, and um, we play three rounds, two and a half hours, hour between, and um, it's just for fun. Yeah. So Nobody will defeat the unstoppable team of goblins and beastmen. That's true. I don't know about that, guys. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I should switch to the Skaven and Beastmen. I want to switch to the new Wood Elves. They look better. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure I could just team up with anybody and beat yeah. you guys. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you just need your 1,500 Don't, don't you know I got the new Power Army? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Such a power game. I just jump, right. jumping on this army. That's right. I'm, I'm the bandwagon guy. Yeah, bandwagoning with the new Wood Elves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, that's our news and rumors. Uh, we, we're going to forgo uh, our tournament zone this week, and we will jump right into the Art of War where we continue where we left off uh, with the dwarves. Yeah. The Art of War. 
Okay, so we're going to kick this off with the Dwarf Artillery. They have quite the range. Um, so let's just, let's just go through the range of artillery that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's five different weapons. Mm -hmm. um, they've got a cannon, yep. a, a grudge thrower, which is a stone thrower. Yep. Uh, organ gun, uh, which has some special rules we'll go into in a sec. Uh, bolt thrower and a flame cannon. And the, so the cannon, grudge throw, and bolt thrower are in your special choices, Correct. and uh, organ gun and flame cannon are rare. Yep. Okay, so the cannon is just a regular cannon. Um, so it's it's not actually a great cannon. Um, you know, I had to kind of get used to playing against Empire players. They always... What's the uh, difference? It's just a 60-inch or 48-inch I think that's the only difference, difference yeah. that's, the only, and that's pretty much doesn't irrelevant. doesn't really matter not, on a standard gaming table. Not terribly. It just means if you're in a corner, you could theoretically be out of range. It means, like, yeah, if you had a, a kind of dwarf empire standoff and neither, wanted, <laughs> neither both castled in opposing corners and neither wanted to move anywhere, then the empire His guns are would, bigger. Yeah. Yeah. would kind of outshoot the dwarf. Yeah, it's always a shame when an empire player is able to outcannon a dwarf. That but, is unfortunate. Um, but, seems wrong. They, I mean, the dwarf cannons can be made a lot better with they runes, can. as yep. we'll go into More later. reliable. Yep. yep. So, so this cannon costs us 120 points. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to an Empire. Empire Great Cannon comes in at 100, I believe. Uh, I think they're 120. No, I think they're well. 120. Oh, they're well. 122? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so the same price. Yep. Um, you obviously have dwarfs as your crew, which is better. Yeah, and uh, and they're stubborn. Yeah, stubborn, um, always. So that's nice that. Because Leadership one, nine, one of the things that wipes out uh, war machines when you know they send a chaff unit into the war machine is oh, they get plus one or plus two combat res and then. Oh, you fail your break test, and that's the that's the war machine gone. Yeah, the uh, leadership nine stubborn is pretty good. You got yeah. leadership nine stubborn dwarfs. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. And T four obviously, which is going to help them just last a that, little longer. That helps for sure. Um, okay, so I mean, I generally think that when a war machine gets charged, it's it's going to be gone anyway. It's just a matter of whether it takes a, well, a turn or two turns. One thing's well, it depends if it's just some real terrible chaff charging it. Yeah, yeah it the depends. The dwarves actually can bait for that. They can plan for it with the emulation rune. So. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they actually want that to happen. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we'll go into that when we're covering uh, the... Maybe... Hmm. Yeah, we'll go into that when we cover the yeah. runic yeah, yeah. magic. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, then we'll come back and say what works best with what, what machines. Yep. And so the grudge thrower, like I said, is just a stone thrower um, straight out of the rule book, but again, with the same stubborn and, and tough four sort of special uh, specialness to it. Um, Coming in at 80 points. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that's so I'm thinking about other stone throwers. I know uh, the Bretonians have a, a trebuchet. Trebuchet is much better, though. Is it? Because it's uh, strength five, yeah. always. Yeah. yeah. And the stone throwers are It's 90 three. points. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the Bretonian trebuchet is a little out of the, yeah, out of the range. It's and I actually think it the, has four crew as well. It does, it does have four. It's crew, actually a really good war machine. Very frustrating. Not not really a fair thing to mm. compare the. Yep. The, uh, I don't know any other stone throwers. Uh, I guess the orc and goblins have one. Ones. Yeah. They uh, come in at like sixty points or something, right? Oh. Yeah, I think they are sixty. Yeah. Yeah, and then but the Doom Diver 65. They have or orcs and goblins. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Where everything's cheap. Yeah. All right. Slip shod so they can roll one, I think. Or no, okay. no, that's only the bolt throwers. So, yeah. Um, bolt throwers. Um, so, this uh, this will cover off the specials. Bolt throwers. Uh, regular bolt thrower. Again, same special rules. Uh, dwarf rules. Bolt throwers hit with a ballistic skill, though. And yes, dwarfs they do. are not. 
not the greatest ballistic so skill. This this is a unit that um, in this book was ruined. Um, they increased the points cost a little bit. They took away throughout all the war machines. They took away the ability to upgrade the unit with an extra crew member that gave you a better ballistic skill. So mm. you basically got a unit champion engineer, and that was an auto include for the bolt throwers. You could get that ballistic skill for. And when they took that away, raised the points cost, and sure, you can spend runes to rune it up, but once you start ruining it up... Yeah, once it, it gets becomes, expensive for a bolt thrower. It becomes it really expensive. no longer looks like a good deal. And so these, I think, the bolt throwers you're never going to see included anymore. Comparing and, this to an, an elf bolt thrower, where you yep. not only have the better ballistic skill, but you have the two different firing modes you can yep. choose from yep. as well, yep. this looks like kind of a bad deal. Yeah, they... It, Really, they're they're making you pay points for the toughness for crew mm -hmm. and stubborn, when it's not supposed to be something you pay combat stats right. for. You're supposed to pay for something that's shooty. And what I actually wish they would have done, instead of giving it a hundred points of you know available runes, maybe give it twenty five points of available runes and keep its point cost low, so you would have one war machine. Yeah, because really all was... you want to put on it is the plus one ballistics, the plus yeah. one to hit rune, yeah, basically. Or one then... of the other fun, tricky ones, like mm -hmm. the immolation rune or something like that. And, and then leave just it have... in a really yeah, simple just leave, place to get to. Leave one little, one war machine, which technically, you know, by the fluff, is their oldest war machine mm -hmm. and their simplest war machine, and one they use a lot. Um, and rely cheap. on a lot and keep it cheap so that people can include a lot of them. But by having it 55 points, even just take two, but you're still ballistic skill three, you're only so hitting... So what, what, what's the points value to take to attempt you to take um, bolt uh, throwers? I, I would like to see them about 40 points. I would I mean, guess. I would say 45 could, would be fair. If you could I take think. two for the cost of a grudge thrower, mm -hmm. then I think that that would be good. Um, yeah, so so I'm I'm just looking at it from uh, uh, you know what if you took an engineer right a master engineer the hero level yeah but then um, you've spent a bunch of points on a master engineer well well just Go just on, just just wait so you've got your master engineer um, and and your uh, rune of of um, accuracy which gives you the plus one to hit mm -hmm. so at that point you're you're shooting at ballistic skill five okay um, so but... you're hitting on a two up. But the machine itself cost you what uh, eighty points? You're 50, up, Fifty-five for a bolt thrower. Plus yeah. what's the for the plus rune? twenty-five for the rune. Yeah. So, so that's costing eight, you eighty, 80 points. points, and then seventy for the engineer. So so then you've just paid more for a bolt thrower than a high elf would, and they, you know, you've got the same ballistic skills and now, but you two. haven't got the, the yeah, two. You've got plus one modes. ballistic skill, right? Because a high elf bolt thrower is only on ballistic skill four. Oh, you're saying if you've paid but if you've paid for the engineer as well then you've taken the cost up to like 150 points sure but the engineer can be used across multiple multiple machines right if you're not using the bolt thrower or the bolt thrower dies you can still use it on on your cannon or you know you can choose depending on what the needs are I, i'm not saying that that this is an optimum choice mm -hmm. yeah. i'm saying, just trying to trying to i'm playing devil's advocate a like little how bit. how to make it you know, work optimally. Yeah, because I, I do find um, scatter shooting frustrating, right? So fi yeah, sure. firing with the stone throwers yeah. is, is actually like firing with ballistic skill too. Right. Right, you know. So I, But I would argue, like, what what are you going to use this bolt machine, this bolt thrower for? Either, like, breaking through a bunch of high armor troops with the piercing ranks or trying to hit big single monsters like demon princes. 
to take their armor save away. And I would argue that in this book, you've got machines that are way more suited to those two tasks yeah. anyway, in the organ gun and the cannon. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I think that's probably true. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, the only... The only um, I'm trying to think if there's any other possible use that you would have for a bolt thrower. Um, you know, it is it is significantly cheaper than a cannon. Sure. So I, I guess it fills that niche of... Uh, I really need something that that is a potential answer to a monster, but mm, I don't. But without investing, I don't have 120 points to spend, so I'll throw something in for 55 points because I've got the points, um, and so you don't even worry about any upgrades or anything. And it's just like it's like having a, a you know a grenade. <laughs> Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. But I've got it just in case. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. So that's that's the three specials. Mm -hmm. okay. um, and the grudge store was just great, no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> well okay you, you only like them because you've got some I, i've got three yeah yeah i've got three bolt throwers too okay uh <laughs> so let's go into the rare ones uh these are a little more interesting and and don't appear in the rule book um so we've got the organ gun and we've got the flame cannon so let's look at the organ gun first yeah so let's take a look at them so organ gun is a 30 inch range um strength five armor piercing and uh, you roll two artillery dice to find out how many shots are fired. So if you roll a misfire, um, all the shots are minus one to hit. And if you roll both misfires, then then it uh, explodes just like on the... Or you, you roll a d6 on the black powder misfire chart. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's ballistic skill shooting again. Right? So the, it the, is. the trick here is, though, or the good thing about it is here, you, you're somewhere between... Uh, I would what four and twenty shots with an average of twelve. Yeah. Um, so so it's like having two two uh, repeater bolt throwers. Sure, but you're hitting on fours. You're hitting on and fours. Strength five and at thirty inch range. Strength five. Strength five armor piercing is pretty yeah, significant. It's pretty powerful, um, and because it's such a powerful machine and it costs a hundred and twenty points anyway, it seems you know like a small sacrifice to pay the extra twenty five points to get the rune that'll make it. Plus hit, one to hit. Hit, hit on or threes. Or to do the yeah. re-roll on the... And, and one... Yeah, we'll go into the runes yeah. later, I guess. But yeah. the rune that will help prevent those misfires as well. It yeah. seems like it's something that's really worth just tooling up. You're probably going to take yeah. one. And if you tool it up properly, it's going to be pretty devastating. Yeah. So... Yeah. And the thing for me that is uh, significant about this is it is strength five armor piercing... Um, the the draw of the iron drakes is that they're strength five, right? Right, right. Um, and now they're fifteen points a model, and so ten of them, which is the minimum unit size, is going to cost you one hundred and fifty points. Mm -hmm. So one hundred and twenty points for an organ gun gives you another thirty points to potentially put runes on, and you're getting, I think, the equivalent sort of output, right? If you think about a unit of ten, sure, um, you're getting on average twelve shots. It's a, it's fairly equivalent, and uh, twelve inches of extra range. You get extra which is range, huge. yeah. Uh, the big difference is that it's a war machine, and so it's more vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. iron drakes can yeah. can at least defend themselves and yeah. fight back a they lot can better. Fight back. Yeah. But yeah. you know, it, if it was a choice between the two, I think I'd take an organ gun. Uh, I I, yeah. I tend to agree. It provides a very powerful static yeah. firebase, well, and it actually is a choice between the two because they both come out of rare points. Yeah, and the the yeah. fact that the organ gun can just pivot, yeah, is, is gonna is gonna make it a lot more useful yeah you know the iron drakes can be outmaneuvered pivot and you can you know pay your yeah. 25 points to get that plus one to hit whereas iron drakes are always going to be hit using them ballistic skill of three that's true that's true 
Okay, so uh, lastly, we have the flame cannon. So this is kind of, uh, as Tom likes to point out, an inferior version of the magma <laughs> vastly cannon. vastly inferior version of the massively overpowered <laughs> well, Chaos Dwarf well, magma let's cannon. let's think about it. There's flame, and then there's magma. Yeah. So, yeah. you know... You shooting got... magma is obviously going to be a little better than yeah. shooting yeah. flame. Okay, so how it works it is it's a 12-inch range. Uh, you nominate a point within the 12 inches, um, and then you put down um, a marker where you nominated and extend a shot line from the flame cannon barrel, and then you drop down the flame template. Use um, an artillery die. Yep. An artillery then you die roll the artillery dice and extend the line away, and that's where, you, that's where the flame So just to compare this yep. to a, a basic flame thrower from the, the basic rule book, you will just put that flame template at the nozzle of the gun, roll your artillery dice, that's how far it goes forward, and then anything underneath is hit. So that's obviously pretty crappy range. Yeah. So you've got Whereas an extra, this, you put 12 extra 12 inches, inches. Yep. But yeah. the magma cannon puts 24 inches on top of that. Otherwise, right. it's the same machine. Yeah. So. so so it's 12 inches plus, you know, some random number between 2 and 10. Sure. Um, and then if, uh, the flame template is 8 inches long. So you've got 12 inches plus that 8 inches plus whatever you roll in the dice. So yeah. you're it's looking crazy. at hitting something about 24 inches away, really. Which is which is not bad, considering not that's bad. usually the distance that sure. separates two armies. Um, and what you're really going to try and do is combine this with longer range things like cannons to get the opponent moving forward. And then they, once they've moved forward hit them with the yep. flame cannon and you... yeah or also with your with your miners <laughs> right pushing sure. pushing from behind mm -hmm. um what yeah we, we'll go into that when we get into some of the tactics, tactics we think yeah. we're going to use but it does army. you know on its own it might seem like the range isn't quite there but kind of synergized with other war machines you can yeah i think this this has a this has a place in uh, i'm not sure it has a place in an all comers list um although it, it will wreck infantry it's strength five it does D3 wounds. It does, uh, so it's nice against monsters. Very good against monstrous infantry, um, especially good against um, trolls because it's flaming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and and uh, and with strength five, I think that's even pretty good against like chimeras and stuff like that. If yeah. you sure. if you can get them into in in your fire arc. Yeah. Uh, for from a fluff perspective, I would probably take in a fun list. I want to take a three breath weapons. Oh yeah. And then uh, two of these guys, and, and just do and just flamey list, and just do all flame. Yeah, you know, just so you nice. can take the. Well, we'll get into this. The fire other fla the attacks. breath weapon stuff later. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The kill them with fire list. Yeah, <laughs> burn them out. Yeah, napalm death. Yeah, continue. <laughs> okay, so those are the five pieces of artillery, um, and uh, that's that's kind of the artillery section. I think we'll move on now to the gyro section. Yeah, the Air Force. The Air Force. That was kind of nice to see. We had the Dwarven Air Force at uh, Sparkle Party. We did. Three. Shout yeah. out for that. That yeah. was awesome. It was a very beautiful yeah, and small It was incredible. Like, it looked so small. It yeah. fitted on top of had, the book. Yeah. I think he had all long beards, core, yeah. Yeah. and then just all flying stuff. Yeah, three yeah. separate units of long beards. Yeah. At, I think... 12, just like 12, 12 models 12 or models each or something yeah. like that with hand weapon and shield yeah um and then yeah the six gyros two bombers, two bombers. and a cockatrice and a cockatrice <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> the bound the so bound monster it was, yeah. it was yeah and it fit the whole army fit on a little 12 by 12 square yeah because yeah. it's all just those, those and i think he finished but, middle of the pack didn't he? Yeah, it's uh, not. A, I yeah, and unfortunately, list, I, I feel bad because he had to take the buy the third round, but 
which was the the scenario he was really wanting to play. Oh, um, oh that sucked. But, uh, you know, and the other thing of note is that he painted that whole army in a week. So that's pretty impressive because it was yeah. really I find well that painted. very impressive. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty well painted. So. <laughs> Tom, our resident slow painter. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I'm not sure how he really did with his games. He, I think he had um, uh, the best general took him out round two. So I and his uh, first game I think was kind of a middle finish for him. Mm. Right. So yeah, I mean, no, he must have he must have done reasonable to be up against the the beastman player in round two because the beastman guy finished. No, on it was the ogre ogre guy. The ogre oh, guy. Oh, third third best, third best general. Third best general. Oh, okay, sorry, right. sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Okay, so let's let's go let's talk about me- these guys. Me- meanwhile, back in the dwarves. Wait, yeah. so should we just before we move on, let's mention that that flame cannon rocks in at a cool one forty points. One forty with fifty okay. points of runes. Available. Fifty points available for runes. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, because the runic uh, availability varies quite a lot across all, Does, the, all yeah. the different units. Weird that you can take so much on a, on a bolt throw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, all the special ones are a hundred, and then the rare ones are fifty. I think. Right? Okay. Is that is that how? It I is? think that's mm. how it works. Okay. Okay. Mm. All right. Interesting. So the gyros. The gyros. Okay. Woo-hoo. I think the models for these uh, uh, generate a lot, a lot of, of debate. debate. You know, I love them. I love them. I love them. Yeah, they're uh, adorable. Incredible. I mean, the bomber looks significantly better. I think just because it's it has little, that yeah. whole longer section and it looks like a kind of yeah. flying beast. The uh, like the those, gyro those is like a little flying the, egg, yeah. but it's. It's cute, and uh, I li- yeah, I like it. I, I think they look way better on the field than they do in photographs. <clears throat> yeah. Like, oh yeah. When, when sure. you see them, you know That's, they, they don't look out like of ninety percent of GW stuff. It's probably. true, <laughs> but they don't look out of place, no. right? You know, um, and uh, um, when they're nicely painted, uh, you know, I think I think GW tends to paint things that that they want to um, uh, have. Uh, look really good in their magazine you know printed in a particular fashion all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff uh whereas you know when people actually paint them i think i think they, they tone it down they tone little. it down a little and and it feels dwarven you know yeah. it looks yeah. pretty darn good yeah. okay so so let's talk about the actual rules, the rules for these suckers themselves okay so the gyrocopters are in special you can have up to six of them in your army up to six um so that's an exception to the normal special rule you can only have three uh, it's a unique troop type, so none of your killing blow shenanigans. <laughs> um, Rocking in at 80 points. Which is very cheap. Um, so super, super cheap. It, it, yeah. it, um, it has fly. Uh, it is relentless, which is it can march without ever having to test, which is huge for something that um, is going to play the role that, 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 that gyro is going to play, gyrocopter is going to play. Uh, it also has the ancestral grudge, obviously, because everything in the dwarf does, dwarf army does. Yep. Uh, it's got a four up armor save and it's got a couple of special rules. Let's just go into those. Uh, one is dive bomb. So, uh, once per game, uh, during the remaining move sub phase, it can drop a bomb. Um, the way that it works is, uh, it's kind of like the, uh, dropping, drop, drop rocks from the, from the, yeah. from the uh, pterodons. Anything that it's moved over, it can drop a strength three armor piercing uh, bomb on. You roll an artillery dice, and that's how how many hits were inflicted. So that's nice. There's no scatter uh, or anything like that. I see that rule as just 
kind of a nice little bonus of something to do once per game, but not really part of the gyro's core utility. No, yeah. no, very yeah. much not. It, it's, it's. I mean, it's strength three. It's not a huge deal. Sure. Even with the armor piercing. Um, I mean, the armor piercing makes it that it could potentially be useful. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I think, though, I think, actually. Compare it to the steam gun that actually, gets to I use every round. I take that back. I take that back. One of the roles that I see the gyrocopter playing is clearing out chaff. Sure. And that, that um, you know, artillery dice of strength three hits can clear out a chaff unit. That's true, especially kind of uh, chaff units that are single models. Yeah. Um, you're going to pile all of those hits onto a single model. Single models or low leadership like your Ungor Raiders or, but stuff or like, Skinks. Yeah, that's true. But stuff like that, the steam gun is going to end up being the much better. But well, then you get two in one turn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, and it, if you can kill them with the moving, so you fly over, you drop the bomb. Mm-hmm. Resolve that, and if you kill that unit, you can keep moving and put your cannon, the steam gun, where you need it. And then, if you don't, then you know you can. Do you, do you, can you keep, can you drop that mid move and then keep moving? I figured you have to end your move and then oh, pick one know. unit that you have moved over. Let's see. It says, uh, once per game during the mini move subphase. Um, it says, select an unengaged enemy that the gyrocopter moved over. moved over in that turn. So I'd guess you have to end your movement and then pick a unit that you moved over to make that, although it is kind of unclear. Yeah, it's kind of unclear, but... Uh, presumably you can't do it when you charge? No. Right. It happens in the remaining move subphase. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that just makes sense, although it's poorly worded. Um, I think there'll be an FAQ on that. Uh, no, there are no FAQs anymore. Don't be silly. <laughs> They're back. I mean, there hasn't been an FAQ since uh, the, the Lizardman book came out. They've, there's been no FAQs released. But uh, have they been needed? Ch yeah. yeah. Those, uh, we still don't know about Predatory Fighter. Predatory Fighter is nah. a, 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 a <laughs> yeah, there's, key yeah. one. There's, there's a bunch. All right, anyway. Yeah, anyway, back, back on track here. Steam gun. Okay, so this is the main equipment. This is what you were talking about just yeah. a moment ago. Um, steam gun is the, is the flame template. Uh, strength three armor piercing you just drop it down and boom so this like i'm gonna take gyrocopters in every list just because there's so many goddamn elves out there with their super high damage output kind of glass cannon infantry units your yeah. uh, sword masters your executioners imagine what this guy is going to do to one of those units you know they're often used in fairly small units kind of 20 models or something um wide so they get a lot of attacks this guy's gonna land near them drop that template over them and hit and, every model pretty much yep and take out half of them take out half of them so yeah that th i think that's beautiful very, utility very neat um uh, it's important to know the gyrocopter is only 80 points yeah right uh and then as a free upgrade uh you can take you can swap out your steam gun for a brimstone gun um so this is 18 inch range strength five uh, it's basically like a machine gun. Uh, strength 5 armor piercing and dwarf crafted with flaming attacks, and multiple shots, D3, and quick to fire. Mm -hmm. So again, it's ballistic skill shooting, so it's mm -hmm. only going to be BS3. Um, and because it's multiple shots, uh, it's effectively BS2. Um, so you're hitting on fives. Yeah, with um, an average of two shots. With an average of, yeah, two shots. I don't so see why you'd take this. I don't see why you would ever take this at all. Over that flame template i mean it's going to be better at taking out like certain models but for those things you already have 
a lot of other tools at your disposal. Yeah. Whereas that like suit that mobile flame template is something completely unique that adds a whole bunch so of much extra value. utility. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is the is the steam gun the steam gun isn't flaming. Right? It's not flaming. So the but brimstone gun does give you it gives you some flaming. Gives sure. you some flaming, but you're but not going to hit some with it rooms onto cannons yeah. when I want some. Yeah, some I think it's easy them. enough to get flaming from this yeah. army without having to use that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I just think you lose something that's incredibly useful and get something really situational. I, yeah. I, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. Um, so that's the gyrocopter uh, special. Um, uh, I know that that if I was taking an army, I'm probably going to take at, at least two. Yeah, and and I know I could take six, but I would, <laughs> I would probably take at most four. I think I'm going to stick. I would stick at two in most lists. I think it depends, um, and it depends on what your list is. is it does is going to be doing. We'll get to that when we talk about the tactics. But so so other utilities for this guy. I mean, he, at eighty points, you can in a pinch everything. use this as a redirector, chaff. It's a redirector four to attacks. It could take out another war machine. You're looking at basically no. just twenty points more expensive than an eagle. Thirty, which, 30 points. Thirty 15, points more yeah. than an eagle that you happily throw away as chaff. Yeah, but it's. It has uh, extra eagle is tough four, right? Yeah, so this is it's tough five. This has tough extra with toughness. The four up armor, four yeah. up armor. So it's yeah. you know pretty durable for chaff. very durable. Um, and um, above and beyond that, if you've got two of them, um, you can even do the double fleet. Sure. Um, you know because they're swift stride because they're flyers. Mm -hmm. um, so you're going to be able to flee away from anything that charges into you. Yep. And then you'll easily rally on leadership nine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it uh, just combines a lot of nice uses into into one little model. Yeah, it, and it it uh, gives uh, something very needed to the dwarf army, which is the ability to help control the flow of other units. Yeah, yeah. just uh, something for the movement phase. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. So, uh, big fan of gyrocopters. Um, would not have a list without at least two. What about this upgrade? So it, we have eighty points base, and then as we said, you can take up to six, and up to half of those. Rounding up, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Rounding up can be given a vanguard. vanguard for twenty points. Correct. What are you thinking? Uh, I wouldn't bother. I wouldn't bother either. Me either. Yeah. I mean, a, with twenty inches of movement. Twenty inches of move that can never be yeah. march blocked. Um, you know, because and relentless. because dwarfs, you're going to be playing in a somewhat static playstyle anyway. Yep. You're not really going to want know what you want to do moving-wise at the beginning of the game. You're playing a more counter-punchy army, so you want to see what your opponent does yep. and then move. Yeah. I, could see putting it, I could see putting it on uh, one gyrocopter yep. um, because then you can, you, can deploy that, um, you can deploy that very early on. Right, you know, and a typical strategy sure. is to deploy your your redirectors and your stuff early, um, so that you can deploy it like you know, get a much bang it down anywhere you like this on the table, idea, actually. and then and you then, can vanguard it wherever you think. So it's you most maybe needed. not. So you you're deploying it in your deployment zone, obviously, and then you're maybe not vanguarding it up the table towards your enemy, just, Left or but right. just repositioning it within your deployment exactly. zone where you want. Exactly. So I would agree that yeah. that would be a, a pretty nice use. For um, but I would only do that if if I felt, oh, you know, I've got 20-ish points left. Sure. I could throw a rune on something, or I could do this. You know, yeah. If, I, yeah. if I didn't feel right. too strongly about the points I had left. I over. imagine you'd put the points right into a rune because there's just so many before you <laughs> I think there are so I think goodness. if I was playing six of them I might do one or two like that sure yeah. if playing six yeah, yeah but if I'm going to use two of these and there's a chance that I'm just going to throw them away as chaff at some point in the game then yeah. you want I'm them keeping them possible, cheap yeah. I, I would say most likely I'm taking three 
Okay. Um, because really? ballsy. Well, uh, if <laughs> if I had the choice, I would always have three eagles in my wood elf army. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this is even tougher than a than an eagle. Yeah. You know, a a, a a redirector that can actually, you know, take a hit and and you know still be there is is not to be sniffed at and this thing can pump out damage yeah. um, on on any chaff there was some match yeah for sure there were some matchups where you're not going to get the most utility out of that uh ogres that is steam an gun one. ogres or yeah. even you know warriors of chaos where everything yep. is in armor yeah or one-up one empire lists and at that point they're pure redirectors exactly and, still and they're that. still very good That's at still that 80 points. it's just why i would want three of them because i want to be able to double flee and and pull things out of position and you know, control the flow so that they don't get at my my squishier stuff at the mm-hmm. back. Okay, let's uh, let's go on to gyro bombers. Sure, the beefed up version. I I really like the look of these guys. I know we were talking they about earlier, cool. but um, super cool. Uh, so it's kind of longer than the copter, and its yeah. whole middle section just has these big old bombs hanging off the side. I really want to see somebody do a zeppelin conversion. You know, making nice. there were rumors that Forge World was doing a Zeppelin. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, that's because of the uh, um, uh, in the big rule book. There's a there's a custom built Zeppelin dwarf Zeppelin. No, no, I think these were legitimate. Um, oh, legitimate Blackfire Forge World for ones? the Blackfire Pass book that oh. never quite came out. Oh yeah, because everybody started to work on Horus Heresy instead. Well, I think they yeah, I think they pulled everybody because they actually had the covers done yeah, and everything. Yeah, it for seemed that. like pretty ready. And to, then I think they pulled everybody off of that onto Horus Heresy, and just kind of you know shelved that one which yeah. is sad the cash cow Plus, of I Horus Heresy I, I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if um, you know the main design studio was like hey we're about to redo the dwarves why don't you let us do what we're going to do yeah. before you do that mm-hmm. yeah that so, that's entirely likely yeah, so. yeah that'll be interesting to see um, uh, I do like the crazy stuff that the Forge World guys cook up oh yeah I, I hope they come up with just the st- stupidest rules for it that just make people want to cry <laughs> <laughs> Because it would just be so much fun, you know, just to need something like the war mammoth just floating. That's your aim in this hobby, to make people cry? Yeah, yeah, ruin the hobby. <laughs> All right, back to gyro bombers. All right. Okay, the real gyro bombers, uh, they have the same profile as the as the gyrocopter. Right. Um, and uh, they have uh, fly, um, same four-up armor save. Um, so the difference here is they don't have the steam gun. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a bombing run, um, which is is um, similar to the dive bomb, except you can do it's it every way turn. Way more powerful. Yeah, it's way more powerful, and it's not once per game. Um, so in this case, you're dropping a, a uh, grudge buster bomb. Yeah, <laughs> I love that name. That is that a is great such name. A good name. It's a it's the big grudge template. Buster. There's not too many things drop the big template, nope. which is always fun. Um, so again, it's any any unit you moved over during the movement phase. Yep, and it scatters like a stone thrower, and uh, anything under the hull takes a strength six armor piercing hit um, with D three wounds. D three wounds, and anything not under the hull takes a strength three armor piercing hit with D three wounds. No, it's not, not D3 with D three wounds. No. Why not? Um, because the where they have strength six in parentheses, they're where the D3 is in parentheses, that just applies to the, the strength six. Yeah, the oh, that's because, because that's exactly like it is for a stone yeah. thrower. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dang. Yeah, yeah, so that would be sweet. Yeah, it but, would be. Um, okay, so no. it's just... So under the hole, you've got to Under D3. the hole. So so you've got a chance of taking out something big. Mm-hmm. And other than that, you're doing you know the same as the, uh, as the gyrocopter. Except... Except... It doesn't it, only hit once. It bounces... 
Um, so, so after you've resolved the damage on a four up, it well, so we should mention that that big template you dropped first time does scatter. Did I did, say I did oh, say you said that. it scatters already. Yeah, okay, scatters, sure. Yeah. So then, yep, carry so on. So after you've resolved that. Uh, on a four up, it scatters d6 inches away, mm -hmm. uh, or or it just remains in place. So on a four up, you get a secondary explosion basically, yeah. and that's the small template. And uh, and then you, it's again the same thing, uh, strength six under the hull, and then strength three for everything. So if you're else. gonna if you drop this on a unit of, of elves and you roll two hits in a row, then you just nuke that entire unit. Pretty essentially. much, yeah, yeah. You're pretty much guaranteed to have. You you would have a quarter of the unit left, yeah, um, which is is a lot of fun, um, unless you're the elf player, <laughs> which I am. <laughs> so uh, it has a, its own misfire chart, um, uh, which you know is actually not too bad. It's only it's on not a, too bad, yeah. only on a one that you're likely to to just be destroyed, and even then, it's not guaranteed. So it's definitely better than most of the black powder. So you just take, charts. instead of blowing up, you just take a strength six hit with the multiple wounds. D3. D3. Yeah. You have three wounds, so... So there's a one and two Two and three chance. chance of that wounding you, and then yeah. a two and three chance of it killing you after yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. A one and three chance of it killing you after that. Um, so so that's yeah. that's the bombs. The bombs, I think, are pretty good. Um, it also has a, a clatter gun. Um, which is really good actually. which is like the brimstone gun but better it is better um, it's got a greater range of 24 inches it's only strength 4 but it's multiple shots 4 so yeah. it's a fixed number of shots mm -hmm. an armor piercing dwarf crafted quick to fire so you can stand and shoot with it uh, get 4 shots off against anything uh, I mean you're only going to be hitting on 6's when you're standing and shooting with mm -hmm. it but um, but unlike that stupid brimstone gun, you haven't had to sacrifice anything to get this. It's exactly, just it's just free on there, and you've still got your bombs. So it's a freebie. Yeah. Um, really, the bombs are what it's all about. Being the gyro bomber, sure. of course. So this is, you know, knowing you have that gun and the bombs, you know, you can fly over some big low toughness infantry unit to drop your bombs, and then end your movement phase, kind of facing something with better armor that you wanna take some some pot shots at with that clatter gun and you know, target two different units with two different weapons. Yep, yep. And uh, now, this bad boy uh, is obviously a, a unique troop type again. Comes out of your rare points and uh, only costs you 125 points. Yeah, which I think is great because that makes it cheap enough to include one for fun. Yeah, it you does. Know, you could be like, I have a list that is well-tailored, but I usually have about... 150 points left to play with. What do I want? A bomber, you know? <laughs> well, the other the other nice thing about it is is it's very much in the same point brackets as um, the war machines. Mm -hmm. yep. So you may, for example, paint up um, all your troops units and, and, you know, you're fairly inflexible on that because that takes a long time to accumulate the models and so forth. But then it's like, oh, I've got half a dozen, you know, uh, war machines and uh, and so forth I can choose from. One of which is my gyro bomber. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so so I like that part of it. So I'm gonna say, from my perspective, this is good, a good unit, but nowhere nearly as much of an auto take as a gyrocopter or possibly right. two gyrocopters right. are, because I think you know the. The flame template coming out of the gyrocopter is a, still a very reliable way to take out low toughness stuff. Yeah, more reliable um, than dropping these bombs. Yeah. Yep, and it's cheap enough to use as a as a chaff unit too. Uh, so. I, I agree. I agree. I think uh, I would say that you know maybe um, 
maybe a third of the armies you come up against are really going to suffer from the gyro bomber. Yeah. Um, a third are going to be, you know, on a par with the gyrocopter and the other third are just going to kind of ignore it. Yeah. Um, and so I think, I think it's, um, it's a little more hit and miss in terms mm -hmm. of its utility yeah. um, and is not an auto include, but at the same time, uh, I don't think it's a waste of points. Definitely not a waste of points. Yeah. A yeah. lot of fun as well. Yeah. Um, I also think it's it's gonna it's gonna draw fire and it is it's gonna take cannon shots and it. it's gonna it's gonna people are gonna want to deal with it and partially because of its novelty yeah um, yeah it's true and you know it's gonna be the biggest model you have psychological which psychologically yeah. like yeah. people always look to yeah. the biggest model and think I need to get rid of that yeah and partially because you can drop it on the head of something you don't like yeah and uh, and it can do a bunch of damage yeah. Uh, the risk, you know, looking at it from the defensive player standpoint, the risk is high that 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 you know, even mathematically speaking, it might not uh, it might not necessarily kill what you're what it's trying to kill. But can you take that risk? Yeah. 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 If they do roll double hits. Yeah. 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 It it's not going to be fun. Sure. So, uh, yeah, as an elf player, you got to deal with this. Yeah. Uh, Unless you're yeah. a chaos warrior, yes. then you just won't care. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, uh, with my chaos player, dwarfs, absolutely. I'm not going to worry about this thing too much. I can't imagine anything that it's really that. That dangerous against no against possibly that goblins, but yeah. yeah, you don't take a ton of hobgoblins. I don't really take yeah. hobgoblins. That that a uh, strength six d three might take out a bull centaur maybe. But yeah, anyway. So yeah, like like you said, kind of actually varying utility. Where I think on. this would be good against your chaos dwarves um, might maybe not. I was thinking about against your against your war machines, but I guess they are are going to be tough seven against the uh, template. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Although I, you, I, I would be probably, more worried about just gyros popping in and charging the war machines. I, I oh. would charge. I would. Yeah. You'd charge this. Thing I would charge the war machine. I would charge this thing in because it's so. it's uh, strength four, tough five. But you can do that with a gyro anyway. And two so, attacks. Yeah. So and a four up armor against against his war machine. Against his war machine. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of that's might, true. You might you just charge it in. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. So so a reasonable choice, uh, but not an auto include for the gyro bomber. Indeed. All right, so right? we have we have covered absolutely everything. Did we want to? We did we want to do special, special characters, characters really yeah. quick? I guess we don't have to spend a lot of time on these guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's go through the special characters and and then uh, and then we can move on to like the the runic stuff. The runes. The runes. Okay, so. So Belagar uh, obviously has <laughs> we been. We know all about Belagar. Has been all, all on the here quite a bit. Yeah. Um, Regular listeners will have experienced the Belagar fan club. Yep. Up until last episode. Yeah. Yep. Or not so much of a fan club. So let's start with uh, Thorgrim. Yeah. All right. So the Thor High King of the Dwarfs. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the points for Thorgrim? Tom's going prohibitive. Six fifty. Six fifty. Okay. Yep. Ridiculous. So he comes on his special throne, which is like the shield bearer, but he gets an extra four wounds as a result. <laughs> yeah. So he has seven wounds total. Top uh, five. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, he's brutal. Um, he must be the general. Um, and if he dies, uh, everyone from all the friendly dwarfs get frenzy. <laughs> uh, so his throne not only gives plus four wounds, but a four up ward as well. Yeah. And yeah. Inspiring, inspiring presence 18. Yep. Inch. Yep. And plus two to his armor save. So yeah. he's got the uh, armor of Skaldor, which is a four up armor save. So he's got a two up altogether and uh, a two up ward against killing blow, heroic killing blow and multiple wounds. 
Mm-hmm. So he's very, very, very hard to kill. Wait, say it again. Two up against... Two up ward against killing blow, heroic killing blow, and oh, multiple wounds. That is really nice, because I was saying, you know, he can't take a lookout, sir, so he's going to be cannon fodder, but no. 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 Nope. Two up. Yeah, I got yeah. seven wounds. You right. have to shoot me seven times with a cannon. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I mean, he's definitely solid. Yeah. Uh, he's got a, uh, the Axe of Grimnir, which is a magic weapon... Wow, well they're they're happy giving out this ASF rule to the <laughs> yeah. to the dwarves here. So he gets ASF with the axe. Um, anything that's not wearing magic armor is wounded on a two up, regardless of toughness, yeah. and a three up if you're in magic armor. Oh, so this is this is kind of like some of the runes you can take. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and uh, take it does D six multiple wounds if it's against a giant or chaos giant. So it's specifically for killing giants. <laughs> yeah, so he inherited that axe from. Um, Grimner, who was the first, well, not Slayer, but he had the first Slayer weapons. So, mm-hmm. huh. yeah. Interesting. But is, this is only, a, he's only hitting at strength four, so you're not going to get through anything with no. armor. Well, that's interesting. Uh, I presume that... You that use his strength. So use his strength. it's going to be like the Slayer stuff. You'd be yeah. using his strength, but always... Minus one, okay. Exactly, yeah, yeah. so you're, yeah. you're not going to get and through. And so if he charges strength five... Strength five, two, yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, he has a dragon count of Karaz, which is a talisman that gives him immune to psych and stubborn, and any unity joins. And then the last one, and and the this is the this is yeah. the kick in the butt, the book of grudges. <laughs> uh, so when you roll on the ancestral grudge table, so this is the one that figures out: uh, is it just your general hates the other general? Yep. All or, characters, or characters, hate all characters, or your whole army? Mm. You get a plus three. Uh, to roll on Which that. Which means table. only on a roll of a one is your whole army not going to hate everybody yes, else. That's right. Yeah, um, keep going. And if you roll seven <laughs> or more, yeah. then Thorgrim and any unit he joins may re roll failed to hit rolls in every round of close combat. In other words, if you roll a natural four up on that, yes. on that roll. Yes. So you can put mm. him in a big unit big of, unit hammers, of hammers and just and smashy, smashy time. going to smash everything. Hammer time. But he's 650 points. Yeah, so you can't even take him in a regular tournament You can't take him in game. a 2,500 point no, battle. No, but yeah. in, you know, things that are that expensive generally come out when you have some kind of crazy well, mega battle going he's, on. He's and the high king. He's the high king. He yeah. carries the book of grudges. I mean, he shouldn't be coming out in a normal battle, let's no, be honest. Yeah. In my... So, <laughs> So my 1,500-point list is led by the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, high king. the high king of the dwarves. I just finished reading the book from the Black Library on this guy, and it was, well, it's called Thorgrim, um, even though it seems to be it's a about lot. Him and Belagar, it's right? a lot about Belagar mm. as well, and actually about Belagar's wife, hmm. which is kind of cool. I'm glad that they put the... Uh, does she have a beard? Uh, she does not. They don't mention a beard, but she <laughs> is pregnant. Oh, so, beardling on the way. Beardling on the way. So, uh, a beardling in the oven. Do dwarves come out with beards? I mean, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, they, didn't, they didn't touch on that. They, come, they come out looking about 40 years old. <laughs> but in, in the book, like, they, they really do make him just the, the stubbornest, most patient, and most... Yeah, you know, just kind of ornery guy. Yeah, um, and then he at the at the end he gets off his throne to to smash face, and he does a good job with it. Cool, yeah. cool. All right, next up, uh, Ungram Ironfist, the last Slayer King this of Karakadron. This guy is a beast. He has an say. awesome haircut. I have to say that he has yeah. a great haircut. I think he's supposed to be well by his fluff. He is the top uh, dwarf com- combatant in. All of dwarfdom. Sure. So he's supposed to be 
So uh, the, the fluff of Carrick Cadrin is that a few, I think a few generations above Ungrim Iron Fist, mm-hmm. um, one of the one of the kings of Carrick Cadrin suffered some great um, defeat or something and had to take the Slayer Oath. But because he also had responsibilities to his kingdom that he had to rule, yeah. he wasn't able to really pursue the Slayer lifestyle and just go and um, seek death, which yeah. to a Slayer is even worse. Um, it, it's even more unhonorable to have to live after taking the Slayer curse than to just go and seek your own yeah, death. Yeah, so they, they live constantly so, in shame. In shame. And he's been handed this this shame so it's gone down the generations, yeah. yeah. So, and, uh, yeah. so he's basically a slayer. He's inherited this great burden of having to. Yeah, he's a slayer just, lord. Go, go ahead and yeah. read read the rules out there, Ricky. Uh, well, so uh, he's got the normal stuff, ancestral grudge. Um, but he is a demon slayer, uh, which also means he's a dragon slayer, mm-hmm. and he's a slayer. So he has <laughs> those three rules. They stack, um, which means he does have death blow, which all slayers do. Um, re- relentless, resolute. Um, he's unbreakable. So mm-hmm. those are all basic Slayer rules. Uh, he's the Slayer King, um, which means well, the only units Ungrim can join are other Slayers. Um, he can be the general, which other Slayers are not allowed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, his inspiring presence works as normal when he is the general. So you can actually use an unbreakable leadership ten general. Um, to lead the rest of your army if you so desire. That's pretty cool. Um, and if you take him, a single Slayer unit can have a, a standard worth up to 100 points. Which is pretty cool. It is, because all of a sudden your Slayers, you can give them that... Uh, Four-up ward. You know, a ward. five-up ward against shooting. Shooting yeah. and a ward, and then stack a few uh, Oh, no, you can't of... give them that, right? Because that's uh, BSBs only. Well, we'll go into that. We'll later. That yeah. is, but, but that would you could you could babysit with that one. Sure, um, you can give them the stubborn bubble banner yeah, and have you know. everybody stubborn. So well, there's, and you could also give them a stack of magic resistance and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So yeah. um, then he's got a he's got the axe of Dargo, um, which is of course magic weapon in close combat. Uh, all his. All his attacks are resolved at plus two strength and have killing blow. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like a great weapon, but striking at initiative, which is five for him. Yeah, so when you stack that with his Slayer That's elven initiative yeah. right there. And you stack it with his Slayer rules, which lets him always wound yeah. on a four up. So he's usually going to be wounding. better. Right, so he's usually going to be wounding stuff on like a two up. But yeah. then if he gets into with a crazy tough... Yeah, monster. Then he's still wounding on a four up, and yeah. he's still got he's still got a negative three to armor save. Right? Yeah, because he'd yeah. be strength sure. six. That's so the yeah, key so point he there. can go up against those key. super high toughness guys and still scratch them. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a he actually has a dragon cloak which gives him a four up save and two up against fire. Two up against fire. He's like which the is, ultimate Kadai destroyer killer yeah. because he, <laughs> he has that um the demon slayer rule means you have to reroll all successful ward saves yeah. in base contact. He would be good yeah. He would annihilate it. He probably yeah. would. Yeah, cuz he would swing first right in yeah. 5. The problem is is he's still in it. Simultaneous. Simultaneous. Yeah. But, but then he's two up ward. infantry so you could I could thunderstomp him yeah. but he's got a four, four up, up ward against thunderstomp. Yeah. 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 And he's he two might, six. Yeah. Uh, six? Yeah. Wow. Well, that's, so that's the next item. Magic armor is the yeah, slayer so crown. This is, yeah. So he's the only slayer with an armor save, which mm-hmm. it, it's a uh, it adds plus one to his armor save. So really, he's only a six up armor save. But is that I think it he also has some armor adds, on him anyway, right? Um, it also adds it up to 
plus one toughness. He has Gromrel armor. So oh, does he? A plus one armor, so, so it's a three up. up. He's a three up. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So he's a three up, four up, and two up against flaming. Yeah. Yeah. That's a beast. He's tough. Yeah. yeah. And weapon skill nine, strength four, tough six, three wounds and four attacks, leadership ten. Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Yeah. yeah. Pretty nasty. Coming in at three hundred and fifty points, I would um, say still this takeable. is takeable. Yeah. I would say this is one of the few special characters who is actually a genuinely really good choice. Yeah, yeah. him and Belagar both are, I think, very fieldable. And I think him even more so even than Belagar. Yeah. The the only problem with him is his model is horrendous. <laughs> the model is horrendous. Yeah, it's but a, there's it's, a lot. It's a of... classic one. People mm-hmm. who are old dwarf collectors, they're probably gonna hate me for saying it's a horrendous model. No, but, it is um, horrendous. It is it is pretty awful. Um, but there's a lot of nice Slayer models out there. Yeah, there's, there um, are. Avatars of War have some incredible Slayer models. Actually, yeah, it's not. I don't know about horrendous, but it's not good. It's, it's very, good. very cartoony. It is. Yeah. Very cartoony. Yeah. Looks like it belongs in Asterix and Obelix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd, I would, if anybody wants to field on Grim, I would check out the Avatars of War. Or um, uh, Berserker Lord. Who looks yeah, awesome. yeah. And then Forge World also has a oh, command group. Oh, they do group, as well, yeah. And you their know? command group has a, um, one of the slayers in there that is, uh, does have like dragon scales on it and stuff. So I think with just a, a little bit of converting, you can make that guy look like a really convincing Ungrim. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. So so pretty cool choice there. So your your one problem with choosing Ungrim is that unless you're going to take Slayers, then he's on his own pretty much. Yeah. But I think even just like walking around on his own, he'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, but could you imagine him in a big block of fifty Slayers? Yeah, that would be nice. tooled yeah. up to be defend. You know, like get a get another unit to. Like, what about just in a a little dart of Slayers, all of whom are Dragon Slayers with giant like different? Slayers, yeah. yeah, all all who are Dragon Slayers. No, Giant Slayers. Giant I mean, slayers, yeah, the yeah. twenty five point yeah. version, so all with to, different kind of. So you have to combos. nominate attacks. <laughs> yeah, and they're all just you know, it would be. A, Cool, cool. It'd be it would be fun. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, we got a few more to cover here. Right. So, so we'll skip over Belagar um, simply because uh, we've we've talked about his special rules a whole bunch on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. Um, so that if you really want to know about him, go listen to all of our other podcasts. <laughs> um, Thoric Ironbrow, the Master Rune Lord of Karak Azul. Uh, Tom, you want to talk us through this guy? Uh, I haven't, I haven't read his rules yet. Oh, actually, then um, I will. You I go will for it while I while I scan. Okay, so this guy is uh, is a rune lord, obviously. Um, so he's got all the rune lord rules. Um, the big difference is that he is uh, magic resistance three, not two. Ooh, um, nice. So yeah, that's that's pretty nifty. He's also unbreakable. Um, mm-hmm. Also nice. Uh, he has a special role. He has this little assistant guy. So he's an extra miniature called Craggy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't do anything uh, in terms in game terms. Uh, like the model doesn't do anything, but it's it's there anyway. Yeah, he used to, but I think they just kind of simplified him. So he's on an anvil. Uh, um, Thoric is on an anvil. Um, so Craggy allows him to reroll a single dice on a failed attempt to cast one of the bound spells. Um, although if it rolls a one... Craggy's done something wrong and Thoric takes a strength 10 hit um, and then Craggy dies. So uh, that's a little bit fluffy on there. I'm not sure it's a great bonus in terms of uh, um, being able to roll anything, but I guess if you're only throwing a couple of dice at something and you roll a one on one of them, the opportunity to maybe see if you can get it to a four or five. Yeah, or if something it's something you better. really need to go mm-hmm. off. Yep. But none of the, none of the 
rune spells are really something you need to go off. Not now. terrible. Right. We've already gone into the Anvil of yeah. Doom next time. So the fact that you're, you're paying for the Anvil of Doom, essentially, in this guy's point cost yeah, you is are. a big negative. What's his point cost? Uh, 435. Yeah. It's really yeah. expensive. And a lot of that's going on the Anvil, which yeah, is not, sure. not worth it. So he gets plus one to cast on the Anvil spells. Um, and he's got a magic weapon that gives no armor saves. And uh, if this is pretty nice, and I wish this was available. Um, if the victim takes one or more unsaved wounds, any magic armor, helmets, and shields that they had were, are destroyed and can't be used for the rest mm. of the game. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and he has uh, magic armor that gives him a one-up armor save. Sure. So, so yeah, he's I mean, he's tough five. He's got five wounds. Yeah, he's solid. Uh, but he's if solid. I'm, if I'm playing against this army, I'm just ignoring it all game and killing everything else yeah, yeah i don't i don't think he's a great choice no yeah the the magic that they do is so i'm not worried about it it just doesn't and the fact affect they've the dumped and... 500 points into this guy means the rest of the army is pretty easy to pick apart probably yep, exactly unfortunately yeah. it's true yeah. which is sad because it, it is sad because it would be pretty it cool. was a, it's a really cool model yeah. too like they really do look good um so let's see who else do we have in lords go so, on uh in lords i think we're done we're done yeah but All in right. the heroes we yeah. can go on to grim burlockson who of course guy. is the son yes. of uh burlock damonson the famous classic yeah you know engine dwarf engineer yeah. um this is a son who's kind of a crazy crazy inventor who's been has he been kicked out of the engineer school Maybe. Uh, no he's not no. Mm, close close to it probably he's he's, he's definitely rogue. He's kind of a maverick he's, yeah. yeah he's definitely mavericky roguey thing <laughs> he but looks he looks like a squat yeah 40k he is an awesome model I he is an awesome model. model he's kind yeah. of steampunky yeah has a lot of um cog imagery kind yeah. of yeah. on his helmet and, and his, his rune, furnace his, on his, his, uh, his rules are pretty good yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah he's 165 points yeah yeah and so you get all of the normal master engineer rules which is um I think you, you, the rule where you can kind of pick a war machine that will get a re-roll that round or something. Yeah. Plus, he has the Master of Accuracy rule. So as long as he's not fleeing at the start of your shooting phase, you roll a d6. And on a two-up, he's going to bestow um, your choice of the following three rules onto a unit within um, three inches. So you can give the artillery adjustment, which means that... Um, an artillery piece can use his ballistic skill for that turn. Um, and they can re-roll one artillery dice. And re-roll one artillery dice. Now, his ballistic skill is a five, which for the dwarfs is awesome. Pretty good, yep. You know, we've been through some of the war machines. The main problem with them is their ballistic skill. So to be able to use the five, pretty good. Yep. Yeah. Um, and re-roll an artillery dice. So th this is great on a organ gun. Yep. Hitting on threes and then um being able to re-roll the yeah, yeah something that'll give you a minus one or he can give um a unit of dwarf crossbows or handgunners extra range of 2d6 inches also pretty good pretty good pretty good if you're going to take a big kind of yep. static fire fire block of quarrelers or handgunners um or the final rule he can give superior volley which means models in the unit re-roll Mr. Hit Rolls. Yeah, which is really mm, good. Pretty yeah. good, too. Yeah, that's good for the so, you know, bear or the organ gun or the um, uh, infantry shooting. or something. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, so in the first turn where stuff might be out of range still, you can increase the range, and then when stuff moves towards you into range, 
get a lot of hits off the gates. Yeah, so, yep. yeah, I like it. Pretty versatile. Yeah, if I was to do a, a <clears throat> dwarven gun line, this guy would be yeah. auto include. Yeah, if you've got a gun line. I mean, so this is he's only points three... efficient for what he does. And... He's yeah. 165 points. Yeah. So this is a three inch uh, bobble you can have this effect on. So maybe if you place him between like an organ gun on one side and a block of quarrelers on the other side, yep. then yep. you. It's not bad. You're going to use all these rules. Yep. You want to talk about his equipment? Yeah. So so he's got his own gun that he's built. It's a basically it's a double barrel pump action shotgun. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's exactly awesome. what it looks yeah. like. It is so good. Uh, in, the, in the picture on the page, he's holding it kind of yeah. gangster style, shiny right? and brass. It yeah. looks fantastic. Yeah. It's uh, 18 inch range, strength four, armor piercing, dwarf crafted, 2d3 multiple shots. It's nice. And with his ballistic, ballistic, ballistic kill, you're skill. actually going to hit people yeah. with that. Yeah. 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 And standing and shooting with that. Yeah. You're going to melt yeah, some face. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Um, and then he's got this special axe that he uses in close combat. Um, so it's strength as user. He's strength six. Because um, he's cybernetically He's cybernetically enhanced. Yeah. Cyborg or steam, steam enhanced. Yeah. Steam bogom. Which is pretty, is pretty awesome. And strength six armor piercing. So that's good. I mean, he's a can opener. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, he's pretty squishy in combat, though. He's not going to last long. He, he is, you know, and he's a hero level. Um, but so that's normal. He's got, he's got Gromrel armor. Yeah. So he's a four up. I mean, um, plus, given like most of his utility is for shooting, like he's probably done his sure. job. By the time he gets into combat, he's probably done his job already. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But he does help protect the unit, like you said, against, sure. against mm-hmm. you know, the vanguarding chaff or, mm-hmm. or whatever else that might try to get in. I don't know, 165 points. It's- Seems like a pretty nice deal, actually. Yep. Yeah. And and the one last little rule, his his axe is got oh, his yeah, on a five up, uh, he'll destroy any magic weapon that uh, if he gets a hit on someone. So that's I mean that's just a neat little uh, uh, fluff piece yeah. in there. It's oh. not really going to come into the game very much, but I like it. Sure. You could also choose to fight with because he does have a brace of dwarf pistols, so you could fight with three attacks. If you have a magic weapon, you have to use the magic weapon. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. So he's going to use the Cogax. Then why does he have the Brace of Pistols? Cogax isn't magical. It's not? Nope. So maybe he can choose to shoot with the Brace of Pistols instead of his Grudge Raker? Oh, yeah. It's not a magic item. It's no, just equipment. it's just equipment. So Interesting. He, he so he can, can choose, choose ah. the Brace of Pistols. So then you've got three strength six attacks. Nice. Yeah, right. Nice. Yeah. All right. I like. Yeah, because like. he doesn't have a hand weapon, so he's not forced to use mm. one thing or the other. Right? And the brace of pistols are they strength as user? Yes, oh. I think so. Yeah, Bra- nice. Brace of pistols is strength. Of, yeah, as strength user. as as user. Nice yep. because because you know if you don't want to shoot them, you just smack them with the. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Last, last special character and probably the most well known. Iconic. Absolutely yeah. iconic. Joseph Bugman. All right, so Bugman, of course, the infamous brewer, makes the Bugman 6X um, <laughs> and troll brew. Yeah. Have you ever been to Warhammer World? I have not. It did you not. Haven't. It didn't exist when I worked at work. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. so they have the Bugman's Bar where they sell the, yeah, the they, 6X brew. Yeah, they built that after I <laughs> yeah, stopped we working should, there. We should take we should a, go on a pilgrimage. Yeah. Sometime. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Okay, so, so Bugman, another hero-level character. Uh, again, 165 points. So Bugman, uh, if I'm remembering my my uh, history right, um, Bugman's Rangers was one of the regiments of renown from yeah. from the old days, like Scarlock's Wood Elf Archers and Rugglud's Armored Orcs. 
Yeah, yeah from when there was the Dogs of War. Yeah, uh, is even even before that. From before the Dogs of War. Well, the okay. Regiments of Renown were 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 very early box sets that mm. Workshop brought out that had like somewhere between fifteen and twenty metal models in them, um, and uh, and it was just it was kind of a way for people to. Uh, get a good uh, um, go on their army back before they had any real plastic miniatures or anything mm. like that. Um, so, so Bugman, um, will we go through his rules here? Yeah, they're nice actually. Yep. So he's got this the regular dwarf rules, ancestral grudge, relentless resolute, and he's also got the scout special rule. Um, so let's get on to his actual actual special rules. Um, so he. He has uh, one unit of rangers that can be upgraded to become Bugman's rangers. So that's a nice hat tip to that regiment. Yeah. Um, if you do that, then Bugman has to join the unit and can't leave it. Um, the rangers have weapon skill five, ballistic skill four, and strength four. So it's like plus one to all those stats. Plus one, yeah. And they cost an additional <clears> three <throat> points per model. So these are basically like... Uh, Uber rangers. Veteran rangers yeah. that have been with him through thick and thin. Like long beard rangers, essentially. Yeah, yeah. that's nice. I love that. I love the fluff of that. Um, yeah. And you know what? That makes uh, what is already a good unit even better. So do you? what do you think for three points upgrade mm, uh, per model? Uh, rangers, how much are they a model? Uh, 14, 14, I think. 14. 14. But yeah, they come in so with a lot of up. stuff. They come with the great weapon and the, the throwing crossbow. axes. Yeah. So throwing axes are strength as user, so, so now that's up going strength up to four. strength four, yeah. Um, you know, uh, I would totally do it. If yeah. I was taking Bugman, I would, I would. Oh, yeah. If you're taking Bugman, you're definitely going to Because there's no way I'm not rangers. taking Rangers. So, uh, yeah, absolutely, I would do it. Yeah. All right. So fun, fun shenanigans. What does he do? He's carrying his beer. <laughs> All right. So the, the picture here, there's like this. Crazy dwarf guy with an axe. There's flames everywhere. And what's he got tucked under his arm? Barrel of I ale. mean, the fluff is that Bugman's yeah. like a crazy mofo, right? He's just gone ballistic after but, some orcs of kind of... Yeah, so he was off on trading some of his ale. Mm -hmm. And he came home to find his brewery burned to the ground by a Oof. bunch of No, goblins. you didn't! And, well, and, and his family... That was Kidnapped. inside, so yeah. most of his he lost most of his clan yeah. to it, and so now he's, uh, he's just on a he wanders, hunt, right? Yeah, he's yeah. he wanders the world, killing goblins, yeah, um, and helping other dwarf holds scout them out and and kill them. So yeah, carrying his beer, carrying his beer, yeah, getting people drunk. So what does the liquid fortification rule do? All right, so this is the special rule for his beer. As long as he's alive, you roll two d six the start of each friendly turn, and have a look at this chart. If you roll a two, it's bad brew. Um, you get the flammable special rule. <laughs> so, so I'm guessing that represents the fact that all you're doing is is farting a lot of noxious fumes. Probably <laughs> burping and farting. Uh, three to nine, which is what you're going to roll most of the time. You get belligerent, so you become stubborn. Hmm, dwarves after beer being stubborn. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah, yeah. Who'd think? Huh? Uh, and then ten to twelve, which is kind of the nice one, is uh, leathered. So you get plus, plus one, one toughness, toughness. right? So, so we, if we just imagine that this rule basically means stubborn with a small chance of being plus one toughness, then you have this, you know, unit of uber rangers who you've been able to deploy wherever you want on the battlefield. And now they're most of the time stubborn too. Yep. So you can use that for all the kind of yeah. um, tactical advantages you can imagine holding up particular parts of the, the field. Yep. Yep, and the next special rule, I think, very easy to overlook, but is is actually a really good one. Stout courage, 
They're immune to fear and terror, but they're not immune to psychology. So the nice part about that is if you need to flee with them, you can choose to. Yeah. Um, but you, uh, but you don't have to. You don't ever have to take your terror test and be and be run off the board. Correct. So I like that a lot. Uh, and he's got a couple of magic items: old trustworthy. Uh, I mean, these are all beer-related stuff: <laughs> stout courage, liquid fortification, etc. Uh, old trustworthy is uh, his axe. Um, it's armor piercing, plus one attack and plus one strength. So he he's strength five and four attacks for, as so a result. For like a hero level character, he's kind of a beast in combat. He, he he's is. pretty good, yeah. yeah. Weapon skill six. Um, and then uh, he's got his magic tankard. Uh, and, th and this is pretty cool. At the start of any friendly turn, uh, he or any model in the same unit can drink from it and recover D3 wounds. So That's generally only going to be him though, right? Well, it depends. So Surely you're going to use your Bugman's range just to scout and nobody else can scout. So that assumes that you take him and put him in a unit of rangers. Right. You, you could, could take, take him, him and put him in a unit of hammers. Sure. Take him to put him in there with your lord. And your lord's your in lord. there. And, you know, if you're taking a Death Star, you're putting this guy in the Death Star. It's true if you're going to take it. Yeah. Big, if you take that. Oh, dang. It's a shame you can't go in with Slayers because that <laughs> would be awesome. But um, if I know Bugman's in that unit and I've charged them, then he's going to be the first one I hit and he has two wounds and no good saves of any description. Yeah, uh, yeah. So he's probably going down pretty quickly. Uh, unless he's in the second rank. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, That's you're right. True. You're right. So you have to kind of choose his utility. If you're going to make use of the Bugman's Rangers, then you're I, not going to get use out of this tankard. And, and I, per I personally feel that that's the primary utility I would for say him, so too. You know, is to put him in the Rangers, make them Longbeard Rangers. and, and uh, I mean, it's still nice for him if you have him on the corner of the unit so he's not going to take too much damage. Um, maybe he only takes one wound per turn and you can just keep, you know, mm -hmm. clocking him back up to two wounds. So it'll... It kind of makes up a little bit for the lack of any good save on him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so a uh, big fan of the of the hero level uh, special characters. Yes, I think they're pointed right. Um, and, and they're and, fluffy and fun. Yeah. And we like. Uh, we I like, like them both. And my pick of the lords is uh, Ungrim. Ungrim, and we like we like Belagar reasonably. Like Belagar. Yeah. I do like Belagar. I would I'd include him in a list. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you know Belagar is is kind of. He is more like the the um, I want dare I say it average sure. um, dwarf king that you might take my, at a yeah. third level. My my issue with Belagar would be that I can build a much better dwarf lord myself. Correct. Yeah. The same points, whereas Ungrim offers something kind of a bit unique. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. All right. Those were the special characters. All right. So on to the. Uh, the magic items that dwarves can have. So uh, different from the previous book, they actually have some pre-constructed magic items. I don't think they had any in the last book. They did not. Uh, <clears throat> and really these are, you know, they fit in with the the flavor of all the rest of them, but they've got a half dozen, uh, I guess, um, uh, single magic items that you can take uh, instead of uh, instead of taking runic items. Yeah. And these are these are called ancestral heirlooms. So let's run through those pretty quickly. Um, there's the Hammer of Karak Draj, uh, which is 65 points. Um, I, I don't know about this one. You get, it, you get uh, plus three initiative 
and uh, if whatever takes a, a wound um, has its initiative reduced to one until the end of the close combat phase. Nope. I, I not think for that 65 is a points. great big waste of points. That for fe sure. yeah. feels like a 10-point Well, honestly, most of, most of these ancestral heirlooms, compared to the stuff you can build yourself with runes, yeah, I'm not very impressed I've with. Seen, yep. So let's just go through well, it. I can't, go even, through. I can't even like begin to think of how that's really useful. No, yeah, not. no. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean fine, no. but sixty-five points. Nope. Uh, I don't get it. All right, moving on. Uh, Red axe of Karakate peaks, uh, fifty points. So as you might expect, this this uh, has benefits against orcs, and goblins, and skaven. Uh, so you get to reroll to hit and to wound rolls, and you cause terror against models from those those books. So kind of a fluffy choice. Um, at 50 points, it feels, uh, again, like like uh, a whole lot of overkill for what what you get. Mm -hmm. yeah. Too many points for what you're actually getting. Once my dwarves are done, though, we're going to play out a bunch of Karakate Peaks battles with, oh, my, yeah. with my goblins and my Skaven. Oh, yeah. And then, then the Red I Axe will come I expect out. this to be in every list. <laughs> all right. All right. So oh, if we're going to do that, who gets to be what? So I, this, I think we'll we'll roll take t take yeah. turns. Yeah. Well, yeah we'll, oh, that would be. This epic. item will be going up against the dwarf mangler. I want to oh. have a. I want to have a three 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 way uh, triumph and treachery. Yeah, it's going to be basically <laughs> yeah three game you know triumph and treachery type games, and then I also want to do three different uh, like linked scenarios. That'd be that'd be great. That'd yeah, be we should do that and maybe report a bit back on yeah. it in the yeah. in the podcast. All right. For sure. Okay. Uh, so. That's a very fluffy item because we got excited about it from a fluff standpoint. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but Karakate peaks is just a really fun concept. It is, yeah. it is. But it in all comers list, nah, nah, you're definitely not, not going to take it. Definitely really. never. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the magnificent armor of Borek Beetlebrow has a fantastic name. Uh, Sixty points um, gives you a two-up armor save and a three-up ward against all attacks of strength six or higher. Pretty good, actually. Sixty points. I think it's. Uh, okay. I don't think it's that good. I mean, I, I looking mean, at it in isolation, it's not terrible. You, I mean, you're definitely going to want to have a ward save on your character if yep. you choose this item to give him the ward save. You know, you've got a three up against strength six or higher. Yeah. But a lot of the stuff you want ward saves against is things that don't even have a strength value at all, like um, like death magic and characteristic tests yeah. and things like yeah. that. Yeah. So. But I, I still think it's uh it's maybe a little at 50 points. I think it would be really good, but mm. um, for now it, it, it's not bad. It's no, it's not terrible. It's not terrible. But you can build, yeah. you can build better. You can build better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Tom, you're, you're giving the game away. All right. Uh, silver horn of vengeance, a 45 point enchanted item, one use only use at the start of any friendly turn. Um, its wielder and every friendly unit within six inches has the devastating charge special rule until the start of their following turn and causes fear in all models from high elves, dark elves, or wood elves for, <laughs> the, rest, for the rest of the game. Uh, 45 points. Uh, I think that's a waste of points. Well, yeah. Uh, devastating charge gives you plus one attack on the turn you charge. Um, so it's not terrible, but... Um, you know, fear against elves. Uh, elves don't care about fear. I mean, they're leadership nine. Yep. It's very unlikely for them to fail a fear test. Um, or leadership eight, technically. But um, uh, yeah, again, generally anything well, that's like specific against particular uh, armies is not going to be worth. Yeah. It, so that know. that part is purely fluff. The devastating charge rule. It's yeah. Once per game, you can do it. 
and it's only units within six inches for a plus one attack. It's, so it's only the situations be a where that's going to be pretty yeah, devastating. There's, there's, there's times, but it's a forty-five point. Yeah, yeah item. Sure. But I mean, gotta... if you design an entire battle line with runes of slowness everywhere, so you know people might try and charge you and then fall short, and then you get to like have this mass Massive counter charge. charge against them, then yeah. it could come in pretty great. Yeah, yeah I could see it. I could especially see especially if one of these units is a is a horde horde formation mm-hmm. of hammers. Three attacks each in the front rank. Fifty attacks total. Yeah, you can. Yeah. <laughs> there's not much that could stand up against that, especially you know because they got the charge, their strength seven. Sure. So that's that's very true. I mean, yeah. the the question is though, is that just win more, right? You know, yeah. If you get a counter charge with a horde of hammers, <laughs> st- uh, extra forty attacks or fifty attacks doesn't really matter. You're probably going to delete whatever it is you're hitting. Well, yeah. Not not always. But they still strike last. So what this does is you're going to lose some of those hammers. What yeah. this does is it makes the ones that are left more efficient. That's true. So um, I think it, it does it has have, its place. It does have it its, its place. place but yeah. like you said, it, it's expensive for a one-use item. Yeah. That, but the thing is, is you usually know if you're going to make that charge. Sure. So yeah. you don't get to wait to use it to a time yeah. when it is going to come yeah. into effect. Yeah. Yep. But there might be times when it's not. And then you'll roll double ones and fail <laughs> your charge, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, fiery ring of Thori. Uh, every time Love I see it. anything Actually, that says, I like this one. Yeah. This one is. I awesome. do like this one. Yep. <laughs> Anytime I see something that says fire, fiery ring, all I can think of is, is eating <laughs> too food. too hot a curry. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so this is nice. It gives you a strength four breath weapon with flaming attack special roll. 35 points. That's awesome. I, I think that's reasonable. Yeah, yeah this on, say, on, a runesmith on, yeah. with, a, uh, with a one higher initiative on his weapon. Pops mm. this breath weapon in combat, strength four, takes yep. away anything with regen, and then the rest of the unit can unload. Or even... Yeah. Yeah. You know, you don't don't have to use it in combat. If you have a kind of defensive unit mm-hmm. with shields, have the shield wall thing. Yeah. Nothing stop you just marching right up in your opponent's face, blowing this breath weapon yeah. across the unit, maximize and then just that template, and accept, then the accept the charge with charge, your five yeah. up ward after that. Yeah. Especially if you're if you have the character with it kind of on the corner and mm-hmm. they can diagonal mm-hmm. across that unit. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this this this, this again thing. has the has a lot of the same utility as what we were talking about with the gyrocopter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Web. I mean, it's a little bit better, um, uh, and uh, I, I like it a lot. There's a lot of situations where you would use sure. it, and and it, just, uh, it adds a little bit more utility to whatever unit it's in. It just gives them a, yeah. a yeah. slightly different role, and, and it can be taken by any level character that you've mm-hmm. got. And so, so I look at it and think, uh, you know, uh, obviously being a wood elf player, uh, hail of Dumaro is something I take all the time. This mm-hmm. seems to be one of those things where it's like. Uh, why would I not take this? There has to be a reason not to take it rather than looking for a reason to take yeah. it. It's a nice item for a runesmith given that on a runesmith, you know, you get this big 75-point uh, rune or magic item yeah. allowance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's know, a, it's, you're going to want generally like your BSB or your general as more important runes to get mm-hmm. in there, kind of fighty and defensive ones, but for a runesmith... I feel like it's I, one of those things that if you put it in your list, you are going to use it Every game, there's going to be games where you roll snake eyes for your number of hits. Sure, that's going to happen, but in, you know, getting seven strength four hits, yeah, is or is or not up or to the template, or the template which gets you like fifteen. Yeah, or, or... But I do like the um the synergy you mentioned with the initiative rune. Yeah, 
because yeah. breath weapons are an initiative order. So yeah, so yep. get that that's initiative nice. off first. That's yep. that's something I'm playing with now in my builds is getting my runesmiths to hit at a higher initiative with flaming mm. for those regens. That's, so the rest that's smart. Yep. So the rest of the unit can actually get something through. Okay. Uh, and the last heirloom, uh, the Banner of Lost Holds, which is a 100-point magic standard. Uh, you can re-roll. The unit that carries it can re-roll failed to wound rolls in close combat. Uh, Pretty. Um, I it's very pricey. For it's what it very does. pricey for what it does. It's very fluffy if you take Ungrim Iron Fist with yep. his big, huge horde of <laughs> um, slayers. Slayers, yeah. Put yeah. this as their 100-point banner. Yeah. And yeah. all of a sudden... You're going to rip through things. You're going to rip through anything that touches it. Yeah. Otherwise, this has to go on a BSB, right? Yep. It's either yeah. that unit or a BSB. Yeah, BSBs are unlimited options. number. Sure. But, but um, put this on a BSB and then he is squishy uh, as hell. Yeah. Yeah, you can't get that. Good. So so again, oh again, situational. So yeah. Won't see it into many lists. No. Nope. I don't think you'll see it in really any list at that point. Cost, yeah. So yeah. out of all of these... Ancestral heirlooms, I think the fiery ring, the fiery ring <laughs> yeah. is the one we'll see the on the Bombay tabletop. Booty. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. So let's move on to runic items. So the runic magic is is what makes dwarfs dwarfs. Um, yes. So, I'm so um, glad they kept it too. Yeah. And so, it's, it's been with dwarfs for oh, forever, since the right? fourth edition. But and it's a truly unique thing, the ability it, to it create is. your own customized magic items. Yeah. So dwarfs don't get access to magic items from the uh, common magic items in the rulebook. Um, and instead, they get to build their own custom uh, items using these uh, magic runes. This is this is why they can't cast spells. Instead, they bind this the winds of magic into into runes that are cast onto uh, items when they when they forge them. Mm -hmm. um, so so there's um, a whole bunch of different types of runes. Um, you know, there's runes for weapons, runes for armor, sure. and so forth. So you can basically build yourself a magic weapon, some magic armor, or a magical talisman. Uh, yep, and there's or also a banner magic banners, you. and and you can also put runes on your war machines. Sure. Um, but there are there are rules of the runes that mm. that uh, um, have changed since the last book, and I think changed for the better. Um, it's only a, it's only a minor change, I think. Um, but uh, these allow you to to customize without uh, creating a boring experience. Yes. Right. Oh, I see what you're getting at. Yeah. Right. So so every um, there. Are, I'll just go through the rules real quick. Mm hmm. So the first rule is the rule of three, uh, which means you can't have more than three runes on an item. Yeah. Um, so, well, I think these rules have, have stayed the same. These have stayed the yeah. same, but the, what at the end I'll, I'll mention How what's they, changed. Sure, yeah. okay. sure. Um, the second rule is the rule of form, uh, which just says what things can be inscribed on what. Yeah. Um, and that just makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the third rule is the rule of pride, uh, which says that no more than one item can carry the same combination of runes. Mm -hmm. So so it's basically just like saying with magic items that you can only include any given magic item in your army once. Right. Because they're unique. This is saying like each right. item has to have its own unique combination of runes. Yep. yep. But it doesn't restrict how many times you actually use an individual rune throughout the army. Right, that's the rule of pride. Mm -hmm. And then uh, there is the jealous runes um, thing, which is that 
that uh, master runes uh, cannot be used more than once mm -hmm. per army. Um, so and no more than one master rune can be inscribed on an item. So master runes are, are they're really kick-ass uh, runes, and we'll go yeah. into some of those. And Generally so expensive that you couldn't fit more than one on an item anyway. Anyway, but, but just <laughs> yeah, in case you wanted there, to. In case yeah. you wanted to try. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so the... Um, and then the final rule around there is is that um, of the non-master runes, um, some of them you can uh, inscribe more than once on the mm -hmm. item to get a, a flavorful benefit. Sure. That's, so this that's is the better. thing that's really changed. So previously, yeah, right. you inscribe the same rune twice, and it just stacks the ability, like the plus one strength rune. If you have it twice, you get plus two strength. The spell-breaking rune... You just inscribe it a couple of times, and you have two dispel scrolls essentially. Yeah. Yep. Whereas now it's changed so that the you get you know a given ability for having it once, and then instead of it just stacking again, you'll get a slightly different ability added yep. on when you have a second one of that rune. So that's what's changed, and I, I like yep. it. Yeah, yeah. It I, prevents I the great. stupid scroll spam. Yeah. That you would yeah, see before. where you could have four or five. Yeah. And and. Yeah. and uh, what what's tricky about that is is that the you know the runes especially like the second inscription and third inscription it's not a linear progression yeah. in terms of points um but you know the benefits that you get from like having th the three runes of something uh, on an individual item are are sometimes you know really powerful mm -hmm. um but then you're basically committing to only having that on your item so so the variety of magic items you can take uh, with a dwarf army is is huge. We haven't math hammered it. But no, but it's large. <laughs> the number of different items you could have is large. Very, very large. Yes. Um, thousands, right? It's thousands, it I would say. Yeah. yeah, just, just different items, glancing yeah. at it. Yeah. Pardon me. Not which... all of them would be useful, but you could take them. <laughs> yeah. Most would be very unuseful, actually. Um, but what's really cool is, is, you know, this is, this is where you make up for lack of spells, mm -hmm. I think is, is the variety of things that you can take. Sure. Um, and, and I think this is actually a tactical advantage for dwarfs, um, regardless of the effects that these runes can have. The lack of knowledge from yeah. their opponents, sure. is, you know, it's like, oh, can be very, oh, you can do that, you can do that. Very unexpected ability yeah. is coming from unexpected quarters. Absolutely, and and I think that's going to be something that as a dwarf player you're going to want to um, yeah, because people are going to see that dwarf lord, but they're never going to know what it does. Yeah, yeah. they can uh -huh. get there and be like, oh, it's a tank lord, I can't scratch it, or yeah. they can get there and it's just going to meat grind you, and you just exactly. like, ah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so why do we? Instead of like going through every single rune, because there's a lot, we could just pick out some of our favorites under each heading and talk about some interesting combinations okay. under each heading. Sounds good. Sounds good. So starting off with the weapon runes. Yeah, let's jump right into the biggest category. Why not? I mean, <laughs> yeah. this is all about Warhammer. It's about fighting. Yeah, it's about right? fighting so and killing. Let's and go into the weapon runes. Let's do it. All right, so this has the largest number of runes, and of course then that means it has the largest number of master runes. Yes. All right. Uh, do so we there's wanna... a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of master runes. There's there, a lot of master runes. Uh, anybody want to pick out a favorite? Um, uh, rune of Cleaving, I love. 
That's 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 in their regular rooms, right? Let's go for the master. Uh, we're going master. master. So my favorite, oh, sorry, sorry. my favorite of the master rooms has to be partly for the name and mostly <laughs> yeah. for the ability. The master yeah. rune of Snorri Spanglehelm. Yep. Yeah, it's only twenty-five points. Yeah, the point cost makes it point, awesome low points too. cost, and you always hit on a two-up. So great. Yeah, like, that is why great. not? It's great. I mean, there's other ones in here that'll give you ASF and stuff for rerolls and whatever, but you don't need. That if you're already hitting on a two, two up, up so. yeah. yeah, just don't throw one. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I and mean, that's kind of nice. It's nice yeah. because uh, you know if you think about the uh, Nurgle demon prince uh, that we always kind of hold up as the ultimate combat uh, guy. Yeah, he pays uh, twenty five points for his uh, sword of um, striking, striking mm-hmm. which then allows him to have a two up um, to hit things. So, well, and you also consider that. Um, Sorry, I just totally brain farted on what I was going to say. But the person using it, um, yeah, never mind, I can't remember. And this is just always, no matter like if you've had modifiers to your weapon skill through nerdliness. Yeah, so. Or, yeah, oh, any oh. of those miasma type uh, yeah, effects. Miasma. Yeah, I remember what I was going to say. Okay. When you said, you know, always strikes first to get the rerolls, mm-hmm. this is probably going on a character. Yeah. Which, two thirds of the time has hatred against. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. they're so, right. at least against the other characters. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, there's a good chance you're going to have a reroll anyways. Yeah. Sure. So and another thing, obviously, this is on a runic weapon, maybe on your lord, um, that's going to have a whole crap ton of other abilities through other runes mm-hmm. that, you know, make it stronger and things like that. So having something that helps you get the hits through to start with so that the other runes can then take effect yeah. is really powerful. Yeah. Okay, um, I will call out my favorite one just because I'm such a Thor fanboy. Go on then. Uh, the Master Rune of Flight. Yeah, <laughs> that one's so fun. Yeah. And this has nice synergies too. Right? Yeah. There's some really cool things you can do with yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. So you pop this on your hammer because it has to be a hammer. No, it, <laughs> it doesn't have to be, but in my world it has to be. Um, By the hammer of Thor. That's right. Uh, you you throw it. Um, it's got a range of 12 inches. It always hits on a two-up. And then you roll the wound as if the target had suffered a hit from the weapon in close combat. Any additional runes on the weapon will also exactly. take effect. Yeah. And then it flies back again. So... Um, so after we I, talk I love about that. these, we can talk about some synergies for that one in particular. Yeah, there's a couple of nice ones. Yeah, yeah really absolutely. Tricksy things to do with that guy. So other the really expensive master runes in there. Um, you know, there's one that'll get you always wound on a two up or always um, wound something in magic armor on a three up. So it's kind of like that ability that Thorgrim mm-hmm. has yeah. anyway. And kind of you know the always wounding on a two up is nice, but of course um, it's making no modifications to armor saves other yep. than what your strength is anyway so yep for 75 points that one seems like a, a bit of a stinker to me yeah, yeah. And, and there's a few of the other master so I'll, I'll run through them super quick uh there's one that gives d6 multiple wounds for 60 points and uh, no armor saves for 50 points uh destroys magic weapons on a on a two up for 50 points um always wounds dragons on a two up and does um multiple wounds two for 50 points 
and gives you ASF for 25 points. I think actually the cheaper master runes yeah, are, the are superior the to the Snowy Spangle Helm. I'm taking every game. I I would I from a pure yeah. fluff standpoint, I got to take the master rune of flight. Yeah. I love, yeah. I'm <laughs> love that. So can like, imagine the guy on his shield bearers for a nice vantage point, and he's just <laughs> hurling yeah, it. Yeah. This one's for me, father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like it all right all, all right. right so let's go into uh some of their regular runes some of the regular ones what do you have any any favorites you want to pick out there's so, a there's a bunch here and and so many of them uh you can either engrave uh the full three times or or even just sure. twice is a rune of might uh, sorry this, this ipad edition yeah rune of might that's probably my favorite from this section me too um, i'm gonna yeah yeah, so Rune of Might doubles, so doubles strength of, yeah. against foes of toughness 5 or higher in close combat um, with just the 1, and that's 25 points. And if you engrave it twice for 60 points, um, it does uh, multiple wounds D3 against foes of toughness 5 or higher. For 60. I think just one, just one. one Rune of Might is yeah. really nice, and it's one of those kind of tricksy ones that we were just talking about that mm -hmm. people might yeah. not be expecting. Put him, Put this Lord in a unit of stuff that's only like strength four mm -hmm. in general and then watch people fly demon princes into that unit who they think can't be hurt by the you know yeah. if you just have some um long beards or something strength four they're gonna think they're demon princes or even just warriors in a bus yeah, yeah. stuff like that and uh all of a sudden you're just strength eight against this dude and you're just yeah. busting him open uh, well i love it on the on the master rune of flight as well yeah like, here's that's the thing you gotta you gotta remember that makes is... it like a little cannon <laughs> And it's also you can stand and shoot with it. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like, yeah, I'll stand and shoot with this strength eight hammer. Um, anyway, sorry, I might have got carried away there. <laughs> <laughs> My strength eight hammer. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's one of. I think that's a great one. Just yeah. yeah. And yep. even even in a unit of great weapon stuff, because they can deal with everything that's like toughness, toughness, you know, toughness five or lower. And then something really solid comes into the unit, like a steam tank or something that might cause you problems, and you have this guy to deal with it. Yeah. Um, the other one, another one that I really think I'm going to use all the time is just the rune of speed. Mm. Five points for yep. plus one initiative for the wielder. Yeah. Um, five points to take a dwarf lord up to initiative five. Yeah. Or really to take nice. a take your runesmiths to above your right, unit. Right. This is what you were talking yeah. about earlier. And then yeah. this is one that does stack like all runes used to. Like so, yep. you can add up to three, and each one's going to give you another yeah, just plus a straight one plus one. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. Yep. For five yep. points each. Pretty so let's good. talk about the rune of fire briefly. Sure. Um, oh, yeah. such a good one. Ten <laughs> points gives you flaming attacks. Is the single single yeah. rune double rune. Double rune is really nice as well. For 50 points, you get the flaming attack special rule and you get the strength for breath weapon. So it's like you get the, mm -hmm. the, the fiery ring of Snorri. Um, but no, it, it's worth pointing out Thori, that you pay Thori. 40 points to have that. Yes. Instead of the 35 for the ring. So if you're sure. going to have it in the list, if you want to be able if to have just two of them, if, yeah, mm -hmm. if you're af after two breath weapons in the army, you do the rune of fire with two stacks and the ring with one rune you know one rune of fire or not even so it's more economical if you're trying to get that breath weapon to take the ring but if you want to get this guy to have flaming attacks in combat then yep. yeah and three runes of fire seems completely pointless well three runes of fire cost you 125 and all it does is give you multiple wounds d3 on the breath weapon 
yes, on the breath weapon. The if breath you know weapon. you're fighting ogres, if you, you know who it. you're fighting, yeah. Yeah. but if you can tailor your list, then you're always going to come ogres up with the right trolls, combination. Yeah. yeah. You, well, I mean, just think that is just brutal. Sure. Yeah. It, I mean, that's the other great thing about about this uh, set of runic weapons. If you think about it from a campaign standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, you're playing a different army each week, and you know who you're playing against. Right. You are going to tailor your list against You can tailor it the crap out this stuff. I generally like to think of stuff from a by... kind of all-comers list perspective. Yeah, yeah absolutely, because that that's the normal. At that list, you stop at two runes of fire, but because, you know, a lot of the time you're going to end up at, in combat with units of toughness three infantry, and then you don't need the, the multiple runes, yeah, but and you're killing them all anyway. This rune of fire, three stacks, on the charge, pop your breath weapon, 2d6, strength five, Strength, strength four, right? Well, it's plus one strength on the charge, isn't it? But this is Was only it, only to your strength only characteristic. To your oh, okay, yeah. but not it not wouldn't be to, to the, it wouldn't be to okay. the breath yeah. weapon. Yeah. Otherwise, that'd be oh, that'd, <laughs> yeah, that'd be yeah. nice. Goodbye, ogres. Sure. <laughs> Goodbye, any monstrous <laughs> infantry, really. Yeah. You know. Okay, so I'm going to run through the regular runes very quickly, right. just like I did with the yeah. master runes. Um, you have a rune of demon slaying. You can take up to three times, and that. Uh, gives you basically more killiness against demons. Uh, Rune of Fire we just covered. Rune of Fury, which gives you extra attacks um, and uh, ends up giving you frenzy and rerolls. The Rune of Dismay, uh, which makes you cause fear and then terror and then uh, terror with a leadership penalty. Uh, Rune of Cleaving, which gives you armor piercing plus one strength and, and the killing blow. Uh, that's the three levels of it. So I guess my problems with the the, the two here, the rune, the fury one and the cleaving one, is that you end up paying more for certain abilities than kind of basic rulebook items do. Right. For example, for your extra attack, you're paying twenty five points, whereas sword of battle is only twenty. Yeah. And in the runes of cleaving, you know, your first ten gets you armor piercing, then you pay twenty five on top of that for plus one strength, whereas sword of might in the regular rulebook is only. 20 right that's right only 20 that's right so you're paying a little more than you should i think i I agree and i think those are less likely to be taken yeah Yeah. um the rune of might we talked about the 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 strength doubling uh rune of striking gives you a plus one weapon skill uh re-roll to um fail to hits and then weapon skill 10 that's got snorri spangle helm i don't need any of that Yeah. yeah yeah um uh well weapon skill 10 is nice defensively but and and here's the other thing though if you want to have two combat characters Mm. um you can only take master rune of snorri spangle once in the army uh the grudge rune um which gives you plus one to hit and and uh re-roll failed to wound rolls against one particular model in the opponent army opponent's army um uh rune of parrying which uh enemy models get minus one to hit you pretty good one i think uh yeah, yeah. that's not bad for 25 points mm, uh, it's a good defensive build one yeah. yeah it's it's not too bad and then the rune of speed that we talked about plus one initiative for five points so yeah lots lots of versatility and that's just the weapons sure so do you do you have a favorite combo on these weapons uh yeah for a nice cost effective kind of thing yeah uh for me um flight well, yeah it's the rune of flight um uh the rune of might and and you know probably um the uh the rune of striking 
or 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 rune of speed something that, sure. to get that minor bonus so that it's not too expensive right at that point that's right. only that's uh you know 50 60 points 55 60 points for me my my nice cost efficient item i'm taking uh i go snorri spangle helm one rune of might and one of speed and that comes in at 55 total always hitting on a two up the double strength against toughness five and initiative five yeah seems pretty nice yeah. yep yeah, All right. mine's the same as Tom's, except I, I don't think I have the speed on mine. Mm. Yeah, and and I think I think uh, the combination of speed, might, fire, um, speed and fire is a nice combo that I hadn't actually thought about mm-hmm. until you mentioned it. Yeah, and I also think, uh, uh, or potentially swiftness and fire, um, you know, to get the ASF. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, also swiftness and speed are are good if you're. Uh, you know, potentially up against uh, any, anything that's initiative uh, three. Um, like if you're if you're fighting yeah. against uh, regular those troops, re-rolls. yeah, you can get some rerolls. So there's a lot of um, I think potential combos uh, at a pretty cheap points level. Um, something to to talk about a little bit. Uh, giant slayers can take twenty five points, and champions can take mm. twenty five points of runic items. So you're looking for nice cheap ones. Yeah, nice cheap ones. Yep, different cheap combinations you can dot around the unit. Yeah, yeah exactly. So um, you can do the and things like the hammers when you give them the runes. So rune so runic weapons can only be on a hand weapon. So you can't ever put a rune on a great weapon. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, if you have a model like a champion that has a great weapon like the hammers you give them a runic weapon all of a sudden they're fighting at initiative order instead of always strikes last Mm -hmm. so that's again where you can give them a rune of fire Fire. and they are hitting with three attacks because they actually have more attacks than the runesmith and they have a better chance of getting that wound through to negate mm, regen. A, so how many how many points can the hammer champion take? Twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah. Ooh. So you can two, put a, two speed, one fire. Yep. Yeah. Or 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 rune of fire, rune of cleaving, rune of speed. Yeah. Right. So you can yeah be a little bit more assured of getting that uh, that flaming thing through. Yep. Uh, if they've got an armor save, you know. So, yeah, uh, there's lots of possibilities. Lots yeah. of possibilities. I really like the the thought of designing just a fun little unit it, of uh, giant slayers, all with different. <laughs> well, here, with here's the thing: every possible combo you uh, can get in there. <laughs> if, if you think about the fun of the game um, in the meta game, uh, one, I mean, the the major thing in the meta game is is building your list, mm-hmm. right? Um, this has given you an entirely separate and secondary list building mechanic yeah um so you get to spend a ton of time just thinking about oh you know if i combine this this set of weapon runes with you know this set of armor runes i get this cool effect and you know i I think there's a a, there's a depth there that that uh you know i I don't think you can really explore without without a a which is why i'm sure all three of us have had like crazy fun doing our yeah some some sample lists that we're going to talk about at the end and there's there's a variety within that like you you don't have just weapon runes that just do something in combat Mm -hmm. you have ones that give you a breath breath weapon weapon you have ones that give you a shooting attack (laughs) i mean yeah that is stuff that norm that you can't normally get off of a magical weapon or and so it does give you something like oh man i'm getting tired of these dwarves i why think don't a I, good, why don't i do something that shoots every time you know? yeah. i think so, uh, i think an interesting sign is that we have an elf player here who's super excited about dwarfs yeah yeah, so. yeah absolutely i love i love the combos 
All right, so that's uh, that's weapon runes. Let's go on to armor runes. Yeah, now. here's some there's some great stuff over here too. Okay, so it's just the two master runes in here. One is the master rune of adamant. Uh, this has been in the dwarf book since uh, the dawn of time. The dawn of time. Yeah, I remember talking about this in '95. So yeah, it's been around 20 years. Toughness 10. Ching. There you go. Toughness 10, 100 points. 100 points. What do you say? Uh, awesome. <laughs> you think it's awesome? It's expensive, but it's like awesome. It. it is awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say blowing, I think blowing your entire runic allowance pretty much on that yeah, one but thing. Is, yeah. Can't a lord take 150? 125. Rune lord is 150. Uh-huh. Dwarf lord, 125. So yeah. a dwarf lord with that on shield bearers. He's, he's oh. indestructible. He's big, well, yeah. he's, he's death magic fodder, though, because you haven't put some points aside for a ward save. Yeah, true. Yeah. Well, you still have 50 points worth of ward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, I think it's a. It, it's like everything that's 100 points. You know, like you look at it and you go, I want to take it, but it's really not the optimum choice. Right. Yeah. yeah, when you start getting up, you're, when you start saying, hey, let's play a huge game, and you're looking for points to spend. Yeah, sure. Then you're going to be gonna take, that. If you're going to take double oh. lords, you have an army big enough for double lords, then why not just make one of them toughness 10? Yeah. 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 Just to spite just people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. He's how tough? What? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Sphinx? Pa. Yeah. Okay, so the other master rune, and I think this is probably one you'll see more often, is the master rune of Grommel at 30 points gives you a yeah. one-up one armor save. Yeah. Uh, that's solid. A one-up armor that's save solid. is solid all the time. Oh. 30 points. Yeah. Yeah. How much is the um, silvered steel armor? It's 45. So I mean, there you go. The, the yeah. problem with it is that, you know, I um, characters come with free Gromwell armor. Yeah. A shield is five points and a rune of stone is five points. So you're getting a two up mm-hmm. armor save for 10 points or pay 20 extra points to get them to a one well you so you, you are that. um however you know you you get your one up and you can take a great weapon exactly yep uh, yeah that's true it's a good point one up great weapon one up great weapon all right we'll call that one a win then i yeah. i think it's re it's not a, it's, it's not, not an unreasonable choice yeah okay so so Especially I'll, with fortitude i'll do my uh swift run through uh the well rest. we can't go too swiftly know, through only... the rune of fortitude which for me is the pick i guess the there's only yeah. six other runes so we can probably just we'll go, go through, through them, them quickly but rune of fortitude requires a little more thought because it's yeah. so damn this, awesome this is the, yeah. this is the, the money pick of the bunch yeah. okay so the rune of fortitude uh you can inscribe up to three uh first one is 35 points gets you plus one toughness that on its own, I don't think is great value. Um, the second one is fifty points, gives you plus one toughness and the five up ward. Yeah, that's the sweet spot. Uh, <laughs> that yeah. is the sweet so, spot. Uh, I'm trying to think about other items. So the so sa- you pay sacred 30... sacred stegadon helm of Itza from the mm. Lizardman book gives you plus one, plus one toughness and uh, plus one armor save and impact hits D three, and that is forty points. Okay. I'm looking at this from the perspective of Talisman of Endurance is 30, 30 for a five up. Yep. So you're paying 20 extra points for plus one toughness, which on some... That seems on, reasonable because a magic weapon re- is plus one strength. Is, sure, it is, seems reasonable, yeah. but I think it becomes incredible when you realize that adding to toughness is something that gets incrementally better as the number of wounds increases. Yep. And if you stack this with the shield bearers, which adds two wounds to a character for fairly cheap, 
now you've made that five wounds at toughness six. Yep. I think that's really, and then with the five up ward as well, I think that's really yep. a sweet spot yep. for a lord. Yep. Yep. And then the 75 point version, which is three runes, uh, allows you to to take only one wound from a multiple wound uh, special rule on a two up. Yep. So, you know what? That That is also not bad. If, if somebody said to me, here's a 25 point talisman um, where you would only take uh, uh, multiple wounds on a two up, I would probably take it. Yep. Mm -hmm. This is definitely. Yeah, just stacking this guy three times is perfect it, tank lord. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah especially on the shield Thane, bearers. Yeah. You know, tank Thane would work. So too. I really like I really like that rune. Yep. yep. Good yep. One. I rune actually of think iron the is next good too. Yeah, the next one's pretty good too, which is the rune of iron. I guess it's kind of like the the uh poor man's uh, rune of fortitude in some ways. So so okay, so twenty points in the rune of iron gives you plus one wound. Yep. Mm -hmm. 45 points gives you uh, plus one wound and plus one toughness. And 70 points gives you plus one wound, plus one toughness, and regen five up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I actually like, I think I put this one in my list more than Fortitude because really? it's a little more, it's a little cheaper because I'm still not playing with a Lord. I'm still using things. Ah, sure. So it's a little cheaper to get the two stacks. Um, yeah. And the two stacks on a Thane gives you those, you know, plus one toughness, plus one wound, mm -hmm. which um, makes a Thane about yeah, the same level does. as a Lord. Well, so. yeah, tough five and or tough tough six at that point. Tough six, right. tough six with three wounds. It's uh, true. Not to be sniffed at. For me, for the general award save has to be part of the overall equipment, just because yeah. of how common death magic is. Yeah. So being able to, to get that in with fortitude. See, I, I, is, I mean, having played Wood Elves for a long time, uh, I just, I never have a ward save on my general. Mm. Um, so I, I don't even look at that and think that that's important. Well, fortitude stacked with a couple uh, banner runes, of cheap banner runes that give you uh, magic, magic resistance. resistance. That oh, five yeah. could become a three up yep. against or, magic. Or even just a, a rune lord in the in the uh, in the same unit. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. right there, you've yep. got five up. So, but back to iron, I think it's it's a solid choice. It is a solid is choice. Not my, I not think my number one. But it's solid. great because between fortitude and iron, mm -hmm. you can make all of your characters pretty survivable. Yeah, using different combos of those two. Agreed. Yeah. Um, yeah. It free. It, you know, you can make them all a have a few more wounds. Make them all have higher toughness or ward saves. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. So. And and I think actually all the all the armor runes are are reasonable for what you get. So should we just run through the last yep. few pretty quick. Yep. So rune of shielding you can only take it once. Gives you a two up ward against uh, shooting attacks and magic missiles for twenty five points. Actually, um, that one I don't see that much use for, given that your character is going to be in a unit anyway. That one would be awesome if you could put it on a, a slayer. slayer. Yeah, that's exactly to just what run I was around thinking. for um, sure. But, but they you just, can't. You just can't do it. Weapons. Yeah. Yeah, um, I wonder is there is there a um, master engineers would take them a master engineer or a single model thane, you know, um, if you uh, thanes are only what sixty points, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, if you threw that on a single model thane, you could use them as a as a, a redirector that you know that would survive to get it, to be able to redirect. Yeah, and Not people would think people would no, think they could true. just shoot. <laughs> I think I think you're more taking a character just to use that item at that, that point. Yeah. At that point. True. But no, people right. would think, oh, I can just shoot that guy off really quick, and Wait, then they'd true. waste they'd waste around of shooting trying that. So yeah, I would love to see a rune that gives them uh, a faster move. That'd be fun. I would. Yeah. I don't know why you can't put that on a 
Well, because it's not. If there was something like that it's that you can take as a talisman to give to a. No. Slayers can't even take talismans, actually, can they? Just weapons? No, just, just weapons, weapons yeah. Ah, that they sucks. run naked. I wish they could take a talisman. You know, it, it wouldn't be unreasonable to think of a slayer with, like, uh, some kind of stone around his neck that gives him these He wants saves. to die. If he does yeah. want to die, that's he true. He wants to die. Yeah, what am I talking about? Yeah, all right. All right, moving on. Moving on. Um, so, Rune of Preservation, 25 points. Uh, two up ward against Killing Blow and Heroic Killing Blow. So... Um, yeah, situational, I think. Situational, but I'm I'm wondering if that is pretty nice actually. When I look at my my build for my lord, his one glaring weakness is probably kill and blow. Well, yeah. I will say that um, I played a game against Aaron and his black knights killing blowed my lord before oh. I got to do anything. Yeah, mm. and, and there, there's a lot of units with killing blow. Yeah. yeah, and that or my I guess it was my thane, but still he was a a thane that was. Had a lower initiative, and didn't that was get that. To, that was that. Yeah, that was my general. Yeah. So, you know, if you if you need that guy to stay alive, you know, I'm thinking about it now. Uh, there's very few armies that don't have a unit with killing blow. Yeah, most most people do have at least one unit that can deal that out. Yeah. Not everybody takes them. But, mm-hmm. yeah. but yeah, I don't think chaos dwarves have. No, we blow. do not. But, uh, you know, I, I'm thinking through, like, Lizardmen have one, Vampires have one, Wood Elves have one, Bretonians have one, Skaven have Do one. Do High Elves have one? Mm. I don't think so. Uh, exec- no, no, no. That's Dark Elves. Dark elves. Um, no, I don't think they do. Because White Lions do not. They would be but the one White Lions did, don't, and don't. Phoenix Guard mm. don't. No. But, and then you also got to think that anyway. But there's a lot of it out there. Scrolls of Binding, there's tons of yeah. monsters with Killing Blood. Yeah, so. Blood Letters have So it is actually blow, something yeah. to think about that it might be. Yeah, yep, yeah, that's true. All right, the Rune of Impact. <laughs> this is a funny one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you get you get one impact hit for 10 points. Um it's, yeah, it's you know, cheap, but well, it's not cheap. worth it. I don't know. If you have taken... Uh, you've taken something to give you, give extra, you extra strength. Extra strength, and then you're on the charge, right? So if you've taken the Rune of Cleaving... Two uh, runes of Cleaving. Well, oh, if, does okay. that count? Pair this with the Master Rune that gives you D6 wounds, or D6 uh, wound, multi-wounds. Mm-hmm. If those two stack together... They don't. They don't. Then, they don't. Because it's okay. the weapon. Yeah. All right. And it's the same then on the strength. It, then right? I the still weapon. don't think it's worth no, it. No, I think this weapon, that, I think the rune of cleaving would, because this gives you plus one strength. Grants its wielder plus one strength. Yeah. So that's to the characteristic. That plus the one characteristic. strength with the capital letter means it's on your characteristic. So you'd, you'd go from base strength four to base strength five, yeah. which means when you charge, you'd be strength six. So you'd do that. So yeah. you would then do an impact hit of strength six. Eh, it's it's shenanigans yeah it's it's like oh i've i've spent 2490 points what am i going to do sure yeah so the 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 d6 wounds one wouldn't stack because that's the weapon yeah, has D6 yeah. Wounds, yeah. yeah. The, that's too bad okay. yeah. that is too bad but but yeah sure yep yeah. and okay and then lastly the rune of stone uh five points to get plus one to your armor save uh you can't stack it no reason you can't to stack not. it but you're not limited to having that uh, you can. Does it say that? that's right? It doesn't doesn't have the rule of pride, so yeah. you can have as many of them as you want. No just, reason to not put it on. You can have every as many character, yeah, in the army. As many one stacks of those as you want. Yeah, so it turns your Gromril to two up. Yep. Um, so you just take a shield and and you're good. Yep. Uh, for a one up, if you no, that's you, you, want. you turn your Gromril to a three up. Oh, and then you're you right. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Get yeah. a two up with Gromril, a shield. Gromril per shield. Yes. But you, it means you can have every character with a two up in your army. Yep. yep. And, and you should. And, 
for five points. Somebody on shield bearers has, what doesn't even need that. No, it doesn't. Doesn't. So yeah, why not? Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Uh, Okay, let's move on to banner runes. Yes. So the master ones in this section are all very interesting, actually, and kind of not only interesting as items in themselves, but can almost dictate the play style of the whole army. Yeah, which which when you think about it makes a ton of sense. If you have uh, a magic item that could potentially influence your army, it would be a banner. Yeah, Yeah, sure. Uh, Anything else is going to influence what you do with a unit or Mm -hmm. a character. Right. This seems to be the only thing that should influence your army. Yeah, it's very it's very fluffy. Okay, yeah. so let's go through them. Um, Master Rune of Groth, one eye at 75 points. Um, grants Stubborn to the Barrow's unit and all friendly dwarf units within 12 inches. So it's worth mentioning that at 75 points, you're like, you are limited to either a BSB or Hammers. Hammers. Right, they or can take 75. Ungrim with... The... <laughs> Ungrim's Slayers. But, which is sure, kind of useless. But yeah. Yeah. but yeah, but Hammers or... Hammers is what you're really... No, I mean, realistically, you're going to take this on, on Hammers because you want to protect your BSB, Yeah. Um, yep. I think. So, yep. well, yeah. so, so you're looking at this on a unit of Hammers and then everything within 12 inches stubborn yeah so, so you can make an entire stubborn battle line but that's that's basically what happens though is it 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 kind of dictates a battle line strategy yes. right yep. so so likely you've got a, a unit of hammers um in the center mm-hmm. and then you've got um flanking unit of probably long beards um, potentially two long beards one on either side mm-hmm. and that's your battle line sure yep. and that was the that was the army list that you that's my you army took. list yep. right now yeah. i've been playing with this rune a lot i like it but what I've noticed is I'm, I'm actually my hammers tend to die down to usually the unit champion or something like that. And I'm losing that banner. And all of a sudden, when I need it the most, it's gone. Ah, uh, that um, is. Yeah. So um, I, it is a little more points efficient to use that over later on. We're going to get to those. There, there's yeah. the rune, uh, rune of stoicism. Is that what it yep, is? Stoicism. Yeah. So that's the one that gives any unit um, yeah. stubborn for... And it's 35 points, so any unit can take that that can normally take a rune. Um, so it's cheaper to do that over the two of those, but still, you just find yourself like... And I, I do, after thinking on this a bit, I think in an army list like yours, it just ends up being more versatile and worthwhile to put the individual stubborn runes on yeah, the two long Yeah, and that's what units. I'm starting to notice Because the hammer is a stubborn anyway. Yeah, because I'm finding... I found that I was letting the banner dictate my movement. Sure. Now, where I think the banner is great is if you're going to do kind of a defensive build, mm-hmm. then you have that there to babysit all of your war machines, sure. all of like two or three big blocks of quarrelers up front that you expect to stand and shoot, fight with their great weapons to the last man, and they get countercharged by the, the hammers, so right? The... So yeah. that's, that's, that's where you want to do it. But because I'm doing kind of a of a more um, infantry fighty list instead of a standy back shooty list, mm-hmm. I think that it's better for me to go with stoicism. I think and so. And I'm starting to come to that realization. Because then you don't always have to deploy hammers in the middle. Yeah. You're not stuck in you a 24-inch bubble. Right. And if you I need to... You can load the hammers on one mm-hmm. flank where they might you know, crush that flank while you hold the center with your two units. Yep. And, so. and it just uh, it just feels wasteful to give stubborn to a unit that already has stubborn. Yeah, sure. I know, I know there's the bubble, but but right away you've, you've kind of duplicated. Yeah. Honestly, one of my... Like, so my 
my favorite I haven't obviously played with this, but my favorite hypothetical use of this banner is to form like a double battle line in which you'll have your hammerers at the back with some cannons, mm -hmm. and then you have two units of rangers who you can just deploy 12 inches in front of the hammerers then using their scouts, and then you have two different battle lines. The rangers are poo-pooing everything with their uh, crossbows yeah. and then get charged and just hang in there until the bitter end while the hammerers yeah. get ready for the counter charge. Now, what I have noticed is those units that are in its bubble, it is incredible mm -hmm. to be that, you know, leadership 10. To know that that unit's just yeah. going to hang into the last they, those, man. You know, my, my longbeards are fighting down to the last guy. Mm -hmm. And I've taken tests on my quarrelers that, you know, one guy after taking 10 wounds passes sure. the test and people are like, oh, stubborn. You know, yeah, yeah. it's it's so powerful to give that bubble. So it's a great it's a great one, but it will dictate how you move in the game. Yeah. And when you're already such a low movement army to begin with being forced to either not move because you need to stay in that bubble or to just not move. Yeah. It's just, I yeah, think it limits I, you quite I a definitely bit, found but plan it. for that and you'll succeed with this. Sure. Yeah. I do think it's one of the, it's like, it's the rune to me that on first reading of the book stood out as like one of the greatest runes in the book, but and on, it feels on so a little dwarfy. more thought it does, yeah. but on a little more thought, like having the rune of stoicism available and being able to use it a couple of times allows you to create just a more versatile yeah um yeah version of the same thing essentially yeah, and i think it depends because let's say you're not taking hammers right because i'm a fan of the iron breakers mm -hmm. yeah you know uh then you're going for the bsb build with this mm -hmm. rune right yeah so so you take your bsb you put it in your unit of iron breakers uh, and and now you've got your 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 long beards and so forth beside you, um, you know it, it's it's uh, at that point it feels like it's a little less redundant for a start because you haven't wasted it on hammers who are stubborn already exactly yeah. um, and and you know your your iron breakers are gonna stay in there forever right because they're a lot harder to kill than hammers right hammers five are quite squishy always, yeah. Yeah. Well, five up three always up, up. and three up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I I, uh, I can't draw any conclusions, but I would I would really like to try this in a couple of games with with non hammer units. Mm. Yeah. You know, and yeah. see what it feels like. The only trouble then is your BSB is kind of your BSB is squishy. Unless you can get them into the second point. rank by having yeah. some. By you know you have your command group and All maybe a shield command, bearer yeah. lord in the front rank, yeah. and then you can put your BSB yeah. behind. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. So so uh, obviously that that dictates one sort of strategy or mm -hmm. or maybe a small group of strategies. Next one we have uh, seventy five points, the master rune of Strumney Redbeard. Okay, and this one, uh, this is basically a war banner mm -hmm. uh, with a twelve inch bubble. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I'm looking at it and I think I would never take that. Me neither. Like plus ones in like in yeah. in seventh edition, sure. In eighth edition, combat seemed to be won and lost by such large margins that yeah. a plus one. Well, I I don't think that's I don't think that's true uh, across the board, but I think it's true for dwarfs. Yeah, um, I think it's true for combat block armies, right? Uh, like 
pardon me, with, with an MSU army, uh, often combats are just won by one, mm. one point. Sure. But, but, you know, when you've got full rank and, and banner bonus already, it really is going to come down to the, how many wounds right. you're inflicting. And with, and with your dwarfs, you're often looking to either not really care about losing combat because you, that unit's stubborn anyway, yeah, or so, really needing to win the combat with like your kind of hammer unit or yeah. your... So yeah, it it is worth pointing out that you could have both in a, in two ten man units of hammers standing That's behind true. your line. I've never so thought about more than you one can do of dwarves as MSU. You can. It's it's it yep. would it'd be wonky. It maybe be a little hard. But with these bubble banners, mm -hmm. you're creating bubbles of completely stubborn of you know, plus one combat, you can do that. And because you can throw those banners, 75 points each onto small units of hammers that you can place late in the deployment to really dictate where that bubble is, you can kind of, huh? you can play. It's interesting. Yeah. That is so interesting. Keep that in mind. Like hammers, 75 points, they can take all these masters. So, so what are they? They're 14 points a model per mm -hmm. hammer. Yeah. So you're basically you're dropping down 215 points. It's a hundred and it would be 150 because you need to pay for the standard. Standard, and yeah. then upgrade it to so whatever. 225. It's a little a little rich for my blood to get uh, to get yeah, something like maybe. that. Maybe, but is it too is 225 too much to pay to give a bubble stubborn? If you're yeah. using them as a bunker, you're not putting them out in front to fight. For yeah. me, yeah, when I can make two stubborn units anyway. With what if you were playing MSU though? Well, if I'm playing MSU, yeah, it's a different strategy. Yeah, but, yeah. So, I but think, you wouldn't play MSU. Yeah, personally, no. He's but just, I think he's it's got kinda, that sneer on his face. Yeah. It's like, personally, Whoa. I would not. But I mean, I like I like that you're looking for an entirely different way to play this army. Yeah. But, and, and, and I think, I think it's that, doable, yeah. right? I think that these runes make that completely viable. Mm -hmm. yep. Like, I seriously having that one quarreler who just managed to not get wounded for two rounds of combat stand there stubborn against a whole com multi-unit combat stubborn stubborn so makes good. makes yeah. for counter charge yeah. and counter charge is where i think dwarves shine right mm -hmm. with, uh, the strength. with the plus one strength and the low movement you know you you basically are are setting things up so you can get yeah. counter it's a charges. classic counterpunch army yeah yeah, yeah. What you react to your opponent you make your make your charges and get your yeah yeah and with the, with the gyrocopters now i think it's, it's i think it's possible very yeah. viable yeah. yeah yeah okay whoa so obviously <laughs> what well, no it's great because uh so uh just to kind of uh, uh give uh, listeners a little bit of an idea we were intending to talk about the all the runic magic and then go into tactics but what's coming out is yeah a lot of the tactics we were going to sure. talk about anyway it really makes it's sense while talking about the banners. Yeah, for sure. Because there's certain builds that are really just focused around the banners. Very so much sure. so. Very much so. Okay, Master Rune of Valaya. This is another one that's been around since the dawn of yeah. time. Uh, so this gives you a plus two bonus to dispel uh, attempts. So effectively you giving four. your armor, armor, yeah, a level four. Armor, a level four, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's got a, a neat little additional thing where any remains in play spell is immediately dispelled on a three plus at the start of each friendly magic phase. I think that doesn't end up being that powerful given that 
in your friendly magic phase anyway. You have nothing else to do with your dice other than dispelling remains and play spells. You know, there's still going to be times when you roll a two there is or going a to be three, times, for um, sure. And and you get to roll for every remain and play spell. Yeah. Um, especially those pits of shade, a pit of shade. No, the the, the, the other one, purple sun. sun. Yeah, yeah the, those, get rid of those vortexes. Vortexes. Mm. Yeah. Um, however, it's sixty-five points. So I look at this, but I think that the previous bonus, the plus two to dispel, is, is, is the key. Is the yeah, key. Yeah. It's fantastic. I would love to get that into every list. And again, could, on but... a small bunker of hammers yeah. with the runesmith in it, yep, that you can have, um, you know, a, a dispel scroll on, basically. But yeah, I'm, yeah. Looking, it's you could also just take it on your main block of hammers if you're going to use stoicism yep. for to get your bonuses on the other units. Very true. Yeah, because um, then and... you could still no, you wouldn't be able to take any other runes, would you? Uh, no, but still no. pretty good. Yeah. So, so there are, I think, um, you know, depending on, on, uh, uh, who you are, but there are definitely, uh, people on the, on the dwarf forums and, uh, the fantasy forums who are basically saying, I can't build a list without this. And I think that without Valaya, without Valaya. Mm, and I think that, I think that might be down to the meta. I would say the next one on the list is, is that one for me. Yeah. I can't imagine ever well, building a dwarf list without it. Well, before we get into that, I, th mm. I, th I really think it is, you know, if you are, are playing in a meta that, that has yeah, a lot magic, of magic, magic heavy, heavy, yeah, yeah, very magic heavy, uh, you know, and you are, you are struggling to dispel stuff and you're getting wrecked as a result, Yeah. especially like, because, uh, I'm going to pick on dark elves a little bit, you know, the, the damage that can be done by the warlock units, um, uh, yeah. in addition, you know, first you have to dispel what the level four sorcerers mm -hmm. is, is casting. And then you've got the warlocks, um, on top of that, sure. um, I, I think, you know, some, some metas are definitely going to need I mean, this. put it this way. Most of us who have casters in our army never leave home without a level four. Very true. And a big part of that yeah. is getting the, the dispelling bonus. Absolutely. So for your dwarfs, you know. I get it. I would get you, it. Would you do the same? Yeah. yeah. So you're already halfway there just <clears throat> yeah, with your exactly. army by nature, but you just got to find a home for 65 you do have point to find banner, a home for it. which is yeah. going to have to be hammers yeah. again yeah. or the... Or the BSB. So, so let's look at that right away. We, you know, we've covered three runes. Uh, all three are worth taking in in some respects, um, and and all of them you can only take on hammers or BSB, mm -hmm. right? So you're going to have to make some hard trade offs. And this is the last master rune we're going to cover now, oh, which is Tom's so favorite, yeah, is my the favorite. master rune of Grungni. Grungni? Grungni? I think it's Grungni. my favorite too, as well. Um, yeah, just... but this is BSB only. Mm -hmm. So Correct. not your hammers. Not your hammers. <clears throat> Sixty points. Uh, you get a four-up ward save on the model. On the model, and a five-up ward save against shooting attacks and magic missiles to any friendly units within six inches. So nice, so because good. you're gonna want a ward save on your BSB anyway. Mm -hmm. But to put a ward save on your BSB, you have to give up the chance to take a. A runic banner yep. unless you take this one specific item and then you get your ward save and the nice bubble bonus five yeah. up ward against shooting and, and it, missiles, it's worth noting that um bsbs have unlimited amount of points to spend on runes mm -hmm. so they can take this rune which is 60 points but then they could still take you know they other, other, other runes, runes on top yeah at, at any point cost on the banner on the banner on the banner yeah because yeah. once they take runes on the banner they can't yeah, take can't runes, take runes other else. other places that's kind of typical with that that's a really good point but yeah. um but that yeah that means they could spend you know 
a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so I could see this being, you know, again, a little bit like the the ring that we were talking about earlier. It's like, why would I not take this, right? There has to be a reason not yeah. to take it because giving a five-up board against shooting and magic missiles um, is is it's pretty darn good for Especially if you want to take one of the slightly kind of squishier dwarf builds of a lot of hammerers or longbeards with great weapons who only have the five-up five up armor. Yep. Yep. You know, this just... It makes and it makes the whole kind of it makes the kind of counterpunch strategy more viable as well because your opponent's gonna have shooting too, and if you're standing back and trying to react to them, they can be picking off your army at the same time. Yeah, this makes that whole strategy of hanging back a little bit just just way more viable. Yeah. Um. Uh. Okay. So let's let's move on to the regular runes. So so all of those were master runes, which means you can only have one of them in your army and only one on the banner. Now we're going into the regular runes, so you can you can these these can stack with the master runes or be on their own or whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so the rune of battle, uh, pretty straightforward. Uh, the first one is plus one uh, combat res. The second one is plus two combat res, and the third one is plus two combat res and fight in extra ranks. And their points are thirty five seventy one twenty five. Uh, gosh, um, my first. Uh, viewpoint is is a little bit like the Stromney Redbeard one. I'm like, what? Uh, I'm not sure I would ever want to take this. Yeah, me neither. Um, uh, I know some people are taking it with three stacks just for the three stacks, but the, to get that fight in extra ranks. But you're having to put that on your BSB only. Right. Yeah. And to me, I, you would have to do Death Star. Yeah. If you're doing Death Star, it's worth it. And then it comes down to kind of what Aiden said before, which your Death Star is probably going to be hammerers, and when they're kicking out 40 attacks already, yeah, it's is, a win is more. Is it really that important going up to 50, especially seeing as you, you know, you're going to start to lose those attacks as the back crank gets whittled down? Yeah, and I would rather protect them. You know, yeah. if I have a Death Star, uh, you know, you, you've seen me take the Death Star with the uh, Wood Elves and give them a five up ward. Yeah. It's a good idea. Yeah. They stay alive for a lot longer. Yeah. I mean, I would think it's that. In inherently bad item, but when you compare that to them to some of the other abilities you can get. Yeah, for sure. And that's, that's really impressed. what it boils down to. Yeah. Um, so next one up, uh, and this is an interesting one, and it Very changes changes uh, strategies. Uh, the Rune of Slowness. So um, you can take this three times. The first time you take it, 35 points. Uh, a unit that charges you subtracts D6 inches from their charge distance. Uh, the second time... Uh, they roll 2d6 and choose the highest dice when subtracting from the charge distance. And the third time, and that's 50 points, and the third time for 80 points, uh, the same as the the previous one, plus they have always strikes last in the first round of combat. Mm. Uh, okay, so, and that's 80 points. I'd say two is the sweet spot with that one. Yep. Man, if that third one was 75. Yeah. Yeah, then Hammerers would be... Hammerers yeah. would take that and then... Every time, because they could be get Simo, that counter charge in. That's and they'd the be Simo against there. everything, yeah. Yep. So there's really some nice stuff that you can only really put on your BSB, so you have to make that make That call. That call, yeah. yeah. The second rune, I mean, at 50 points, that that's a whole bunch of units can take yeah, 50 or two or three every, anyway. Longbeards can do that. Yep, long Longbeards get 50. Ironbreakers get iron 50. Everybody, yeah. Every, iron drakes, which for me is the, the key yep. use of this rune would be on some iron drakes. Yeah. Because people are going to charge you, fail, you shoot at them, charge again, you and still get to stand and shoot. this is where your <clears throat> rune of flight 
goes in this uh, minute. Absolutely, yeah. 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 <clears throat> because then I get to smack them twice. Yeah, Ooh. so yeah. you put your rune of flight guy in with the iron drakes. With the iron drakes. With this rune on their standard. That's pretty tasty, at two stacks. actually. Yep. And you're doing, make sure you have the multi-wounds on there. Yeah. And all of a sudden... So I really like this on a, a kind of small you can't, issue. You can't have the multi wounds because they're both master runes. Uh, oh, yeah. No, no, no. The, the rune of uh, the, the, uh, the, the might. 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 Yeah. Yep. Get yeah, yeah. So you that. just put two runes of might and the master rune of flight. Yep. That's 90 points. Yep. Yeah. I love two two runes of slowness on some uh, iron drakes kind of ahead of the main battle line because mm-hmm. then, like I said, people, you know, people are failing their charges and you're shooting when they're close enough that you're pretty sure they're going to make the charge anyway. Then you just flee the iron drakes through your big badass combat unit who is behind them. I, I'm not sure you would to, even need to, to flee them. Those guys think? are so solid in combat anyways. Like, you just put them at an angle and allow the counter charge. Yeah, That's what true. you want to do. Just take it. Counter charge, counter charge, counter charge. Have, have somebody with the bubble banner of <laughs> behind them. And yeah. yeah. They're not going anywhere and people are going to regret that charge. Yep. Standing yep. and shooting because it's dwarf crafted, right? So, so you get to yeah. stand and shoot no matter what. So Yeah. Well, not no. No, it's what. quick to fire. It's quick to fire. Yeah. and dwarf crafted, so yeah. No penalty. No yeah, penalty. That's definitely worth it. Penalties. Okay, so yeah, the rune of slowness. Uh, Real is interesting one. Very interesting one. It it, it it that that applies more to a unit rather than your battle line. Yeah, though, right? mm-hmm. so, yeah. situational so, yeah. kind of thing. But um, but very good, versatile. Goes across a bunch of things, and and again, you can take two runes on on a banner. Um, and and then you could take one rune plus something else on another banner. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a few options there. Okay. Um, next up is Rune of Sanctuary. Uh, very straightforward. Uh, you can take it three times, 15 points a pop, and uh, it gives you a magic resistance one for each time you take it. Yeah. Which is great when you stack it with Grungy, Master Rune of Grungy. Uh, yes, very good with that. I, however, don't think that this would get taken much because of what we were talking about last time uh, in that, you know, really you want to take a couple of runesmiths um, and or a rune lord who come with magic resistance anyway. Uh, so Sure, but if you want to do a rune lord in what, like, I don't know if all lists are going to end up taking two runesmiths, one for each unit, because you know, points are going to be kind of tight anyway. Yep, I see this is a really true. nice way to, if you have a, a runesmith in one unit, this will get your magic resistance on the other unit. Mm-hmm. And the really nice thing about one one rune of Sanctuary is that it's 15 points and there's a whole bunch of other um, nice runes that are 35 points. So this yep. just slots in nicer with them to form a 50-point item. Al- and uh, allowing you to take, allowing uh, you to take them twice. twice yeah. You know. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I I do see that happening. It's the it's actually the cheapest rune, the rune of sanctuary. Yeah. Yep. Um. So that's definitely how it's going to get used, and that that's that's a benefit. You know, six up ward against uh, against magic is n- nothing to be sneezed at. Especially when that goes in one of your units that has some characters who have a ward save already. Yeah. It's bumping or, them. Or you've got the bubble right yep. from oh yeah from the master rune of Grungni. Yeah, precisely. All right, so uh, we were talking about this earlier. The rune of Stoic- stoicism is thirty-five points to give stubborn. Doesn't stack. Just Doesn't stack. It's just one rune. Yeah. Um, again, you can take that. It's just simple, and, and you can take it great. with the rune of sanctuary to to be a fifty-point item. So, so two of the non-hammer right. units could potentially. So this be is stubborn. what we're saying with yeah the the build Ricky's been using two long beard units and one hammer's unit instead of taking that bubble banner. 
Just give one of them a rune of stoicism and one stoicism plus sanctuary. And now you have your three stubborn units that can all kind of move independently of one another. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking about it, though. Uh, um, yeah, you could do that. And uh, it is more flexible. I think that 80% of the time you're going to want to have them all close to each other anyway, and it's not going to make a difference. Relatively close, but I would prefer to have the hammers on a flank probably so they can kind of... They're, they're going to be the unit that crushes something first it's the, and then kind of bring them around to close the door on yes. the other units that are being held up. They're, they're the counter-charge unit. Right. That, the, so yeah. I'd rather have them on a flank. Yeah, that's true. Rather than in the middle, which rather is where you need middle. to be to get the bubble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. Yeah, which is one of the things I'm noticing too is I'm having to put my hammers dead center. and it, Yeah, just it dictates the movement too much. So that frees you up. For okay. Sure. Cool. Uh, so this next one got a lot of discussion yeah. uh, when the book first came out. The, Very interesting. The Strahler's Rune, uh, which is 35 points and gives the unit Vanguard. Mm -hmm. So at this point, again, uh, it's 35 points. So with the Rune of Sanctuary, that, that allows you to have two, uh, potentially three, if you're taking one in your unit of hammers. So this... this, this go, go ahead. Yeah, I, I see it's something that would be that is either going to be taken in multiples or not at all, because it would be very useful just on a unit of um, of uh, quarrelers or something to get them up the field a bit before they start shooting. But you can't take runes on quarrelers. You can only really take them on the combat units. So you're either going to want to get your entire combat line up the field, or well, I would not put it on. I would put it on the slayers. You put it on the slayers. Yeah. I don't know about like dividing dividing the line that much. Eh, they're unbreakable. It doesn't matter. They the longer they're out of combat, the the more they die. But would you not want to just get the whole battle line up there to support them? Because I'm thinking if the slayers are up there yeah. on their own, I'm just gonna you don't throw have all to of my though, units into their slayers, the wipe them, and yeah. then be able to concentrate on everything else. Well, again, like we were talking about earlier, uh, having the ability to deploy and then redeploy by twelve inches is is not necessarily a bad thing but this is not um, but on i see that as being great on a flyer, on a flyer yeah. but this is not just you know pick up the unit and move it 12 inches you still have to follow the movement rules so like wheeling and stuff yeah so it's that's not true be it's that not quite the same positioning a unit um i i could see it uh i could see doing it with a uh unit of iron breakers um, because, uh, you would potentially, um, you know, push them forward and, uh, to, to kind of force your opponent's battle line to turn a certain way. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you had deployed your iron breakers, uh, reasonably centrally, uh, you could then, or, uh, it would depend a lot on the terrain. Um, uh, I, yeah. and I think it's situational, but, sure. but you I, create a funnel. You could yeah, use exactly. You create, create a killing, a ground, of, killing yeah. ground for for it's war true. machines or or thunderers or yeah, whatever. Like you else. Said, you can use that's it. in the center of the board, and you create the funnel into yeah. your castle, um, and then you pop miners up off the edge of the table. That's all of a cool, sudden, actually. you have two Make kind of hinge battle line with yeah. it that just kind of sweeps around. Like yeah, that. exactly. Because the iron breakers, uh, especially if you're able to give them uh, uh, stubborn somehow um you can yeah you know you you could end up uh you know they're going to be very hard to to inflict a lot of damage and no matter how many units are charging and counter charging into them yeah. if you can get a uh, an oath stone in them too then you don't care which yeah you don't care where the attack's coming from <laughs> yeah yeah for sure yeah it's true 
And and an O stone, you know, it's just a char- you just take it on a character. Yeah, and pop twenty five points, right? throw it on a character, and yeah, it does allow you to just take a completely smash mouth dwarf army kind of have if you do if you want to yeah 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 two real blender units just pop them right up in your opponent's face and yeah would i mean would that work like if you take you take uh uh two like a hammer unit uh you know even two hammers units um vanguard them 40 long yeah. beards great weapons 40 hammers with the the five up bubble. But you would never want to. Get them up the you would never want to pay the points for that on if you're playing somebody who has scouts, because yep. they can deploy their scouts to block your vanguard. Mm. Yep. Or people who have other vanguards and they roll before you, because then all of a sudden you've wasted all your points on this stuff. It's true. I'm so, not sure that there's too much that they can do to really de- de- block your vanguard that much. You can't end within 12 inches. So scouts so deploying 12 inches away, you right can't move. You basically just can't move at all. That's true, um, yeah. but if you're taking rangers, then it's a roll off to see who scouts first. True. Right. So you can put your if you know that they've got scouts, you can put. Your, I mean, I, I, and I'm personally always thinking I'm never leaving home without rangers, right? True. So <laughs> I think we've all agreed oh, on yeah. that. Right? Yes, yeah. yeah. of course. So, <laughs> so so if you can put your rangers, uh, you know, such that there's no way they can deploy their scout. I mean, at that point, it's just a roll off. Yeah. yeah. And it's a game of dice, right? Yeah. So But they can't anyway. be blocked, so it's not a sure thing. No, it's That's not. That's what makes it risky to take that as a yeah, that's true as a, so, as a but strategy but if you know your opponent and you know they don't have those things then by all means it's totally yeah. viable but for all comers i don't think you're gonna ever see I, it because there's two you have to tie up a the lot of points strategy yeah you have to tie up a lot of points and by tying up the points into the stroller's rune you're not taking other runes yeah. that are more useful i'd agree yeah. so none of the lists i've made use strollers at all yeah. Just yeah. because I kind of wanted to a little bit, but it just doesn't mesh yeah. with the rest of the army. Yeah. yeah. Um, the one thing that I could think about doing with it, as in an all comers list, is you, you have that you have that uh, um, hammer, uh, in the very hard hitting uh, unit. Uh, you put it on the flank, and you vanguard up the flank, um, and you know if they deploy their scouts there, then all you're going to do is just charge right into the scouts on the first turn right if you don't vanguard you're going to charge in and you get the equivalent of a uh of it anyway um i mean it, it's not a perfect strategy but um the the hard part about the dwarfs is getting into combat sure mm-hmm. right if you can have one unit that is relatively hard hitting that moves up on the flank and gets into combat early and and then can push across the battle line of your of your enemy there that's not a an uh, it's not a terrible strategy. No, it's going to fall down against fast-moving and maneuverable armies, but the dwarf army is going to fall down against those anyway. <laughs> sure. yeah. uh, another yeah. another nice use might just be a kind of line of um, iron drakes, move them up, just create a solid kind of speed bump in front of your main gun. Or move line. them into that eighteen-inch range, turn one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know, the more that we talk about this, the more that I realize the the only uh, unit that that can take magic standards that has a missile weapon is Iron, is Drakes. Iron Drakes. It is one of the really so, nice things of Iron Drakes. So that does give them a little bit, to me, a little bit more of a reason to potentially take them. Sure. Um, uh, I'm, you know, you know the thing about this book? There's a lot of things you think exactly. of. Exactly. Oh, I wouldn't mind sure. taking that, you know? Yeah. There's nothing that just says, oh, you got to take these guys. Like my favorite list for dwarfs takes two units of um, rangers, but definitely one of the things I would consider is swapping one of those out for some um, iron drakes. 
mainly mm-hmm. because I can get a, a banner on them that gives them a whole new ability, slowness or yeah. um, strollers. Yep. Well, yep. and they're and they're a good anvil unit. Yeah, they're good anyway. Yeah, so they're, they're definitely they're not useful. a bad unit. All right, let's get the last two okay, in there. Let's do them. Last two out of the way. Uh, we got the Rune of Courage, which gives you immune to psych for twenty points. Awesome. Um, and then you've got the Ancestor Rune for twenty points. Uh, one use only. Allows you to take a single break test on one d six. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> so it's like an auto pass break test. It's an auto pass, especially if you're stubborn. It's auto yeah. pass, but uh, yeah. Uh, I, I can't see me necessarily taking that uh, for twenty points. For it's twenty kind points, of expensive no, for what not. it does. Yeah, if I mean, you are you playing a lot of Slanesh, it True. might be worth uh, taking. Maybe, um, and you just don't situ- want those situational with yeah, leadership ten dudes, and a lot of them stubborn anyway. You have to just accept. Sometimes it's going to come down to the dice, and not just try keep and, your BSP not alive, protect but... against it constantly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so that was banners. Moving on. Moving on, we, goes fast. We, we got two more, two more to cover, um, and then we'll go through some of the list ideas that we had. So, so talisman runes. Um, these are um, so there's only there's only half a dozen of them or so. Yeah. Let's just go through them quickly. Um, the master rune of balance is fifty points. Can only be taken by runesmiths and rune lords um, during the magic phase. You roll a d6 on a four up, you steal a power dice from your opponent. So, this is something dwarfs have had for a long time as well. Yeah, and at 50 points, I'm not sure I would ever do yeah, it. Yeah, 50 points yeah, for a four a up is too random. I think, oh, yeah. If it's 50 to, points for a two up, I would maybe do this it. This used to just be an auto. Yep. And I yep. think it used to be 50 points still as yep. well. And you yep. just auto steal one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For that, yeah. I would take it. But or for a if up, it was three up even, I would take it. You know, yeah. two thirds of the time, but half the time. Nah. nah, it's too nah. expensive. Especially yeah. there's so many better things to put your points on. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so Master Rune of Spite at 25 points. Um, every time you suffer an unsaved wound, you inflict a strength 5 hit. Nah. I'd rather take stuff that prevents me taking that wound. Yeah, in the yeah, the, yeah. You just the told me to I that. took a wound. Exactly. I don't want that to happen. Uh, yeah, That's yeah. not cool. If it was every time you... Um, took a saved wound then every time would, you save something then, yeah, then it would be awesome yeah. but as it is it's a uh, oh great so i'm gonna die and, and then, then you take and then my 25 point hit. rune is gonna have an effect after yeah. i'm dead yeah yeah, yeah. no not it's probably it. gonna hit one of your 12 point executioners who just wounded me yeah and who yeah. cares yeah. anyway okay right. master rune of passage 10 points uh you automatically pass any dangerous terrain test and so does your unit uh me uh, so I meant on this uh, primarily, and I think this might be a, like a modifier if people want to take multiple talismans that are similar. Yeah, it's a ten point. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but but the reason that I don't like it uh, is you're you're like a ninety percent infantry. When do infantry unit. ever take dangerous terrain? I mean, anyway. marshes is about the only thing I can think of. Yeah. And there's some spells. Marshes yeah. and curse of curse uh, of Amber Amber hair. hair. Yeah. Etc. So. Very situational. Very situational. Stay out of the marsh. Some of the, Stay out of the marsh. Uh, and I, I think some of the... You can, see where, you can see where the marsh we, is at the beginning of the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we play with a lot of mundane terrain. If you take some of the uh, arcane stuff or the... What is it? Yeah. Magical I mean, terrain. Yeah, some of it does that, so. but even then you're like... Yeah, yeah. I think it's just a good way to... It's a good way to, to take extras. Yep. Things, yeah. All right. So the next one's probably more likely to see a, a bunch of play. The yep. rune, rune of Warding... 
um, 15, 35, and 45 points, respectively, for so it one, ends up two, being and three. Exactly the same as the respective items from the yep. basic rule book. Yep. Yeah. And I'm glad that they just kept the points the same. Yep. Which is a six upboard, five upboard, four upboard. Yeah. Um, so you can you can take basically talismans. But the, the key to this is is other army books can't have that many ward saves across the board. Yeah, no, you they can can't. take a Dwarves holy can. crap ton of, of ward saves. <laughs> Absolutely. You could take a five up ward at 35 points and then throw a rune of luck on it Yeah, or throw a rune of the furnace on it or mm-hmm. a rune of passage on it yeah. or a rune of passage and a rune of the furnace. But... <laughs> yeah. You can have two fours. You can have two fours. Yeah, because you can throw the rune of the furnace on it at five points. Or and you can throw the rune of the luck. No, no, because you can't have more than three runes on one item. Oh, you're right. You're oh, right. yeah, you're that's right. Sorry, oh, yeah, bad. no, you're yeah. right. You so, can only have the one four up. You can only have one four up, but you can have a crap ton. Of you could also ups. have the four up from the standard on your BSP. Yes. So you yeah. could have two four ups in your army, and then you could have, you know, a bunch of five ups. So yeah. it does. And, and that's in line with most of the other army books because um, most of the rest of them, like they they can take the armor of destiny, which is a four up, and uh, and the talisman of Prez, which is a four up. So that that seems reasonable. Yep. But you can get way more five ups than anyone else. No. And here's the best rune coming up right now. The rune well, is the auto take rune. Yep. The, ru- the auto take rune. It's the question is how many do you take? Yeah. Uh, so many the is possible. Yeah. <laughs> more. The rune of spell breaking obviously only goes on runesmiths and rune lords. Mm-hmm. Twenty five points gets you a dispel. Um, and then if you take two of them at 45 points, and this is the fun one, it's a dispel and on a four up, the enemy wizard forgets the spell and can't cast it for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Yep. So at 45 points, uh, you can take, uh, so you can take a 25 pointer. You can take many 25 pointers yeah. if you wanted to. You'd one have to have multiple runesmiths. Multi- you'd multiple have to- runesmiths because each runesmith can only have it once. Yes, um, so, you know, depending on how your army's kitted out, there's, there's no reason why each runesmith couldn't have one if yeah. that's what you wanted. Each runesmith. You could have I'm, I'm pretty three. sure. Yeah. You could have three because with rune of furnace. Uh, you could take the rune of spell breaking and any one of these other 25 oh, well, yeah, pointers. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can basically have as many as you have runesmiths. If you're your doing yeah. the double stack, then you yeah. If you're doing three. the double stack, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, poor Ricky hasn't yet managed to roll a four up. I, I think you did against. Oh no, you did against. No, I me. did. I did. But here, here's where I finally got it to happen. So I was playing Nick with his Lord Croak mm-hmm. and a level one with beasts. Lord Croak, no matter what, always knows Ruin of Itza or Ruination of or whatever. It's a basically oh, yeah. it's a. So he can never forget that spell. Even if something makes him forget it, he automatically gets it back. Okay. So I was like, well, I can't even use the rune on that guy. I'll just throw it on the level one when he casts his first casting of um, Wissens. Wissens Wild Form. And that's when it finally worked, was on the one time that I didn't really care. <laughs> <laughs> the two times I've played against dwarfs, it's worked both times and taken my number six spell each time. That's when I, awesome. When I played Aiden, it took yeah. transmutation, uh, final transmutation with Lore of Metal, and in the tournament... It was a mm-hmm. filthy cheater spell anyway. In the tournament, it took uh, Flames of Asgore from me, which is also... The yeah. other filthy <laughs> cheater <laughs> spells. <laughs> this, this, this rune just synergizes with the runesmiths and their yeah. low points cost and the rules that they give to their units yep. so well yep. that you you're i mean really i feel like i'm always going to have two runesmiths i've already bought two of the models I'm one paying, with two of these and one with just one, one with two and one with one and then they agreed and then i do some little you know they all they both have a rune of stone so they have the two up armor and then they have some basic weapon runes just to kind of 
give magical attacks against stuff. And then they can just go in any unit and, so and give versatility. Are we to in agreement arm. that in this case, paying 20 extra points for something that only works on a four up is worth it? It is. It is, and I've just been—I've so. just been unlucky, but I think yeah. it's totally fair. Because taking yep. away in in for some armies, the new Wood Elves, for instance, that their number six spell is the Great Equalizer. It's the thing that makes that army viable still. Um, you know, besides being a good general. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so to take away that spell. Um, you need to pay points for that. And sure. so you, by having to pay at least for the, the runesmith, 65 points, then another 45 for this, um, I think is... And uh, there's just a little fair. bit of, you know, the... Um, it's fair. The, your opponents are going to know that pretty much most dwarf lists have this in, and it's going to make them a little wary about throwing out that big spell yes, early in the game. Yep. Yep. And they might save it for later, for later. and try and get it yep. up then. Uh, and if you have two of them, you can just auto-dispel yeah. something yep. Yep. and then eat the one. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I think, you know, I think it's also good... Uh, you, you know, I know you didn't care about the level one with beasts getting wissens, but... In some armies, that's a big deal. It's a huge deal. Um, and so being able to throw it out there and know this is the spell you're going to get off that guy if you get it, um, I, I think it's definitely worth it. For 20 yep. points, I would yeah. take that. Yeah. Well, and he was frustrated because later in the game, he did want to use that spell, and he didn't have it. He didn't have it anymore. So, yeah. Moving on. Yep. I so love this next one, too. Yeah. So Ooh, love it. Rune of Luck, 15 points, one use only. Reroll a single roll uh, throughout single the game. To hit. So it's to hit, to wound, mm. armor, save, ward save, or characteristic test. So, so almost nice. anything except yep. for like rolls on a particular table. And you're probably Great never going to save yeah. that cannon shot. You're never yeah. going to waste it on a to hit or a to wound roll. You're going to save it for a ward save or when you get hit with um, mm -hmm. dwellers below or something and yep. need to reroll that strength test. Yeah, yeah. It's so nice for a. Very you know, nifty. taking a 300-point character and giving this to potentially just save his life at some point in the game. I like the fluff uh, bit that they've got on top of it there. The runesmith who first struck this rune acquired a fortune in gold through his gambling. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Hell yep. yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's a nice one. And again, you know, you could stack that with any of the other runes because it's only 15 points. Yeah. Um, no you know, reason to not take it on your expensive. Yeah, you five character. up ward save for thirty five plus fifteen points for a rune of luck. Yep. That's not bad at all. Uh, and then the last one, the rune of furnace, which we've alluded to, is five points. Then it's the dragon bane it's jam. The dragon bane jam. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, and that's great. At uh, five points. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I do put that on. A, I do put that on one of my rune smiths just to. Uh, Why not? Oh, yeah. Stand there and tank stuff. If yeah, you for sure. Anything with the flaming attacks, you know, yeah. you're going to be able to just sit there and take it. All right, so last set of runes, and I know we've covered a ton of the tactics, so I don't think there's going to be a huge amount once we're once we're done with these. No. Um, so the last set of runes is the engineering runes. These are the ones that go on the war machines. Mm -hmm. So uh, worth noting that any war machine that has a rune inscribed on it counts as having magical attacks. So if you fight against high elves a lot, <laughs> you're probably not going to want to do that too much. Um, However, it's uh, only one unit. That's only one unit. Take I out also, everything else and you I win also the game. I don't do Death Stars most of the time. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think that the, uh, well, maybe not a Death Star, but, but you know, I'm seeing more and more lists with a quarter to a third of their points hiding behind the banner of the Wild Dragon. And what kind of unit? Uh, either White Lions, either White Lions, Lions or, Dragon or Dragon Princes. Princes. Yeah. yeah. 
dirty dogs. Dirty dogs. Because you can't shoot either of those yeah. buggers off the field easily. Anyway, <laughs> back to dwarves. So interestingly, um, these runes are all reasonably inexpensive. Um, mm. well, so like compared to all it the depends. other runes. Certain war machines need multiples and then it becomes expensive. Yep. We'll go into that. I think rune right. accuracy is too much, but yeah. <laughs> too much for bolt throwers. So we've got the other uh, guys. Uh, too, let, but go on. Let's get to them in order. Two master runes for this Two master guy. runes, yeah. I'm grumpy. Yeah. Grumble, yeah. grumble. I don't really like either of the master runes, to be honest. So, but I know um, Ricky has a soft spot, right? I, I would... I would probably not take them unless I was doing a gun line. If I was doing a gun line, then I would take both of them just for the fun of it. So <laughs> so let's talk about what they give you first. Mm -hmm. So the Master Rune of Immolation is uh, one use only, 30 points. And any war machine that's engraved with this, um, you can, you can uh, cause it to explode at the end of any round of combat before the combat results are determined. Mm-hmm. Um, so the war machine is is removed, but then you do two d six magical strength four hits with the flaming attack special rule on the unit that's that charged you, or that's in base to base contact with you. Um, so it's um, and it also goes off automatically when the war machine is destroyed, which sure. is probably the more likely thing that you're going to have happen. So here's here's how this guy works. You put this on the cheap bolt thrower. So you're at 85 points. Yep. You put this in front of your big block that you don't plan on actually moving. Maybe it's the iron drakes, right? That are going to be able to shoot anyway, shoot around it. Um, anybody who wants to get into combat with them has to go through this. You let you shoot a couple times with this war machine. Maybe an organ gun would be better. Who knows? Because then you're just maximizing the number of mm -hmm. shots, right? They charge in. You don't put any of the runes on it because you know it's going to die. And then whatever hits that thing, boom, it explodes. And yep. And because you're usually putting your war machines down last, later in your deployment phase, depending on who you are, you're going to be able to put that right in front of the big juicy Death Star that's coming at your face. And so then that, you know, it's, it's a 30-point thing mm -hmm. that you have to sacrifice a war machine for, but... But it's only 85 points total, which, yeah. you know, it, it falls under the uh, under 100 points chaff unit sure. kind of thing. Another chaff unit could deletion, be, too. I would, yeah. gen I would generally place, like, uh, cannons kind of behind my line of infantry so they're shooting over mm -hmm. the top. And then if I'm going to put one of those cannons kind of towards the flank where people are going to be sending their war machine hunters down. Exactly. Things people use to That's get exactly war machines, what I was fast thinking. cav, harpies, mm -hmm. things like that. They hit this war machine first and Blow boom. Up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. have, you have, you have if you have scenery on one side anchoring yeah. and protecting your war machines, and then this exploding war machine on the other side. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah, even, even if you guns. don't do it, um, the fact that you could do it should be enough to uh, make your opponents wary. Sure. You know? So I have a question. So it, it happens before determining the combat results. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, and it removes the war machine. Yes. So the unit counts as being wiped out. Does that mean you get they, the overrun? They do. You, it says right in there. They you do get, get the overrun. overrun. Okay. But hopefully, yeah. you know, if you don't roll terribly on that dice roll, then there's nothing left. So, yeah. overrun so when, if you're castling in the corner and you, you put that guy, you know, your war machines are behind your line. Like as you your say, most accessible yep, war machine. That's your bait. Then, and yeah. people yeah. just won't know it. They'll think, oh, he probably tried to upgrade that 
because it's hard to count runes in Although they'll be like, oh, I out-deployed this guy. I've got this avenue down there to get to the war machine. And then boom. (laughs) Boom. Eat that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you play that guy a second time, then you don't even need to spend the points. <laughs> right. You just put the bolt throw <laughs> <Yeah>. out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm coming. I'm coming around. Yeah. I think it's definitely a psychological sure. rune for sure. Yeah. Sure. It's fun. Um, the next one is not 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 too exciting. I, just going back to that a minute, what I would do is I would paint the symbol for the rune of immolation on one of my <laughs> war machines, but not actually pay to have it on there. And then people would be like, oh, nice. That's funny. That. Could you imagine? Could you imagine the dwarves are also there painting yeah, it on before the battle? Like, <laughs> the rune smith's like, that's not real. And they're like, shh, don't tell anybody. Shh, shh, shh. Uh, nice, nice. Okay, so the master rune of disguise ends 25 points. Meh. Uh, yeah, this is, I think, meh. a bit meh. Uh, meh. Always count as being in hardcover. I mean, you're toughness seven anyway, yeah. and you're going to be at long range for almost everything. And the thing that people use to shoot war machines off the board is cannons. other cannons. Yeah. <laughs> they don't care. So yeah. Now, if it counted as being um, behind an obstacle, yeah. it would be awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome, and that's what it should be. Um, and yeah. I think we used to be able to do that. The engineers used to be able to entrench. Are we still able to you're do You're still that? able I to entrench. You can do that, yeah. So, yeah, but the entrench rule, I but think... But it doesn't give you the wall, does I it? I don't... Let me just... Is it, just it might just be hardcover again. Yeah. Or... No, it's just minus one... Oh. To, uh, it's in hardcover and minus one to hit in close combat. So it's exactly the same as if you were behind a wall without, actually without actually being behind the, the wall. shooting. Yeah. Uh, shooting from cannons yeah, is what exactly. we're all looking for here, yeah. Because then, then it would be super good if you yeah. could do that. Because all of a sudden... Because... I'm telling you, my my grudge throwers are just getting cannoned off every yeah. game, and it's so frustrating. And yeah. you're like, why do I even bother with these things? And yeah, but anyways. Yep. Okay, so that's two master runes. So on to the regular runes. Uh, you've got a rune of penetration or a rune of penetrating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> dwarfs need runes for this sort of thing. What about uh, what about <laughs> the rule of double penetrate? Uh, yeah, too double much? penetration. <laughs> All right, you guys, <laughs> simmer down. Okay, so it's 40 points for a single rune and 50 points for, for two. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, the first one at 40, 40 points uh, increases the strength of shots uh, by one to a maximum of 10. And 50 points is the same, plus you get to reroll a single fail to, rune, to wound roll during the course of the battle. So 40 points, mm-hmm. your, your grudge thrower mm-hmm. goes from being strength three um, to strength four. Which would be great, but it's just too expensive. It's way too expensive. It becomes a 95 was. points yeah. grudge thrower. Yeah. If they Wait, could... what? More, grudge thrower is 80 yeah. base, right? Oh, is it 80 base? 80 oh, base. it's the bolt thrower that's 55 yeah. base. Yeah. So it's 120 120 points for a strength four Yeah. yeah. Uh, grudge thrower. No. So good if it was 25. And yeah. Uh, it just needs to if be it was, less. There's no reason. Yeah, for it to if be it that was much. 25 and 40, I would take it because mm-hmm. that there are so many times where you roll a one on that one monster that you just need to die before it gets into your line. Yep. And just having that reroll would be worth a few extra mm-hmm. points. Uh, so if you are yep. paying the 40 points, you may as well. you may as well pay sure. the extra 10 for that reroll. But isn't that what happened when I tried to shoot your Kadai? Oh, no, you rolled your ward save. I did roll a ward. Yeah. I think you rolled a one once, though. Did I roll a wand to wound? Maybe. Yeah. It feels like something I would do. Yeah. Stupid Alathanar. 
<laughs> so many ones tonight. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go through these because we're 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 well, we're pushing along the time here. All right. Definitely running the uh, um, uh, the record for longest podcast so far. So stalwart rune, um, fifteen points and thirty points, uh, plus one to your combat result score. Nah. And unbreakable for the second one. Boom, you don't boom. ever want your war machines to <laughs> exactly. be in combat. I mean, and if somebody's going to get in combat with it, whatever, I'm happy to yeah, let it go. If it's you're done doing, its job. If you're doing a gun line and you have the standard that also gives you the plus one bonus, maybe, but uh, it, even then, not worth it. Well, just make the war machine blow up instead. <laughs> exactly. Let's just go for fun, fun and just blow stuff up. You know? Yeah. You know, it's interesting... Um, you think about the special choices that you have. I mean, you can fill out a lot of points with war machines. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, so you know, you could take an an army where there was a significant portion of it were just war machines. Sure. And if you were doing that, then some of these ones, you know, might be worthwhile mm -hmm. taking. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the first stack of this fifteen points that does give you variety in the rune combos yeah so you yeah. you might end up taking one of these just to to v get the that variety that you do need that's but, true um but i think there's better there's better combos there's, yeah you can make yeah for sure the time. so let's go into the the uh really the rune of taking it all the time which is rune of accuracy yeah yes um, so the next few are the great ones so yeah. plus one bonus to hit um and if you don't use ballistic skill, you can re-roll the scatter dice. So great on every war machine. Plus yeah, one twenty-five for points. your organ gun. Beautiful, and yeah. you know, re-rolling. Well, I would definitely take this on an organ gun. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I take it on my grudge throwers for sure. The percentage of points. actually, yeah. There's no point having this on a cannon, but there's nope. other two. No, nope. yeah. Actually, yeah. you know, bolt throwers. Yeah, bolt throwers, grudge throwers, throwers yeah. organ gun. Yeah. On every every Anything organ ballistic gun is skill, having yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. Okay, the Rune of Forging, 25 points. Uh, this this is, is the one you have on everything. Reroll yeah. the artillery dice when you roll a misfire. Yeah. yeah. Every cannon needs that, and probably the organ gun as well. Grudge yeah. throwers as well. Uh, Grudge yeah. thrower too. Yeah. I uh, honestly, having been on the receiving end of cannon more than being on the firing end, uh, those buggers seem to never blow up and always kill my tree man. So uh, I look at this and think that's twenty five points. I don't need that. Wasted. Yeah. But as somebody who shoots with cannons a lot, I can tell you, you do in fact need that. Yeah. And often, in fact, double misfires do happen. Yeah, it's frustrating. Um, but, it's frustrating, yeah. but you gotta, you know, for twenty five points. These I think these it's are points, it. you know, from my perspective, those are points that I could I could not spend if if i wanted to have uh, other things in the in the army book so mm. but then I, I imagine the list that i would put together would probably have fewer cannons sure probably people. yeah when i'm paying 120 points for a cannon i'm going to pay 25 points to keep it alive yeah yep. that's that's the way i look at it yep okay so this is the next rune is the rune of useless oh sorry no flexen's rune of seeking <laughs> uh 15 <laughs> points plus one to hit against any units with fly um yeah, stinker I, situational. Uh, it's situational at best. Um, <laughs> and then, lastly, the rune of burning. Um, five points to get the flaming attack special rule. Sure. Uh, I can see this on on a couple, mo mostly because that extra five points allows you to double up. To on, double up, and if mm -hmm. I'm going to take two cannons, one might as well be flaming to go after hell pits and yep. um, not hydras anymore. No, but uh, trolls, treemen, anything yeah. that. Anything that's got regen or, or yeah. flower. Yeah, that this one I think you almost need it on one um war machine. Thankfully it's 
it's cheap. Yeah. But because you do dwarves do rely on shooting, there isn't there really isn't any list that doesn't have at least some shooting. You yep. need to get rid of that regen first and then yep. follow it up. Yeah, and uh, I think where it's excellent is if you are taking a bunch of quarrelers or mm-hmm. uh, or rangers or anything that, pew, that pew, pew. doesn't have that, like not the non-iron drakes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, especially if you take this on a cannon, you know, you shoot that unit of trolls, you're you're almost kill, guaranteed to kill, kill to to kill one, one or two. two. Um, but more importantly, than all your pew pew guys can can yeah. shoot a few more off. Why not? If you if you're gonna take two cannons, there's no or two grudge throws. Probably no reason to not have that on one of them. Yep. Yep. All right. Absolutely. All right. So Whoa, the that whole book. is the whole book. We did it. It only took us six hours. <laughs> so moving on to uh, army lists, then we've got we've got a couple um, of of prepared army lists. Um, um, mine is less prepared than than uh, Ricky and Tom's, but uh, we'll go through these. These are kind of uh, lists that we uh, have either played or could see ourselves playing mm-hmm. in, in a tournament all comers situation. Um, and so this is this is uh, we're looking to this is a twenty five hundred points, which is kind of the common in our in our area, and I think reasonably standard uh, across uh, certainly across the U.S. for uh, points value and uncomped. So, uh, Ricky, yours, I, I've played your list or at least a variant of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you've played it quite a few times now. Um, let's, let's start with yours. I think it's a good one to start with because at least in terms of the, the units in it, it's going to be pretty similar to a lot of, a lot of stuff we, might, I, we I, might end okay. up seeing. Yeah. And um, a bunch of stuff <clears> that we've read online. So, uh, just really quick. I don't like black powder, so yeah. my lists never include black powder. That's where it's so going to differ no- from the, yeah, the power so you'll, lists. So you'll notice that when we get to the war machines, um, there won't be cannons and uh, or or thunder. Ricky doesn't like these newfangled contraptions. I know. I'm, I'm one of those old-fashioned dwarves. I grumble at those kinds of things. Um, but, I, but I think that's, uh, that's easily tradable. It right? is. It is. I don't think you need cannons to win. Um, Maybe I do because I've never really won, <laughs> but I think that that just might be me still learning, learning yep. the army. The so, dwarfs, yeah. um, and the other thing is I'm really infantry heavy at this point. I haven't added any gyrocopters, so that's another thing you're going to see. Um, okay. All right. So to start, I, I, I capitalized on the leadership 10 on the Thanes um, now. So I'm using a Thane as my general. Um, he has uh, the Master Rune of Snorri Spangelhelm, yeah. so he's going to always hit on a two-up, and then he has the one stack of Rune of Might, so he's uh, double strength against Toughness 5 or higher. Um, I, he's going to be kind of for killing stuff, <laughs> right? <laughs> you, don't, um, you don't say. Yeah. Then he's got a Rune of Iron um, times one, which gives him one extra wound and one extra toughness. Uh, or no, just one extra wound. One extra wound. So right now he's three wounds. So he's kind of a poor man's uh, lord. And then he has one rune of stone. So right now he should be... He's got a two-up save, leadership 10, three wounds. Kind of just a basic uh, guy. He's only 143 points. I kept him cheap, right? That's very cheap. Okay. Um, Next is the Thane Battle Standard Bearer. Um, Master Rune of Grungy have to have it yeah. um in my opinion that's probably going to be what my ma- my bsb has 90 percent of the time so just to remind everyone that's the four up ward save and then five up to everything mm-hmm. within six inches yeah. against shooting and magic missiles. and a shield 
yes, he has the shield. 153 points? Uh, no, he <laughs> oh. has two stacks of Runa Sanctuary. Because that paired, ah, that paired okay. with the Master Runa Grungy um, gives magic missiles uh, yeah. three up. Three up board save. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so putting him where against anything that might be taking a lot of magic damage helps. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Um, okay. So he tends to pop into a unit with the th- with the Thane general into a big unit of twenty five hammers, um, and then they have the standard of master rune of growth one eye, and we went into that earlier. That's the one that gives the bubble stubborn. And we kind of talked about its strengths and weaknesses. Um, for me, I, I'm going to try playing it the other way, see how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, but I might just end up going back to it. Who knows? Um, I still think it's a really strong uh, rune. Uh, so in the other character slots, I have um, two runesmiths. Um, because I want to have one in each of my two units of long beards, um, which I'm coming to in a second. But the runesmiths, um, so of course one has the rune spell breaking stacked twice, so he gets the auto dispel plus the four up roll to get rid of the spell indefinitely, and he's got the rune of furnace, so he can take the, you know, the two up board against flaming. Um, he's got rune of stone, uh, obvious auto include I think, because um, with his shield that gives him his two up. And then two up against flaming. So uh, pretty good. And then he has one rune of speed for five points. So he's hitting at a slightly higher initiative. There's really no advantage to him having that except for ethereal. And I finally put that rune of speed on there just because I did go up against some ethereal stuff and I found it frustrating. Um, The second runesmith, he's only got one rune of spell breaking stacked once. So he's just going to dispel one spell. He also has the Rune of Stone, so he's got the two-up armor. Then he has the Rune of Speed and the Rune of Fire, so he's to try and negate um, regen. Mm-hmm. Because you can deploy them separately or later, you can have, you know, put the Rune of Fire across the table from the the regen unit that's coming sure. at you. Okay? Sure. Um, then my my core is two Longbeards, two Longbeard units. They're exactly the same. They're 24 long beards with hand weapon and shield um the a runesmith goes in each one of those um there's no no um runes on their standards right because you've already got stubborn for them yeah from the, they're already the stubborn they're immune to psych already and you know they're just with the runesmith in there they're strength for armor piercing they're mm-hmm. just awesome awesome core unit 342 each so i'm a little over the the core tax, but I actually tried running them at 20, and I felt like they were dying too fast. Mm-hmm. So taking them up to 25 really does seem to help. Um, again, the hammers, uh, 25 of those. Um, once I get the BSB and the Thane in there, you know, that's 27 models. Um, I've started running the hammers. At, at first, I was running them five wide, um, but I just waste so many attacks doing that. And they're stubborn anyways, so I just started putting them wide. Mm-hmm. The problem with them is with the hammers wide, is you don't get to pass the bubble off as easily, um, the the shooting bubble that is, because usually your BSB is going to be centered right. so that he can reach both units on 
either side. I'd go seven wide as yeah. a compromise, I yeah. think. Yeah, so I'm probably going to kind of play with my wits mm-hmm. until I either settle somewhere between, yeah, like seven to, to, to the full horde, but who knows. Um, then I have two grudge throwers, um, both with Rune of Accuracy, both with Rune of Forging, one with Rune of Burning. Mm-hmm. So one's 130, one's 135. Um, I love grudge throwers. I think they're fun to play. They're, they are kind of random sometimes, so that does kind of bite you in the butt. Um, I used to always try and include the bolt throwers, but um, we already kind of went over the changes that kind of broke them. Yeah. So um, those don't get to be in my list anymore. Um, those are really the only two war machines I have, just those two grudge throwers. Then I have a unit of miners. I think miners are great uh, value for their points. 10 points each, a unit of 10. They can pop up on the board edge. Um, I haven't paid the points because I just didn't really have them to give them, you know, any kind of upgrades. I don't think they really need them either. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my rare are two units of 15 rangers. That's 220 points each. Um, and the rangers, they just speak for themselves. Um, I might be taking this down a few uh, model count, down, or maybe just one in each. And that'd give me a few more points to put into hammers to make the hammers just a little bit bigger and killier. Um, so I don't know. But the 15s seem to work pretty well um, because I can deploy them three deep, three ranks deep, if I'm deploying them to actually fight early in the game. Or I deploy them two ranks deep if I'm deploying them to shoot. So that gives me a little versatility on mm-hmm. how to use them. So, and then that's the list, 2,497 points. So, Cool. Cool. Yeah. That's just kind good of a, stuff. Yeah. All right. Do you want to go through your list, Tom? Over to my list? Okay. So my list, I kind of designed somewhat of a themed list, um, but also because it's me, I wanted to make it pretty powerful. So, <laughs> so it's kind of themed but powerful. So the theme is... Um, in the, the Dwarf book, uh, page 28, there's a, a list of, of different clans, kind of with their little insignia, and there's some history. Mm. And the one that really spoke to me was Clan Gunnison. They sounded really cool. They're like, the, uh, I'll just read this a little bit. Uh, black-bearded and fierce, the dwarfs of Clan Gunnison trace their ancestry back to the warrior Gunn, son of Morgrim, son of Grimnir himself. And then their fluff is kind of... They lost their stronghold to a giant orc invasion a little while ago, and since then they kind of fragmented, and some went to Karazakarak. Some tried to retake their hold and got killed, and then the remaining uh, faction kind of uh, went into the mountains. Um, so it says of that fraction, this, this last contingent is hardened veterans all and has never settled in a home for more than a few generations and ranges the world's edge mountains hunting orcs. So I read that and it sounded really cool. (laughs) And from the description, you know, it's saying they roam the mountains and they're all hardened veterans. So I'm thinking long beards and rangers as kind of the the majority of the list um, to represent a veteran force, but also the kind of um, mountain uh, scouting rangers. So tactic wise, um, it's kind of a, a hybrid combat shooting list. I have enough uh, artillery in there I think to generally force my opponents towards me and allow allow me to counterpunch but on the occasions that I come up against the stronger gun line I think I have the um, the kind of protection for my units to get them forward and into combat so just running through it quickly 
Um, my general is a lord on shield bearers, who's kind of a tank. He has the, the double rune of fortitude, which gives him um, the extra toughness and a five-up ward. Combine that with the, the five wounds he has from being on the shield bearers and one-up armor. Pretty sweet. I use basically the same magic weapon as Ricky's general with Snorri Spangle Helm and Might um, and a rune of speed just to get him hitting a bit quicker. Um, and then I give him that rune of luck that we were talking about before to save his life on those uh, characteristic tests where he's going to need it. My BSB is a Thane just with the shield and the master rune of Grongni, of course. This is going to be in most of most of our lists. I think so. Um, so yeah, that's the, the bubble, uh, ward save against shooting. And then I take just one rune smith. I would like more, but I felt like I could only fit one in. Yeah. Um, and he has the, the double spell breaking, um, a rune of stone to get him the armor save. A rune of iron. I can't remember what that does right now. Is that an extra wound? That's a extra wound. Yeah. Extra wound, I think. Okay. Yeah. So I, I tried to make him a little more survivable. Yeah. Three wounds with a two up armor save. Yeah. They stick around. Solid. I've had I've had the whole unit of Longbeards wiped out and the Runesmith standing there before. Yep. Because that two up is just so good. Which goes to show that Ironbreakers are gonna be Yeah. Super good. So I guess the ma one of the main differences from Ricky's list is that I try and get all of my combat output from the core section yeah. without spending points on a hammerers from special because um I wanted to take quite a bit of uh, artillery, which I'm gonna need the points for. Um, elsewhere so that my core is just split into two units of longbeards classic kind of hammer and anvil nice. i have uh, 25 longbeards with uh, shields with hand weapon shield and they have a banner with stoicism um so they're going to be stubborn 25 of them just in a five by five block with the shields they're going to let yeah. let people charge them and just hang in there yeah. and then they're going to have the runesmith with them for um armor piercing yeah. on their strength four weapons yeah they'll need it and then the yeah then the hammer the, the hammer is um 30 long beards with great weapons awesome um, <laughs> and i put shields on them too because i want to give them a bit of protection against they look so um, good the models shooting. for them are yeah. so good yeah so i love the long beard models that was yeah. another reason to get get these two units in there um, so the the BSB and the general are going to go into this unit, making it like a, a real kind of blender unit. Super killy, then. Yeah, yeah. the strength six. Uh, Longbeards can deal with pretty much anything, and if something, you know, too too tough for them to even deal with gets into the unit, then you have that lord mm -hmm. who's just going to blend them up with his rune of might. Um, so that's my two combat units, and they're going to obviously stay within six inches of each other so they can both benefit from that ward save against what shooting. What was the runes on them again? Um, oh, the, so the second Longbeard unit has Stoicism again okay. and a Sanctuary. Okay, cool. So now they both have magic resistance as well because At least the, one point, the yeah. runesmith is going in one of them and then the second one has Sanctuary. Awesome. Um, which helps protect my two characters who are in that unit too. Yeah. Okay. Okay, then moving into special section, I take two cannons... <laughs> I have no qualms against black powder like Ricky does. Um, a homeless clan. How are they going to have black? Well, powder? this is this is where I diverge from the fluff a little to keep the room competitive. Yeah, so that's yeah, the, yeah. the two sides of my Warhammer personality competing. I don't blame competing. you. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Go on. Go. So yeah, they have their two cannons, both with a, a rune of forging for the reroll on the misfire, and one with flame. So that one's going to target the regen stuff, and then the other one is going to target 
big stuff. So those are my kind of spot removal things. I yeah. I see the big the big guys that I need to take out, and I focus on them with that. Uh, my other two special units are two gyrocopters. Nice. Both of which just have the um, steam steam gun. steam gun, and one I gave Vanguard to. Although I'm starting to rethink that if I wanted those twenty points somewhere else, but I see that it could be nice. Um, and these. You know, whether my cannons are targeting those big single models, these are going to fly out and pick on the the little high damage output units of elves and stuff yeah. that need to get need to get whittled down early, or use them for redirect. And use them for redirecting exactly. Yeah, yeah. So versatile yeah. Yeah. for for movement phase uh, shenanigans. shenanigans exactly. Shenanigans. And then in my rare section, I have an organ gun with accuracy and forging. So that's getting mm. the, the re-roll on Misfire, and it's getting a bonus to hit. So that's targeting things like heavy cavalry, nice. um, heavily armored units that need to be whittled down a little bit. So I think in, yeah, so in terms of my war machines, I kind of cover all the bases with the cannons for removing big stuff. Gyrocopters for taking down uh, low toughness, low armor units and then the organ gun, organ gun for blasting cavalry and tough stuff pew pew and then the 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 remainder of my special goes on two units of 14 rangers so this is again to fit mm -hmm. in with the fluff and also because i think mm -hmm. rangers are awesome one one model off from what i use yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's the remainder of your rare not yeah. not special oh yeah the remainder yeah. of my rare sorry so two units of 14 rangers they come in at 216 points each and i'm gonna you know deploy them at kind of strange angles to my opponent's battle line. Mm -hmm. I mean, the main utility I see from these guys is just deleting chaff really early in the yeah. game. Get it out there because um, otherwise the movement phase is not going to be fun for the dwarfs. Yeah, you got to free up that counter charge. Somehow. Right. So get the dwarfs out of the way and I'm, I'm going to deploy them so that my opponent, if they're trying to get towards my main line where the guns are, they're going to have to try and walk past the rangers pretty much and then the rangers are gonna try and seek out some sweet flank charges yeah because in kind of full frontal combat um 14 dwarfs with great weapons hitting last are probably not going to do too well but in flank charges yeah. they're really gonna they're really gonna i've noticed that um once well. if something if something big gets in on them they they tend to die pretty quick yeah for but sure against other people's chaff they're so good sure yeah so yeah, I'm gonna use them against Always chaff. Surprised how people charge in and they're like they have great weapons. <laughs> right, exactly. Yes, they do. And I'm gonna make people kind of decide whether you know either you you're gonna use some of your units to try and take down these rangers, but if you do so, um, you're not using units that could be coming towards my main line where yeah. the, where the big guns are kind of exactly. blowing you apart. So it forces them into a choice, and yeah, fluffy for my theme. So I like it. All right, cool. So that's it. Okay, so uh, I think I think my list was uh, um, a little bit less well thought through. Um, <laughs> you just uh, put the things that you really like in there. Well, I put. I mean, I, I had an idea behind what I was doing when I created it. I I really like our Ricky's list. Um, having having played it. And again, sharing a dislike of all things black powder. Um, <laughs> however, what I was trying to do with this list was was create something that was not uh, a, a list that uh, where you were ever going to castle, um, where where that strategy just 
more or less wasn't open to you, um, whether you wanted it or, or not. Um, so, so that's what I've got with, with this and, and I'll, I'll talk you through it, uh, pretty quickly. So, um, I, I actually took a Lord, um, I popped him on some shield bearers, uh, with an, with an oath stone. He's got my flying hammer. Uh, (laughs) yeah, the, the master rune of flight and a rune of might. Um, did you name him Thor? Uh, I, of course. Um, (laughs) and, um, he's also got the rune of preservation, rune of stone, rune of iron. So he's, he's, uh, you know, he's, you know, a little harder to kill, uh, than normal. Um, so he comes in at uh, 315 points. Uh, I took a Thane BSB. Uh, I also took the master rune of Grangni. Uh, I mean, I, it, it seems like this is, this is going to be, you know, there's got to be a reason why you're not taking that. It's hard to convince that. yourself yeah. not to. Yeah, yeah for exactly. sure. Um, there are other choices, but it sure is a hard choice. It's a, it's a tough choice. Yeah. Um, and uh, I popped also the rune of sanctuary on that. Um, uh, I like that that magic resistance one. So there you, it's a four up ward basically across the board. Um, so, and then I've, I've got a runesmith who's got double rune of spell breaking, uh, in there. Uh, so for my core, I took 40 long beards. Um, so a big unit. Um, it's pretty much my only, uh, uh, big unit. I, uh, wanted them to really more be an anvil than a hammer. Um, so I took them just with hand weapon and shield. Um, and they've got the full command in there. I've got a unit of 10 quarrelers. Uh, these guys are kind of for, uh, protecting the flank of, uh, the war machines. Um, and, uh, you know, also potentially just a throwaway unit if I absolutely need to, it's only 120 points. Um, I know you generally don't want to be doing that, but but uh, again, these, these guys can be um, protected somewhat by the master rune and so forth. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I'm taking triple gyrocopter. Um, so, so wait, what was your, what made up your core again? You long got, beards and quarrelers. Well, long beards and quarrelers. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so, uh, you know, and I, I do like the idea of having double long beard in the, in the core, you know, two, two units of long beards, I think. Um, is probably the best choice. Um, I was deliberately trying to do something a little different sure. um, yeah. with what I got. Uh, yeah, I'm taking three gyrocopters. Um, I like what I said earlier about them uh, to be able to direct the flow of the combat and flow of the other people's units. Um, I'm taking two cannons. Uh, I think I didn't put any runes on them or anything like that. It's just too flat out. I'm going to shoot you, and if they blow up, they blow up. Uh they're still more accurate than almost everything else in the game in terms of shooting and killing. So, yep. Um, <laughs> True that. Totally, yeah. totally broken cannons. Yep. yep. So, uh, and then the rest of my special, uh, I've got two units of 20 miners. Um, <laughs> and each of them has the steam drill uh, in there. With, yeah. yeah. Sweet. So, so the idea, obviously, with this is... Um, just completely throw your opponent off. I, All of a sudden, yeah. he has 40 dwarves. He has 40 <laughs> dwarves with great weapons coming from he doesn't know where. Yeah. And that is, that's actually pretty that's hard to deal with. It is yeah. terrifying. Mm. And it should be terrifying. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, if I want my guys to be mobile, the easiest way for them to be mobile is to be able to come on from any board edge. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, go ahead and, and deploy any way you like. I'm going to come up your backside. So I realized I'd been playing them wrong. Yeah. So I think ambushers in the new 
in 8th edition are now 3 up on turn 2 instead of 4 up. And it doesn't decrease, it's just always 3 up. Oh, really? Is yeah. that what it is now? Let me double check that again. But yep. this came up the other night and I was like, wait a minute, hmm. have I been playing this? You've been playing this 4 up on the first I've been, turn. Yeah, and then, and then decreasing, and then... which is how it used to be. And uh, I all of a sudden realized, like, so now the steam drill is even more important because, because get, that gives up. you the plus one yeah okay huh interesting so let me uh let me get over here really quick and get to the yeah, steam drill is is a re-roll a failed arrival a roll for ambushers mm-hmm. and it's also plus three strength instead of plus two um, yep a unit with ambushers rule does not deploy at the start of the battle instead from turn two onward the controller player rolls a die at the start of his turn for each unit of his ambushers that uh, have yet to arrive on a one or two. The ambushers have been delayed, but you'll be able to roll for them next turn on a three or more. The unit of ambushers arrives and will enter the board during the remaining moves on phase. Mm. So, so it's a flat three up. Flat this three is a up. three up with a reroll. Yeah. So an eight and nine chance of them coming up. on a turn two. Yep. Which is exactly. exactly when you want them. Exactly. So yeah, two hundred and thirty-five points for twenty miners. Um, I'm like, yeah, get there. Yeah, they're yeah. so points efficient. Two yeah, points for a great weapon. I, I'm super excited yeah. about shoving those into somebody's. And the, model, or, the models are back. so cool too. Yeah, so they're fun. Yep, and then my last remaining points go on uh, two units of ten rangers. Yeah. Um, so, so really, this army, the way that it it's going to work is, I've got those long beards there. Um, they're going to kind of protect the cannon. Um, the quarrelers are going to be there to help shoot off anything that comes uh, towards the longbeards or the cannon, and everything else is pretty mobile for a dwarf yeah. unit, right? You've and got... I've, you know, so the your general and your BSB are going in that longbeard unit, and the runesmith in the longbeard unit. So it makes unit. everything else in your army relatively throwaway in yes. terms of point cost. Exactly, you don't want to throw it all away, but each individual unit can be sacrificed if it needs to be. Yeah. And it's I mean it's a little death story, not not super nah, not um, overtly. Did your do your um did your long bits have great weapons or hand weapon shield? Hand weapon shield so that I got the shield wall. Sure. Um and and also um for being a bit more defensive. Yeah. Um so you know, I um I, I did play around with a, a build similar to this that had iron breakers. Um, but you just can't get quite as 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 good a a, a, a unit because you you know obviously they're coming out of special points. Yeah, you still have to because you still have to take core. It's, yeah, yeah. It makes it tough. Yeah. So so this is a really uh, fun ambushy dwarf army that's going to play differently from people are used to mm-hmm. seeing dwarves play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, with two units of rangers and two uh, miners popping up, there's going to be yeah. like dwarfs all over the place. It is they're exactly. Not gonna know, <laughs> they're not going to know what's happening. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, you use the rangers to take out war machines. Yeah. Um, you know, the thing and 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 wizards, right? These are the two things that I worry about from a, a dwarf standpoint: is those ranged multiple damage kind of things, and and this is a, a potential way to deal with that. Cool. All right. So, so last topic then on the dwarfs: how do you beat them? How do you beat them? Yeah, this is. I think uh, make me play them, and you'll win. <laughs> <laughs> you said that last time too. <laughs> So, Honestly, as as much as I love this new dwarf book, um, I don't think it's particularly hard to beat. No, it's. I not. mean, I would use basically um, pretty similar tactics to how I've always beaten dwarfs, um, which so m- most of my experience against dwarfs has been with um, my beastmen. Yep. And 
in that case, just throw a lot of fast stuff towards the war machines, make them choose whether to shoot that fast stuff and miss the opportunities to shoot my big hordes. Yep. Or if they don't, they're going to get charged turn two or three by that fast stuff. At the same time, I'm um, just getting my big hordes right towards them. And I don't, I don't think that even still dwarfs are a, a very good match for beast men in combat. Yeah. I think the dwarfs come off worse in that in that matchup. So yeah. I think it's it's mainly just about applying pressure to the war machines and making them make difficult choices with the war machines while getting combat units up in their faces quickly. Yep. Because I think their combat stuff is still a little overpriced for what it does. Yeah, still <clears> only <throat> having one one unit that has two attacks sure. means that everybody else isn't throwing out a lot and they're they're the points on them overall are high enough that you can't have huge blocks of them easily um across the table of course mm -hmm. you know like you you could have maybe one or two big blocks or two big blocks and maybe half a big block so like two and a half maybe but you're not really going to be able to get much more than that and so yeah but I do think, I, I think now dwarfs do have a better answer to the tactic I just said, which is having the kind of throwaway gyrocopters to re yeah. redirect mm -hmm. my combat units that are coming towards and, them. And, and not only um, that, they're going to not only redirect those units, but also take out those faster moving. Sure, exactly. Smaller yeah. units, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. and with the, yeah, with rangers being really nice, um, they'll help kind of delete some of the chaff I'm trying to use for that purpose. Yeah. Um, so I would still try and employ that same tactic playing yep. against them but i would expect it to be a little more challenging with the better um combat phase options that dwarf uh, better movement phase options that dwarfs have now yeah mm -hmm. yeah so for me as as a wood elf player uh you know it's particularly playing and, uh, and embodying that msu style uh i would i would very much be trying to take out the war machines as quickly as possible uh, um you know there's a huge threat to the tree man um, in the unit uh, in my army for that. So, so I'm vanguarding up. I'm I'm shooting at those guys, you know, because there's only need sixes to wound um, to try and take them out. Um, take out the war machines. Um, at which point, you know, you've you've kind of neutralized the the immediate threat um, because the threat of the combat units is is still comparatively slow. Um, and even with guys coming into ambush, um, you know, I, I'm more worried about, you know, I, I need to move my archers and stuff out of the way. Um, so I'm thinking that, you know, from an MSU perspective, uh, you, you're probably going to be want to be a little more spread out um, than maybe um, you normally would be. Um, but but really, it's 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 yeah, it's the same tactics. Sh uh, soften everything up with shooting, and then multiple charges. Mm -hmm. um, I just think they're harder to soften up with shooting and harder to win against with those charges sure. because of the shield wall and so yeah. forth. Um, and the yeah, and the better options for dealing with chaff. Yeah, yeah. better yeah. options for for countering your kind of movement phase. Yeah, I'm gonna have to take out those gyrocopters yeah. pretty yeah. quickly. Oath stones are gonna make um, MSU give MSU players. Uh, it's true. a lot of trouble. Yeah. So what? But the that's the why weak, I took one weak, in my uh, <laughs> yeah. But the Lord. weakness of the old stone is they go on a character that can't refuse a challenge. So if you know you can kill that character in combat, you issue a challenge and yeah, um, they that's have good. to accept, and then you can kill it and break that old stone. So, yeah. 
um, that's something to keep in mind too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So in terms of overall power level, where do you see them in the kind of current Warhammer field? Oh, middle of the road. I see them pretty yep. middle. And I, I think like the really top tier players are not going to be seen bringing dwarfs to a tournament just because the super top tier players generally like movement to use armies that completely dominate the movement phase where yeah. that's not really going to be dwarfs but for a normal magic, player yeah. yeah for a normal player i think they're going to be a fun army to use and a, a solidly performing army i, I think they well. are uh, you know so so the sorts of person that, that should choose the dwarfs if they are thinking about like your first army or maybe your second army you know why would you choose dwarfs I think uh, they have a unique play style. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any other army that plays like them. <coughs> oh, bless pardon, you. Pardon me. Whew. Uh, You're allergic to dwarves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they they have um, you know incredible artillery options open to them. There's no there's no doubt about that. And so if if that's the kind of thing that you enjoy, um, you know you can go to town on artillery. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Gun lines. Yeah. Literal um, lines. <laughs> they they are um, an army of of a lot of infantry, right? Um, so you know, artillery aside, you, you've got no cavalry choices, no wizard choices, no monster choices, right? Mm -hmm. This is an infantry army. Yeah. So if you like having a ranked up infantry, and the nice part about it is, you know, your infantry is going to stay on the table for most of the battle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you're not going to be running away like you yeah, know, you're like not, you're never skinks get or goblins turn or two, pretty much. Yeah. Or turn three, like some armies can. You, you're going to be in, and you're going to be grinding it out. You're going to be end. grinding it out, mm -hmm. and uh, you're going to you're going to frustrate a lot of opponents. Yeah. Um, you're going to have. Uh, I don't think you're. You know, once you've gotten used to playing the army. I think it's unlikely you're ever going to get those massive upsets of 20 nil losses. And it's also, you know, it, this is the, the downside of the army is I think it's going to be tricky to get those big 20 nil wins. I think so too. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. I, I can see some cases where you're going to get 20 nil wins. If you are able yeah. to pop off the big model, big monsters and stuff early in the game yep. and force your opponent towards you and soften them up enough for your units to just dominate them in combat. Yeah. The the tricky part mm -hmm. is um, you, you don't have any unit with massive damage output. Sure. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the hammers is the best you've got. Um, but they're squishy. They're so. squishy. Yeah. yeah. So so it's definitely you got to pick your battles. you got to counter charge. And you got to be patient. Mm -hmm. And honestly, and, and this is what, what to me makes the Dwarf book awesome if you think like a dwarf, <laughs> you will enjoy playing the dwarves. Sure. It's that simple. Yep. And aesthetically, it's a really it's it's, yeah. a, it's, it's a, such nice a nice looking army to play with, especially if you like the aesthetic of big, like metallic in like big hard blocks of ironclad yeah. infantry. You know. Yep. And and a lot of interesting variation among that, including the slayers who yeah. don't have any. Sure, sure. Um, you know, and there's a lot of character to to all of these all of these models. So um, the, two, I, the two new infantry kits really very nice. Very and there's nice. a lot of good alternatives yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot of different manufacturers for sure. Yeah, yeah. Dwarfs are pretty easy to come across. So I, I think, yeah, middle of the middle of the pack. Um, I think uh, you spend a lot of time playing this army and you can do really well with it. I think yeah. so, too. And I think like after the change, 
it's more conducive to like rewarding good generalship rather than yeah. just the old dwarf army seemed to be like anyone would pick them up and do relatively well with them. This it seems like your generalship is gonna play more of a factor yeah, in how yeah. well you do. And I think there's a lot more variety in it now. You, there's different viable play styles. Yeah. Um, and and if you're playing the same opponent over and over, I think there's things in here that can easily be tailored to deal with just about anything. Sure, with the yeah. rune system, if you know what you're coming yeah. up against, you can tailor some yeah. really powerful combos. Because they gave you they gave you movement now, so you can move, you know, you can scout, you can ambush. So people who are doing gun lines against you, you can get to them quicker. Mm -hmm. yep. Things like that. So, you know. Yeah, and and I think one thing we didn't really touch on and one thing you probably don't think about too often is different points values. Um, I think the dwarves will do really well in in those sort of one thousand and fifteen hundred point. Yeah, battles. they do scale nicely. Um, and I think that's when we'll start to see dwarf warriors in the in mm -hmm. lists mm -hmm. uh, where you are taking fewer points. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, I think yeah, uh, you know there's 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 those sort of warband tournaments that pop up on Friday nights before you know um, big two day tournaments. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I think dwarfs uh, have a great potential to kick butt, especially on a smaller playing field. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, yeah, I think on the small small scale battles, dwarfs will do well because, you know, having that flat two up um, dispel, you're not constantly struggling to fit as many wizard levels into your army as possible. So yep. you can just allocate those points to better places. Uh, absolutely. Whereas other armies in lower point battles it always seems like you're just struggling to squeeze in wizard levels yeah um and it ends up wasting a bunch of your points okay all right so okay. just to wrap it up favorite thing from the book uh, one thing um doesn't matter from what the, it is just from the book as whole a whole book, yeah what's your favorite thing about the book one thing oh my mm. god putting mm. you on the spot now I'm just going to say gyrocopters just because for me they're the the biggest change from this book and the last and make the biggest change to the playstyle. All right. Ricky, uh the amount of stubborn you can get. To, <laughs> to me that feels dwarfy. It does feel very it's dwarfy. Just I want my I want my dwarves to fight to the bitter end and you can do it now. So Yep. Yep. All right. Uh I think my favorite has Flying to be the master in a flight. <laughs> yeah, flight. Yeah. I, just, I just love it. I yeah, love but... the idea of it. I love the fact that people aren't going to see it coming until it smacks them in the in between the eyes. <laughs> literally, yeah, literally. Oh. Yeah. Oversized meatball. All right. So that was the dwarf book. Thanks very much for sticking with us all the way through it. Yeah. It's it's been a, a long uh, discussion. We're going to wrap it up now. Um, back to kind of regular back, regular sections. Back next to regular time. sections next time. Um, and uh, I'm not entirely sure exactly what the program will be, uh, but um, we look forward to talking to you again in a couple of weeks. <laughs> that, that was the, the Ricky's gyrocopter going Bombs past. Away, <laughs> <laughs> the humanity. Yeah, yeah, it's reached that stage of the night. <laughs> All right, folks, thanks for sticking with us. Goodbye. Goodbye.